Legend said there's been a curse on these woods. Do you believe in the stories about the Blair Witch? Oh my god. Oh, they're everywhere. What was that? Episode 156. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. Stop. Hammer time. That was better. I'm going to give it to you that time, Frank. Yeah, was it like a 7 out of 10? Yeah, it wasn't that bullshit that you pulled that one week. Stop. Hammer time. <laughs> like I was trying to be suave or something. I know. I didn't fucking... Yeah, dude. I didn't know. <laughs> that does not fit me. No, like, like you thought it was going to, like, you know, uh, kick up your cool factor a little bit. Like, you were, like, Mr. Mysterious. <laughs> and, it like, it dropped it significantly that week. That is hard to do to get lower than where I'm I didn't want to tell you. We got a lot of emails about it that week. What? A lot. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm fucking with you. Oh. I'm waiting for somebody to drop a podcast evaluating how I do it each time. Yeah. It's called iTunes Review. (laughs) I hear it every fucking week. All right. We do have a special guest with us this week. Speak up, sir. Yeah. It's me, Ryan, from the Comic Slob. So glad to be with you guys once again. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We we thought it was just going to be the three of us this week, and then Frank joined in. Yeah. Yeah, last minute Frank is what we call him. That's what his <laughs> wife calls him, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Last Jesus. Last minute Frank. Last minute Frank. <laughs> last minute Frank. Those crucial 60 seconds. Minute man Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Get a lot done in a minute, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of, lot, you can <laughs> cause a lot of tears. <laughs> In one minute. This is true. <laughs> Marriages are destroyed in one minute, Frank. <laughs> I know. I'm divorced once already. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. All because of Frank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so bad I fucked up his love life. Exactly. <laughs> wow. That, those That's the level of friends you have? Yeah. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Episode 156. Woo-hoo. 156. 156. Jesus. Happy Batman Day, fellas. Yeah, it is. Yay. Batman that's, Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're in our own bat cave here. Well, we got our own. Uh, we, Kinda, got some, yeah. we got some bat new, Batman news this week. Nice. A little yeah. bit of Batman news for Batman Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I want to, you know, I want to thank, uh, I want to thank, uh, Cody and Janine and Scott for last week. Yeah, they were great. They were. Are, did you, did you mean that? Yeah, I did. The way you said it was kind of like, I don't know. No, I, I meant it. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're like, yeah, they were great. <laughs> they were okay. I'd like to thank the uh, kennel that put on the show, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, uh, our new sponsor, Mr. Softy. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Jesus. I wish. <laughs> wow. Oh, I know. Free ice cream while we record? Yeah, it wouldn't Jesus. be bad. I'd be shitting half the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're lactose intolerant. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they make like an uh, like an ice cream that you can eat? Yeah, they have a few of them. They're not very good. They taste like shit. <laughs> yeah, they taste like shit. <laughs> so it just cuts out the middleman for when it comes out. <laughs> yeah. What's the point at all of that? <laughs> no, I thought I thought everybody was pretty good last week. Uh, I did too. Yeah. I was being sincere. All right. I was just checking. <laughs> you know, yeah, Scott had last week, he had that list of movies that make you a man. Yes. I got a couple I'd like to add. Let's hear it. Uh, first one I want to add is The Warriors. Oh, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Warriors come out to play. Yay. <laughs> I love that movie. Frank, What's, have you seen this movie? You look don't know. You don't, then you haven't. What's the okay. other mega quote from that movie? Uh, uh, brain fart. Can right you dig it? <laughs> That's can you dig it? No, I have not seen. That it. I was thinking Warriors that, of the MMA brothers. No, that no, Tom no, Hardy no. no. I'm talking. This is 1970s, man. It's fucking. Oh the, fuck! Yeah, no, the, I have not seen that. Then. The fucking Warriors, dude. It's like all these gang members come together in this huge congregation, and they're gonna fucking like take over the city and shit. And they're mm. all. They're, and each one is like their own little. Uh, group like you got the roller skating ones that look like fucking they're they got the mork suspenders on and oh, shit. <laughs> you've got like the louisville slugger gang they've all got baseball bats yeah they're called the baseball furies yeah oh, Jesus. yeah favorites. and then uh what happens is that during the uh rally uh somebody shoots like the guy the leader that's uh-huh. bringing all the gangs together and the gang that did it blames it on the warriors so now the warriors got to get out of the city and they've got all these gangs after them Oh shit! It's fucking. It's a fucking. It's cheesy as fuck, but it's amazing. I love that movie. Yeah, it is great. I'll, I'll never forget that Molotov cocktail scene. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm gonna add Shawshank Redemption to the list too. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. Tell me he had Roadhouse on it. Roadhouse was not on his list. What? That's like the ultimate palate cleanser for everything shitty in the world. That's everything shitty that Patrick Swayze did. <laughs> I mean, I, I come on. I don't care what else he was in. Roadhouse is redemption for Dirty all. Dancing. I know. I God know what he damn was it. In. Dirty Dancing. I know. I'm just saying, like, you go from Dirty Dancing to Roadhouse, you get you get your man card back. Right. <laughs> I admit, I got a little bit of a guilty pleasure when it comes to him. Uh, nope. Did you guys ever see the... Uh, uh, Julie Newmar movie. Yeah, where him, yeah. Wes thanks for everything. Yeah, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. That was great. The scene where the yeah, Wong Fu. Yeah, the the scene where the cop tries to feel it. He yells, "Get your hand off my dick, buddy!" That's great. <laughs> wow, some Frank laughing about something that involves <laughs> to do that a involves dick. a dick. This is. <laughs> Weird. Groundbreaking, right? Wow. I th- I, no, I thought it was going to be a scene of highbrow comedy. And, uh, no, it's low-hanging no. dick jokes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hilarious, Frank. Very quotable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, you guys ever, like, like right now, you guys are in, like, these little sofa chairs. Yes. Yeah. One mm-hmm. would almost call him a lazy boy. Yeah. Would you guys, if they started a Kickstarter and they made one of those look like Patrick Swayze and called it a Swayze boy, would you buy it? And... On the flip side, if you could dress like Demi Moore and you could do some fucking, like, clay sculpting. I'm out. I'm out. I don't know about that, but if it looks like Swayze from the uh, Chippendale skit with him and uh, Chris Farley, I'd do that. It'd be funny. Yeah. I have. 
Yeah, would you? You'd do that? Yeah, I'd, I'd sit in <laughs> it. That's your thing? I'd sit in it. I'd cuddle. Yeah. yeah. That's I'll his favorite story. I'll ground floor. I'll take the basic level, whatever's on their Kickstarter, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they send you a piece of fabric? I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in too deep. It's a pillow. <laughs> I would totally sit on a Swayze boy. I would. It'd be yeah. nice. Yeah. It'd be nice and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you, like, 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 I don't know. It's got like it plays that little that little uh, unchained melody song. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and you can go into like anti gravity mode and lay back and it'd be nice. I like it on purpose, just to be ironic. I'd stick one in the corner, like baby. Oh, oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> that was a pity That's chuckle. Highbrows again. <laughs> 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 Frank bringing out the big guns this week. <laughs> he was waiting for that one. I know. Jesus. Gosh, put that joke in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Um I got I got uh it's uh, time for you guys ready to move on to some uh anything but Frank. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, Shawshank Redemption now. That must be added to the man list. That's a good one. Shawshank Redemption. That's yes. a good one. Yeah, we were talking about that, and then I got us off in this stupid <laughs> Swayze boy <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Um, I, I want to thank uh, – I do have some Patreon patrons that I want to thank, but I'm going to thank them next week because I didn't put them in my notes. Uh, <laughs> but I am going to thank uh, Johannes – uh, Johannes, uh, you're not, you told me how to pronounce your first name, Johannes. I, I still don't know how to pronounce your fucking last name. Torstensen or whatever the fuck? One name at a time. One name at a time. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But yeah, I want to thank Johannes. Uh, he sent me a PayPal donation. He's from Sweden, so when I got the donation, it was all in Swedish. And wow. I have, so I don't know what Currency? the, I don't know what the, the PayPal, Oh, 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 the, okay, the, the, right. the yeah, notification. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, God. The, the, the notification <laughs> was all in Swedish, so I don't know what he sent me. <laughs> I have no clue. 20, 20 of something. Copy and paste it into Facebook and hit auto-translate. Do, do they pay in Swedish fish? I don't, like... Ooh, they use the euro, yeah, don't that'd they? That'd be okay. I don't know, Frank. I'm not as world-traveled as you. Fuck. Yeah. That's just a guess. I don't know. This episode sucks already. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't like it. <laughs> can, <laughs> do over, start over, can we get, to reboot is, it. Is there, is, yeah. Is there a do over? No. Call in J.J. Abrams. You gotta start over. It's kind of like having an ugly kid. I mean, it's there already. You can't really get rid of it. Is that a South Park joke? It, it kind of was, yeah. Yeah, because I, 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 I was, uh, I didn't get to watch the episode, but like, um, I was recording it and I stopped watching American Horror Story, uh, season six premiere and it, it and they were replaying South Park and I, that's the one part I caught where they were yeah. talking about that. So, yeah, good, good conversation piece of Brian. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, let's see here. Let's, uh, so yeah, thank you, Johannes. I really appreciate it. That's really fucking awesome. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to move on into iTunes reviews. And, uh, the first iTunes review, uh, comes, we got four this week. No bumper? Oh, Jesus. I love this No bumper? bumper? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're like a little kid. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> Alright, iTunes reviews. It's one star
All right, iTunes reviews. The first one comes from the Lucas Solution. So he solved it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to hear this. They've been a problem. Can we agree? Lucas's have been a problem. Uh, Yeah, sure. Well, now we got the solution. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. I mean, there have been a couple Lucases that weren't a problem. Number one, well, <laughs> George Lucas, maybe he was. Uh, then Lucas, Corey, uh, Corey Haim. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. I love that movie. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was good. With the locusts mm-hmm. and, and a young Winona writer. Yeah. yeah. When I was little, I, could, I kept getting both those confused, Lucas and Locust, so I kept calling him Locust. Wasn't Charlie Sheen kind of like the rapey football player? Yeah, I believe you're correct. Bit. He wasn't rapey, though, was he? Mm. Yeah. I'll throw the review. Maybe you watch. I may, I need, maybe I need to watch it again. <laughs> By today's standard, maybe. Yeah. All right. It's uh, it's titled Keeping It Real. So, yeah. Th- that would have been a cool title like 15 years ago. <laughs> Just keeping it real with them. <laughs> keeping it real. Did he spell it R-E-E-L? No. Oh, okay. No. Is that like a fishing term? I thought he was trying to be punny. Keeping it real? Like a movie reel? Yeah. Oh, like a movie reel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of a fishing reel. Oh. Yes. Okay. Same same spelling. And I I don't go fishing, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, this podcast keeps it 100 in all things geek and pop culture related. Great insight, excellent reviews, and hilarious banter, except for this week. <laughs> <laughs> You read my mind. <laughs> well, look at you. What, what you're, about me? You're, you're all sitting back in that Swayze boy. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you're just knee. You're just fucking knee deep in Swayze right now. Oh man, I'll be like the hunchback of Notre Dame if I put this thing on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're easily offended and soft like wet tissue paper, listen to NPR and go to bed at your normal 9 p.m. bedtime. Was that a was that a slam on Scott Shooter? I, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, if you're still reading this review and don't fall into one of the previous categories, go ahead and subscribe and get ready for laughter, fun, and insightful views on all things pop culture. These guys have put me onto so much great content that I would never have seen if not for them. Thanks, guys, and keep up the great work, Brian. You're right. I need that Jean-Claude Van Johnson in my life as a series, Tupperware. So that comes from the Lucas That was the rev- in the review? That was in the review. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's, what's your problem there? <laughs> oh, God, no. Somebody fucking finally praised me for something. <laughs> Jake, Jake, you're the fucking man. Oh, my God, Jake. Oh, God, Jake. If I could just have your dick in my fucking mouth right now. Somebody fucking praises it's me for one. praising you that's the problem. It just it sounds like it like trails off from being a review at some point. So there. now you're even taking the praise away from me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, this is great. Like, because the guy actually has proof as to why, like, Brian, like, led him to something. It's like, this is why this is good. And Jake's like, nope, no. <laughs> it's like, Don't the, blindly it's, follow me. It's the fucking takeaway. Yeah, it should have been an email. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say you're the man, so it doesn't count. <laughs> Off my producer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Next one comes from uh, UIC Nessa. Uh, it's titled Great Podcast. It's a five star. They are brash for sure, but they touch upon the hot pop culture topics and always have great perspectives. Really enjoy this podcast. Keep it up. Wow. This snore fest with these iTunes reviews this week. Damn. Oh, they're going to get good. <laughs> Big slurp fest. 
They're good. Wow. <laughs> oh, were those both? I really stories? enjoyed Luke, the Lucas solution. <laughs> Too first, long. Number, no, number one. First off, he, he solved it. <laughs> number two he gave me some praise which i never get how many stars did we Come get on. with both these uh 10 10 combined ah all right then if you're, keep, if you're keeping score <laughs> i need an abacus all right this next one comes from slidell simba slidell simba it's a five star mm. and uh Slidell kind of fucked up here. I knew what you were going to do, and it, it would have been a lot funnier. But actually, it's kind of funny in its own way <laughs> because he titled it. I think he meant to title it from uh, from Andrew Garfield, but he titled it from James Garfield, our twentieth president. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, wow, that's impressive in its own right, though. <laughs> yeah. got a time machine. Holy shit. Twentieth president loves our show. Nice, oh, nice. Didn't even have podcasts back then. You know what? Or Maybe James probably lets him listen to it when he fucks his bones. <laughs> Whoa! Wow, he's dead. we got dark. <laughs> yeah, you uh, listen to this for a bit. This it's uh, Let's see here. Oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, he he honestly thought that this was about Andrew Garfield, and he put James Garfield. Don't correct it. Don't Slidell Simba. Don't you goddamn dare <laughs> go back into iTunes and correct it. You leave your fuck up up there it's Canada. for the whole world to see. <laughs> Shame, sir. <laughs> All right, this was a great podcast until the host decided to tell the world about our love affair and my affinity for defecating in one's mouth. <laughs> I can no longer listen to these guys, even though they have reminded me how great shows like Freaks and Geeks were. Their enthusiasm is unmatched by any podcast I have listened to, and their laughter is genuine. No scripted punchlines here. The best thing in my life since watching Toby swing around the big screen in tights. If I didn't feel like these guys would be great to hang out with, I still couldn't rate it I still couldn't rate it under five stars. Unlike my movies, this podcast is a solid Tupperware party. Chris from New Orleans. So yeah, thank you, Chris. Yes, James Garfield. James Garfield, thank you. Even a yeah, Toby really McGuire shout out as the president, former president. Frank, you're pulling a Hopner. What? Ryan's talking and you're yammering on over there. I'm sorry. Talking about dead bones and bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only dead bone is in your bedroom. Oh shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, R- Ryan, Ryan tur- turn up your mic a little bit so Frank can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll keep going. Yeah, yeah. Crank that bitch up. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to shut me up, please. please. <laughs> turn Frank's mic down so Ryan can't hear him. <laughs> Swayze boy and relax, Frank, okay? Give everybody else a try. I'll drink the wine and Just go to sleep. lay back into that beautiful mulleted man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Who has a better mullet back then, Patrick Swayze or John Bon Jovi? Give, no, don't answer too quick because don't answer too quick. Just, just, just listen to your heart. I gotta go Swayze. That thing's full of shit. I'm saying Bon Jovi. Not Ryan. I'm gonna go Swayze. I think Bon Jovi's more superficial. It's too too fancy. No, I'm going with with my heart and saying Swayze. Okay, let me let me throw this out there. If both of them were on top of an of the Empire State Building and they jumped, which one is gonna glide? <laughs> Swayze. I think Bon Jovi. I think he's got more product. 
there. I've already seen. Hey guys, I've already seen Point Break. I'm thinking Swayze's taking yeah. it. I think he's got more volume. <laughs> wow! Listen to Vidal Sassoon. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. Glorious main Fucking, of Fucking, yeah. Well, yeah. If you don't look good, we don't look good, right, Frank? <laughs> Frank, Frank has swayed me. I'll go Swayze. Oh, you got swayed by the Swayze? <laughs> yeah. 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 Crazy Swayze. This next one uh, comes from Haunted is the Mansion, and it's titled I'm Rick Harrison. And I'm... Who is this, Ryan? Is this Greg? It, no, but it, that's a meme. That's I know it's a meme. So. I was thinking it was Greg. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think Greg. He's too lazy. Yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't think Greg would do this. Uh, all right, but I have to read it with accompanying music. So here we go. I'm Rick Harrison, and this is my pawn shop. I work here with my old man and my son, Big Hoss. Everything in here has a story and a price. <laughs> One thing I've learned after 21 years, you never know what is going to come through that door. Is that the whole review? That's the review. Okay. Five stars? Five stars from Rick Harrison. <laughs> All right. Best review we got, though, this week. Yeah. I'm going to play the music again. Fuck it. <laughs> Very yeah. topical. Very topical, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. That- Hold up years from now. That, that review, rather. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are the iTunes reviews this week. Uh, yeah, thanks for those. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah, all 20 <laughs> of those stars. <laughs> all 20 stars. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, did, when you were a kid, did you eat the Campbell, Campbell's uh, soup, chicken, and no- chicken noodle and stars? Yes. Yeah, a little chicken and stars? Yeah. One I, of my favorites. I like them a lot, too. Me, too. I would drown the cracker in those stars. You would drown the cracker in the stars? Yeah, pile so, them up on there. Oh, yeah. Why are you, Frank, looking at me like I'm fucking crazy over no, here? No, I'm not. I, I, ta- no, I'm, I'm reminiscing about an old... Uh, yeah, some, some, I wanted the fucking stars. I got yeah. saddled with regular chicken noodle soup because my dad told me I shouldn't be a pussy and eat the stars. Did you guys spell out curse words with, like, the vegetable soup? The, yes. the alphabet soup? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't get that shit. Alphabets, too. Yeah. Yeah, the cereal. One yeah. time I left it out for my mom. Fuck you, bitch. Get me better... <laughs> <laughs> I asked. I asked for fucking raviolis. <laughs> wow, you're a tough kid. I was. I was a little badass. I was like, I was like little Andrew Dice Clay. Good, uh... <laughs> she beat my ass that day. <laughs> <laughs> I never ate raviolis again under shit. that roof. <laughs> Anytime I had, I used to have to sneak my raviolis in the house. She'd fucking smack them out. Man! She would smack them out of my mouth. Wow. Yeah. Hot plate hiding in your room. <laughs> Make raviolis. Oh, man. Boy, yeah, man, the Chef Boyardee raviolis were good shit. Ooh, man. I hate all Chef Boyardee products. Oh, I love I loved oh, Chef good. Boyardee growing up. You ever know anybody to eat that shit cold, though? Oh, that's oh, even oh, gross. Cr- yeah. Cold? No. Yeah. No, I can't do that. Maybe like a hobo. No, no, there was a there was a dude. I went to. <laughs> How the fuck are they supposed to open the can though? Oh Jesus Christ, Frank! You act like you like, hobos like, have knives. Hobo ingenuity. They're not. They're not it's, it's, you you act like they're cavemen. Well, shit. I mean, the, the, what do they just carry a can opener around with them at all times, just in case? Oh, that's so hard to believe. Yeah, I yeah. I, I don't know. Caveman, that's a rich person's device. <laughs> they have a knife, Frank. They just cut that fucker open. You ever tried to open one of those things with a knife? You ever been starving and tried? 
Well, I've never been starving and tried, but I've had a broken uh, can opener before. Tried to get it open with a knife. That did not go well. Frank's got like a whole cabinet just full of cans. <laughs> I did at the time. He's too lazy to buy a can opener. <laughs> I was too poor. Jesus. Uh, I love the term hobo ingenuity. <laughs> hobo ingenuity. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Which Frank has none of. <laughs> Fuck no. I'm lazy and dumb. Frank's like, oh, you, wh- 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 where'd my shit go? Oh, you gotta, you gotta tie the bindle to the stick? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the worst hobo ever. I would die. I would die. Oh, God. Yeah, you would. Oof. Yeah. All right, guys. You guys ready to move on to uh, some good pop, bad pop? Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be way better than everything else we've talked about so far. I don't know. <laughs> Can't wait to dive into this. All right. Yeah, yeah. we're going to get to the content, you stupid fucks. Good pop, bad pop. What's up? The content. 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 Good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop. Bad Pop! Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Guarantee you, one of our listeners, you know, he, he hasn't been listening that long, you know, mm-hmm. Brandon McLean. <laughs> he doesn't know the name of the guy reading the rating system. But some of our older listeners do know the name. I don't even remember. What? No, you do. Don't give it to Brandon. No, I'm not going to tell him. Don't you goddamn tell him. No. I, w- I want to see this guy fucking sweating on the internet. <laughs> I'll tell you on a break. I remember now. Okay, remember there now. you go. <laughs> yeah, he's got a name, Brandon, but you wouldn't know that because you, you, you haven't been listening that long, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like to dig at him. Yeah, oh, a little yeah. Bit. Oh, yeah. It's fun. A little bit. I'll never stop you. All right, guys. Uh, so, yeah, good pop, bad pop this week. Jake, I think we're going to start off, uh, me and you, uh, talking about the Blair Witch. Did anybody else get a chance to see the Blair Witch in the theater? No. Nope. All right. So we got uh, Jake. Uh, let's talk about the Blair Witch. Yes. Uh, after discovering a video, what uh, showing what he believes to be his sister's experiences in the demonic woods of the Blair Witch, James and a group of I was going to say James and a giant peach. <laughs> no, James and a, I am sorry. It's a great movie. Yeah, it, it's a good, very good movie. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. James and a group of friends head to the forest in search of his lost sibling. Uh, it's directed by Adam Wingard. Um, we actually talked about a couple of his movies last week with Scott Schutte. He did a VHS and the VHS2 movie. He also did Your Next. Uh, very, very good horror director. Um, characters in this movie, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to give anybody's name. I mean, there's really be nobody notable that I'd known in anything. No, no, so. no star power. I mean, just like the original, I yeah. guess. Let's. I'm just going to go ahead and rate it then. Go for it. All right. So Adam Wingard, uh, the director, he shows up shows up at San Diego Comic Con uh, to premiere his new horror movie, and everybody was just kind of like, okay, we're going to get to see this movie. It's called The Woods. N- nobody in attendance knew that they were going to be watching a Blair Witch reboot um and the people loved it critics and fans alike loved this movie um i'm just saying like the energy in that room from just finding out that it was a blair witch movie must have been incredible 
And I feel like that's where that energy stayed and died because <laughs> I tossed this movie. I agree. <laughs> oh man, is it a reboot or is it a sequel? It's a sequel. Okay. They, they, what it's called actually? What they've been calling it is uh, a requel because yeah. Yeah. the the second Blair Witch movie was the Book of Shadows. Oh yeah, and this erased that movie. And that movie, in my opinion, is. Oh man, it's not better. It's not better, but it's got a hot goth chick in it. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I, I follow this logic. Yeah, like, always a plus. Yeah, dude, she was a really hot goth chick. I was like, oh my goth. <laughs> she was very sexy. So, like, if you ever go to like, I'm gonna go back and watch that movie just for a hot goth chick. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, skip it and just watch the craft. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh my god, that's I've a been, great movie. I've been watching uh, the Eric Andre show. We're yeah. gonna get, we're gonna get back to the fucking Blair Witch. So chill the oh, fuck out, people. Last night. Did you watch it last night? Yeah. Dude, did uh, are you loving the reoccurring character of Kraft Punk? Oh yeah, Kraft Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Is it from the movie Kraft? The Kraft? No, Daft Punk. Oh okay. It's Kraft Punk, and he comes out with a cheese helmet on and shit. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> He had like a cheese whiz canister in his crotch, like, yeah. spraying cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you brought up a dick joke. We've oh, lost strike. would like that. <laughs> For your audience. Turn this mirrors guy up. I can barely hear him. Yeah, turn. I, 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 I keep I, going. Yeah, keep going up. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. Craft Punk was just hilarious with the the helmet covered in mac and cheese. I got a question for you, Ryan. Since you watch it, I, I love this show. I, I've never missed an er- episode of Eric Andre. Um, my question for you is like, do his guests not realize like what they're in for when they get on that show? Definitely feels that way, doesn't it? So doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Supposedly, when he was talking with Larry King recently, he says he's trying to be the worst talk show host possible. So. Right. Um, it would make sense if you're somehow surprising people every yeah. episode. Yeah, the, that Larry King uh, interview was hilarious. He was even trying to piss off Larry King himself. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. amazing. But, like, uh, yeah, we're going to get back to Blair Witch. Chill the fuck out. Mm. Content fucks. We don't have to get back to it that fast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's just like him with Kelly Osbourne. Like, like I've seen him, oh, like, yeah. get along with a few people. Like, when he had Penn Jillette on a few weeks ago, he just, like, let Penn Jillette do his silly shit in the background, and that was cool. Yeah. But, yeah, that show's nuts, dude. Love it. No, the even better part of it was I was watching it with my wife, and she was horrified, like, the whole time. Oh, so wow. So, like, seeing that reaction twofold, you know? Yeah. Watching it on the screen and in home, and I'm like, oh man, this is perfect. This yeah. guy's a genius. Yeah, he is. He is a genius. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's it's like I, at first I wanted to compare it to like Tim and Eric, but it's it's really different. Yeah, so. I mean, they do produce it, but yeah. it, it is his own idea. It's him and Hannibal Burris and yeah. doing their own thing. Yeah, I love the fucking the, the ranch dude cracks me up too. Yeah, fuck. All right, back to black, back to Blair Witch. Mm. <sighs> Blair Witch, yeah, man. Um, so I, I tossed it. You, you tossed it too. I tossed it too. It was terrible. Like uh, it was so tropey. It was. It really brought nothing new to the table. Even though it kind of tried to modernize the whole thing, like they, you know, they had the drone and they had their smartphones yeah. and everything, but they they didn't do jack with those devices. 
like other than what you'd expect them to just fail instantly. Oh yeah, you saw it coming. Yeah, you know, I mean, you knew the GPS wasn't going to work, and and you knew that the drone would something would happen with that, and you knew all these things were going to happen. What I don't like about this, Jake, is like I love like the, the let's go back to this. Like both of us are, I'm a big fan of the original. Blood I Tupperware the original. So do I. I yeah, think it's, I think it's fantastic. Um, now the thing is, like with this movie, I feel like some of the some of the some of the things that they kind of like it feels like when you get somebody in there that's trying to make their mark on this he's like oh let's explore the lore a little bit more yeah let's explore a little bit more of the blair witch and the lore and the legend and things like that and i think sometimes when you explain too much it hurts the overall movie yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's the pacing is so different in this than the in the original either. It's not the lore of the Blair Witch that's scary. It's the drama of just being lost in the woods and not knowing what the fuck is going on. Right. And they have such natural arguments about stuff in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like where in this, it's just like one stupid horror thing after another. Oh, I've got some weird pulsating disease on my foot, and what the fuck's going on with that? And yeah, and we saw a little bit of. I didn't like the like the computer graphics shit with that. Either. Yeah, yeah, and you lost that. You know what I mean? But the thing is, like, uh, what, what was I going? The when the one character Lane that they he's like a, a townie that lives out there in the near the woods. Yeah, yeah. When he, when they, spoilers, a little bit of spoilers, I'm not going to spoil the ending or anything like that, but a little bit of spoilers here for the movie. When they find out that he's the one that's making the little Blair Witch, little shrubbery dolls or whatever the fuck. A shrubbery. (laughs) A shrubbery. When he's making those little fucking trinket bullshit that they're hanging up. Yes. I thought it would have been better had it not been him. And I was thinking, like, I kind of saw, like... That other dude, Pete, getting pissed off at him and, and blaming it on him. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, dude, like, you fucking did this. You fucking did this. Blah, blah, blah. You're the one who believes in her anyway. You did this. And, like, him flipping out on him. But instead, it's like he actually made those dolls. And I was like, that's kind of stupid. Yeah, and then later on, we see more of the shrubberies that he didn't make. That he didn't make. Yeah, so it's so. like, yeah. Yeah, I, all, I hated all the characters. They were all just fucking dumbasses. I didn't like any of the characters either. Yeah, they were they were terrible, and that's one thing the first one really had going for it. The characters weren't necessarily likable in the first one, but they were interesting. But and, you only and, you only had three. Yeah, you didn't have. I mean, like, and in this one, it's like they give you the two characters that are like the towny characters, and like they're from that area, and like they're expounding even more about the Blair Witch and like what they know about these woods, and it's like. You guys are just hand feeding us more information about the Blair Witch, which was just a really mysterious character that I don't really need to know anything about. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know anything more about. Um, I don't know. I feel like the whole thing. I, I don't. I don't know if they could make a proper Blair Witch se- uh, sequel. I, I feel like I agree. That's when I came out of this. That was my biggest thought. Was yeah. this should have just been left alone from the beginning? Right. I don't think you can ever recreate the magic of the first. You one. can't. You and can't. Get back in the box, kind of thing. Yeah, I just don't care about the lore of the character. I thought, to give this movie, I guess, a little bit of credit, I thought the cinematography was pretty decent on a few shots. I got so over it. It wasn't like, I li- I just like the old, the old cameras that they were using back in the day. Uh, I as agree. opposed to like, um, the, uh, I know what you're saying. You're saying the cinematography was alright. There was a couple yeah. shots that I, I was like, that, that was, 
shot really well. Okay. So so this wasn't found footage. It was. It was found footage. It's all every camera, everything in here is found footage cameras. They okay. had some of those cameras that were strapped on trees. Everything else was the Bluetooth cameras. Yeah, and they had handhelds. Yeah. They had ones on their ears and everything. Yeah. I thought specifically um, one of the shots near the end was pretty neat when he's running and you're seeing what he's seeing mm-hmm. on the digital camera as he's running, which, if you think about it, makes no sense. Like, where's the camera that's filming that shot? Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> there was, like, uh, that one. the one scene that kind of confused me was, like, when it was the camera was looking at the girl that was climbing the tree after the drone. And yes. I guess I realized it was the drone camera. Yeah, but it didn't, the distance made no sense. But it made, the distance made no sense. I thought the same thing yeah. too. I'm like, it looks like she's so close, but then every time you cut back to her, she's so far away. Mm-hmm. So that was really weird. They spent way too much time in the house. Yes. It like, sounds like it was kind of hard to get immersed in this movie. If you guys are paying attention to the, the camera shots like that much, right? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. What? Like, you're just picking it apart because it is, like, so boring. It was so boring. It was. It was. I mean, and I don't think my audience was super excited either or scared. Yeah. I uh, saw it by myself. No wow. one was in the theater. I saw, it, soul. saw it with about 20 people. I don't know, man. It was just like, uh, and like when I said, like, they, I think they spent too much time in the house. That was, like, a big thing in the first movie. And I feel like this director was like, oh, let's explore this house more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's, you know what I mean? I'm going to give you, like, the Blair Witch gave you just a little bit, a taste of the Blair Witch. And, like, this director is just like, now with more Blair Witch. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's like everything that the first movie did in, like, small doses, this movie does greater. But with that, it's less subtle and also less scary. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You get more, you're in the house more, which was like a creepy experience the first time. Your heart's racing with them, man. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen. And here we are. We we we've, we've spent we spent about 15 minutes in the house, Jake. I, I mean, I I I don't know I, I don't know how scared I'm supposed to be when when a bunch of shit's happening in this house, but I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I think the first movie was perfect like in when it ended, you were shocked that it ended. Yeah. Like, and in this movie, you spend so much time in the house that you're like, you're waiting for it to end. Yeah. Mm. Where in the first one, you're like, fuck, it's over? That You're rewinding to see that last shot again to see what yeah. the fuck happened. Yeah. Where in this, you're just, you're waiting for exactly what you know the last moment will be. Right. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, so. they, they even take, like, the cool scene of, like, I don't know, I'm that, and I'm getting into spoil. Spoil that shit. I'm, no, I'm it's not. It's a gonna, toss it. Why, there, why? There, there's gonna be, there's gonna, no, there's gonna be some people that wanna fucking watch this fucking thing. You know, horror buffs and things like that, and I, I don't wanna spoil the end for them. Mm, okay. So, I wanna talk about it. We'll talk about it off air. We'll talk about it off air. So, yeah, toss the Blair Witch. I, it's it's sad. it's pretty sad that that a, that a movie that was made in 1999 that had a sixty thousand dollar budget uh, just destroys the fuck out of a uh, movie that had a f- estimated five million dollar budget. Yeah, what what was up with these Comic Con people and their hype for this movie? They were going in expecting to see just a horror movie by Adam Wingard called The Woods, and I think that with a group with that kind of energy, you're at San Diego Comic Con, and they're like. We're the first ones to see a Blair Witch movie. Oh, my God. I thought we were going to watch this movie called The Woods. I think it just had to be – and the, the director's probably there. Yeah, yeah. And I think it just had to be that energy. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I saw I saw My Name is Bruce with uh, 
packed theater right before Bruce Campbell came out on stage, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I watched that movie at home. I'm like, this movie's not that good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's no Bubba Hotep. It's yeah. So I, I, I didn't think My Name Is Bruce was that great of a movie upon watching it at home. But while I was in the theater mm-hmm. with all these Bruce Campbell fans cracking up laughing yeah just cracking up laughing having a great time because we're we're pumped up i mean we're, we're and we're gonna be we're bruce campbell's gonna come out on stage after the movie it's gonna be a q a we couldn't wait yeah he's a legend though i mean <clears throat> fuck adam wingard i'd be like yo adam your movie sucks <laughs> <laughs> I don't, these, these people in, in these terms of like you know you have the comic-con people who are there for horror type stuff and they just got to see the first glimpse of Something that now has the Blair Witch name attached to it. Yeah. It's a perfect, like, twist to the moment. Yeah, it is. Like, it's a the, better twist in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of twists, that might shot at him, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those, right. Cr- those crazy parents. You doing okay over there, man? Yeah. All right. I know you didn't watch the movie. No. Yeah, it's, I, a, it's a I, typical week for you. Fuck. <laughs> I told Jake that, like, I, I just didn't have time to go see it, but it's even fine. if I could have, the first one scared me so much that mm. I don't know that I would have been able to go see it by myself. Yeah. But, like, with the first one, I mean, that was before the internet was what it is now. You couldn't really find out whether or not they it was fake marketed, or not. They marketed this as real. Yeah, and like, I, I, you didn't find out until long after the movie was right. in theaters. I didn't find out. Dude, I'll be honest with you. I didn't find out until I saw fucking the girl that plays Heather in the first one. I saw her in a Steak and Shake commercial. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> she's alive. I was like, oh, God, she's a fucking actress. <laughs> I was like, shit. I'm an idiot. But yeah, I mean, that, it was the first of its kind, really. There wasn't found footage films after that. There was found. That. There was. Was there? There, was, there were found footage films before Blair Witch, but nothing like that. Nothing took that off. made that much goddamn money. Yeah, yeah. yeah hmm. Nothing that like really took off, and like, like I don't know. It kind of started this whole Paranormal time. Activity came afterward, and that really tried to milk that shit. Yeah, I love Paranormal Activity. I don't. I don't like any. Of I only watched movies. the first. Oh, one. I like it. And that's a movie where the the sequels are are good too. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh God. Uh. I don't like them. Yeah, the first like one was enough for me. But I mean, once once you pop that cherry and you know it's not real, it's not anywhere near as good. And I think that's probably part of the reason. I mean, aside from the movie being shit, that like mm. you don't have that mystery going. I love how it. eloquent our show is. Once you pop that cherry, <laughs> oh, fuck. You know? Can you can you I can can you imagine Frank as like a sports commentator? <laughs> oh god. No. <laughs> I don't watch that many sports. God, you would be fired in the first. <laughs> oh yeah, that was what my imagination led me to. <laughs> right, <laughs> Frank's fiery, big, big, big fucking scandal. You just yeah. have a sheet of how many times he said dick jokes. Like, <laughs> just the first quarter. I have got my own stats. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, Blair Witch, man. I don't know. Um, oof. Yeah, I, I, man, I wanted, I, dude, I thought this was going to be awesome. And, it, uh, it, actually, since, <laughs> since, uh, since this has come out, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score dropped down. The last time I checked was 43%. Yeah, wow. I saw where, that too. Where I saw it was. That too. And I think it was at 100% when, when the critics that saw the screening for the San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Got to see it. This shit so. really pissed me off. I, I've been too broke to see a movie for about three weeks now. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I can finally afford to see a movie and I'm excited for this Blair Witch. And I was like, fuck, why couldn't I have been broke this week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should have saw, I should have went and saw Hell or High Water. Oh, me too. I should have saw that me movie. Too. Me I too. Me too. I should have saw Bridget Jones fucking baby. 
Oh. <laughs> oh my god! I never saw the first one. Or did they make two of them before? Yeah, there's this? two of them. I never saw any of them. Her diary and what was the other one? Uh, the Edge of Reason. Her diaphragm was the second one. <laughs> Are you sponge worthy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You know what? Let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more uh, good pop, bad pop. Let's do it. Back, uh, more good pop, bad cop, b- good pop, <laughs> good cop, <laughs> bad cop, good cop, bad cop, <laughs> more good pop, bad pop, uh, going straight in your old dick hole. So, uh, hey, uh, we're gonna start. Ryan, what do you got for us this week, man? Yeah, so uh, I made my way to the theater today to check out a movie, and uh, you know, I wasn't really like you guys said before. I wasn't digging anything that came out this week, so I ended up catching War Dogs. Um, and, uh, it was pretty good. Uh, my rating would be middle of the road, taste it. Um, you know, this is the first, uh, like non-comedy, so to speak. It is still kind of a comedy. Um, but from director, um, where Todd Phillips, who did like the Hangover series and old school. Wilson Phillips? Uh, no, Todd Phillips. Oh. Hold Todd on Br- for one more day. Todd Bridges from Different Strokes? <laughs> if, if only. <laughs> But uh, so it does feel very much like a comedy um, based on like international arms dealings, and uh, you know uh, Miles Teller is this main character who is in a pinch and always has shitty jobs, and uh, his friend played by Jonah Hill like shows up and kind of has a, a deal too good to be true, and next you know they're dealing weapons to the U.S. military and making huge money. So it feels a lot like. Um, Blow or um, Wolf on Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, so, like really fun action moments at times, um, really good laughs at other times. Um, but it's nothing spectacular. It just felt like a nice chill movie to go see on a Saturday. You sound really chill this week. I agree. Like, <laughs> it's the rum. Must be. <laughs> yeah, you, you just sound really relaxed this week, man. Like, I'm almost jealous. Like, I've never felt like that in my life. <laughs> For once, I'm not the one running the show. I'm just sitting back, talking about what I want. Oh, it's so always good to be. Yeah, so, you, you know, you're not going to bring it this week, you know? you got nobody to impress. <laughs> exactly. What, like, listen to my show. Yeah. I'm not sticking around for next week. Listen to this fucking re- this, this relaxed son of a bitch on autopilot this week. <laughs> yeah, saw this movie. Yeah. It was real chill. No Relax. shit, dude. <laughs> That's really exactly good. what he's like. Great action pieces. Yeah, man. One so. good, one bad. It was all right. Middle of the road. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. You, know. Miles, <laughs> you take bad Miles. news that well, too, man. I'm envious. Miles Teller's in it, you know. Ran over my dog. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> some drugs. No, kind about two thousand dollars in taxes. You know, good whatever. action, good laughs, good time. <laughs> yeah, I guess I get more intense when things are bad. You know, like uh, definitely with the comics. If it's bad, I'm pissed off, and everyone needs to know. Now you're now you're explaining why you're boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's hear a let's hear a good pop, bad pop, so or something bad. How how was Miles Teller in this movie, man? Because let let, let me throw this out there, um, Miles Teller for me, like my first exposure to the guy, like I've loved him in two movies, loved him in Whiplash, and I loved him in The Spectacular Now. But then he's also been in like the Divergent movies, and uh, oh man, he's been he's don't he's, forget Fantastic Four. He, yeah, he was in Fantastic Four. I mean, two shit storms. So I've seen him in some shit. How was he in this? Was like, was this good, Miles Teller? Because he can be great. I would say closer to good. It was nothing uh, too great. Um, yeah. He, the way he played off the other characters was perfect, and he felt very relatable. He, you know, you were him, like getting sucked up into this crazy world of like international gun trading. Yeah. And like him trying to hide it from his his wife. Um. So he felt very relatable. Um, what made me my favorite part of the movie was actually Jonah Hill, like the character he played. Um, I love to hate him. Like I was laughing along with every joke, but you kind of can't wait to see him get his comeuppance. Um, so it was just he was like the perfect, like dirty rat um, kind of character that you like love to laugh along with. God, that rum has really fucked you up this week, Ryan. <laughs> that, like, 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 I, like, my first question was like, hey, you know, like, you know, like, I've seen Miles Teller in some of these shitty movies. Like, like, I'm gonna ask these guys, like, Frank, Jake, is this like, is this like one of Ryan's worst performances ever? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely up there. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen better Ryan. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Agree. You know, this is. <laughs> This is very chill. You can just share whatever this you is, got on the side there, this is, this is This is Ryan's for Fantastic Four. So. <laughs> I'm going to write in tomorrow and, and claim it wasn't me. <laughs> Stand in body Studio double. changed it. Yeah, Brian the edited studio the episode. Changed it. Where's the director's cut, Ryan? Yeah. All right. Hey, do you have anything else for us or um, – I actually caught up on Ex Machina. I, I was hoping he would say it. no. But well, 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 fine. I'm I'm fucking with you. You watched Ex Machina. Yeah, it's available on Amazon Prime. So I was like, oh, sweet. Um, I'll finally get around to watching this. And this is Alex Garland, Alex Garland's directorial debut. This is that movie you guys have been raving about, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For forever. You still haven't seen it? No, but knowing that it's free on Prime, yeah, I'll get on that. It's free for me, too, because I could have just gave you the fucking Blu-ray. Yeah, I didn't think about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would say... Very high tasted, um, you know. It, Boo! Yeah, and the the cast and everything. And he um, says it so chill, doesn't he? Yeah, very. Oh, high yeah, high tasted, man. You know, like he's swirling around his cognac. What what makes it not a Tupperware? Um, I just found myself like losing interest at certain points. It was just slow enough, you know, that I was like, oh, but you know. Um, once I got to the twist and the the stuff at the end, I was like really engaged. Um, so I felt like all the meat was towards the end of it. Um, but I kind of got lost at certain parts. I just felt like it was drawn out towards the beginning. Well, you know, you're kind of slow right now too, Ryan. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But stay tuned to the end of the show. <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that. Yeah, I still I still highly recommend Ex Machina, man. Well, of course, it's got a fuckable robot in it. I, well, 
you know, I don't know. She's she's cute. She's cute. But that's a, that, that that fucking that, what I used to be all about fucking robots, fucking robot women. And then I watched that AMC humans. Mm. Yeah, uh, I remember that's what did you in. That's what did me in, man. Real, a real creepy scene. Oh God! Just some <laughs> guy. Your mind. Yeah, it was weird. It was just like some guy mindlessly, mindlessly banging into this robot vagina. It was so dirty. God, it was so goddamn there was no dirty. It turned like, me rest on. The body was not there. It was literally just a robot vagina. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. What was it? Just a vagina, or was it a whole lady robot? No, it's not like he's just going to town on a flashlight. That's what I'm thinking. You're no, saying no, no. Shut up, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> Jesus. All right, Ryan. Uh, what else do you got for us? You just want me to keep going? Nobody else has. I, you know what? I got shit. I got shit. We can move into my shit too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Me and Jake, uh, we both watched uh, uh, American Horror Story, uh, the sixth season. Ryan Murphy's back uh, with American Horror Story: My Roanoke Nightmare, uh, which is not Roanoke, Illinois. <laughs> we no. are very close to. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so it's not Roanoke, Illinois. I was like, oh my god, is this Roanoke, Illinois? That was no. the first thing I thought of when I yeah, heard about it. Yeah, it's not. Uh, the first, this is, is this the first season without Jessica Lang? No, she it, was not in last season either. What was last season? Hotel. Oh, hotel. I dropped off a hotel. Yes. Yeah, I checked out of that hotel. I checked <laughs> out of that hotel <laughs> too. You did? You guys I were did. saying it was pretty, pretty intense, like yeah. graphically. No, it, it was intense. It was graphically. intense graphically, but it, I didn't like it either. Oh, okay. yeah, it was not intense. It was too, it was too wackadoo. I think the, yeah. I think season four and season five of American Horror Story kind of went astray and got just too all over the fucking. Place. You didn't like Freak Show? No, not very much. Ah, oh, man, I did, I can't remember. I thought it got better. I, I don't know. It got better for me. I stayed with it. Yeah, Hotel is the first one that I didn't finish. Oh, so yeah, I uh, I didn't finish season two and I didn't finish Hotel. Mm, okay. Um, all right, we got uh, in this season we've got Sarah Paulson and uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, together in this one. They were together in the the People versus O.J. Simpson. Yes, they were. So another Ryan Murphy thing. Another Ryan Murphy. Uh, it's about uh, let's see here. It's presented as a paranormal documentary series titled My Roanoke Nightmare. The story follows a couple whose experiences are reenacted by actors. Shelby Miller and Matt Miller move from Los Angeles, California to a house in Roanoke Island, North Carolina, following a brutal assault. As soon as the couple settles into their new home, strange and paranormal occurrences begin to haunt them. Uh, Jake, what did you think? Oh, I loved this. I, I thought this was a return to form for American Horror Story. And uh, I, I think this is the best premiere they've had since the first episode of the entire series. Um, lots of intrigue. Um, I, I watched this right after seeing Blair Witch, and there's a, some similarities to Blair Witch. And it was a nice fucking cleanser from Blair Witch. Um, I thought the acting was great. I, I've, I've read a lot of... After I watched it, I kind of went online and did a lot of reading online about the whole, like, what the theme is. Mm -hmm. And I, I've learned that it's not... There, there might still be a title for this series, and that it's just quite not yet revealed yet, and that the My Roanoke Nightmare is like the show within the show, and that further on down the series we might go past the documentary, which I find really fat. It's like a really crazy gimmick. It has. I was thinking, Jake. That's brilliant that you brought that up because that was like I, I'm. I'm gonna echo you. You're giving it a Tupperware. Yeah, I Tupperware. I Tupperware it as well. 
but I the one thing that I kept thinking about as I'm watching this was, well, we're watching. It's weird. It's really weird because what you're watching is like the sh- like unsolved mysteries where they talk to the real people mm-hmm. in the interview, and then they have actors portraying that person. This show has actors pretending to be the real people. Yes, and then actors reenacting. Oh wow! It's it's kind it's of bizarre, convoluted, but it sounds yeah, good. There's a character. Her name is Lee, and Lee is actually the actor in the show is Angela Bassett. But like the woman who's supposed to be the real Lee was like the mother of one of the characters on uh, True Blood. Oh, okay. and I was just like, okay, this is this is different. But like on the flip side, I kept thinking to myself. I have no fear for any of these characters because they're talking to them within this interview process. Yes, yes. None of these characters are going to die. So it's like as I'm watching this, I have no fear for any of these characters because I'm watching them talk about this whole thing. Yeah, you know the characters speaking are going to make it. Yes. Yeah, I thought the same thing too. Yeah. And yeah, I'm intrigued at how this is going to work. Like, And like Brian said, basically there's two people playing every character in this show except for like, you know, supporting characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was very focused, a very focused first episode, which I think has been a lot of the problem with the previous seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much just dealing with three characters for the entire first episode. Uh, the Sarah Paulson char- character, the Cuba Goody Jr., and the Angela Bassett character. Right. And that's it. Uh, we saw a brief glimpse of Kathy Bates. Very brief. But, I mean, she doesn't have any speaking lines. Well, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of jump scares, but that was a damn good one. It was a damn good that jump scare. That was a damn good jump scare. It was a damn... It, it reminded me of uh, Creepshow 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where the drunk driver hits the uh, hits the lady driving down uh-huh. the road. But, yeah, oh, man, I love this premiere. I, I am so intrigued. If I could have watched the next episode right away, I would have. And you know what they didn't do? Give us scenes for the next episode. No, no, and... The show didn't have an intro, which to me is like one of the staples yeah. of American Horror Story. You're absolutely right. And I think that that may come down the road when we've actually got the theme established yeah. and what we're calling this. Dude, what's up with the pig? <laughs> the, the pig guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. And the tape. And the tape, yeah. Yeah. I, I do not know. <laughs> I, I do not know. Yeah, this was fucking freaky. Falling teeth. The teeth was super creepy. Yeah. It hails at one point, and it's not hail. It's human teeth raining down. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. And we're, like, where are they in, uh, it's, uh, Virginia? Is it West Virginia or something? Uh, yeah, I think that's correct. It felt like the original Roanoke, Virginia makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Roanoke, Virginia. Because, like, it felt like Deep South. It felt like Deep South. Because that's like one of the first colonies, and there's lots of legends mm-hmm. surrounding it. Because, yeah, it just disappeared. Yeah, because um, the guy that founded it left, and it took him three years to get back. And when he got back, there was no one there. Mm. And it's never been explained, like, what happened to the entire colony. Wow. So, And it seems like that that's the people that we see. Like, Kathy Bates seems to be part of that colony that's disappeared. Yeah. And I'm sure the show will, will delve into the history of that, too, once yeah. it becomes more important. But, yeah, I was super fascinated by this. All the things that were happening in the house, all the things that were happening in the woods, yeah. everything was scary, super intriguing. It was just enough to wet your palate. Um, yeah, like you said, this is back to form for American Horror Story. 
Yeah, I think it. I think they having those ninety minute episodes was kind of hurting too. I feel like this was just nice and tight at forty two mm-hmm. minutes without commercials. Yeah, and that really helped the format. Yeah, so I, I'm really excited for this. I I am too. I the, can't wait for next week. I am too, man. Sixth season, and it, it feels like this is going to be a good one. I like. I, when American Horror when American Horror Story hits on all, all cylinders, it hits. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like this is going to be the best season that I feel like this is going to be the best season since season one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, like Coven was tolerable, you know. Yeah, but it was a funny season. Yeah, like it, it really wasn't horrific. Sure. Yeah. And so yeah, I completely agree. I I'm oh gosh, I, I just don't know what more to say about this. I um yeah, the first season's so good. And it kept it simple, and I think that's what this season's doing too. Even though us explaining it sounds convoluted, it's so much more simpler than the last previous three, four seasons. There's not eight different kinds of fucking horrors going on, like 200 characters to keep track of. Yeah. It's just a very simple horror story. Yeah, you're right. It's very tailored, like trimmed down, excuse me. Really trimmed down and and just really good horror. And I, I... I didn't like at first, like actors playing people in interviews. Mm-hmm. I love it now. I love it now. Too. <laughs> I love it now. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. So. It was the weirdest one to me was, uh, Lily Rabe playing Sarah Paulson because they're both such regulars of the series. Yes. To see them being the same character. Yeah. Took me about half the show to get used to. Yeah. You think that, uh, um, What's her name? Lily? Lily Rabe? You think that she would be a bigger character within the series? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm just so familiar with her from the previous five seasons. Do you think, like, once they wrap these interviews, we're actually going to see those actors go back and we're going to be watching it? Yeah, I... I, So at that point, we're done with Sarah Paulson, uh, (laughs) we're done with Cuba Gooding Jr., Everybody goes home, and we're going to see how this all plays out with those actors that we've seen. I think that is what we're in for. I think it is too. And I think that's and, and but I don't know, and that's what's so intriguing. Like, yeah, it could really go a number of different directions. So it's just really wild that the, it's the show within the show. Yeah, it is. So I've never seen anything like it. No, it's crazy. Pretty cool. Pretty fucking cool. Frank, what do you got? Uh, I downloaded and watched the Final Fantasy prequel movie, King. Oh my god, it's something video game related. I'm shocked. Yeah, but it's a movie. So. I know, but no, but I said, that's why I said video game related, sir. Yeah. That is why I said video game related, sir. <laughs> Just to clarify, had you not heard me, video game related. Alright, sir. Duly noted. Gotcha. Yeah, duly noted. Gotcha. Enunciate. Yeah. All right. So Final Fantasy uh, movie. Kingslave, yeah. King, King's, uh, Kingslave? Kingsglave. Kingslabia? Glave. <laughs> it got worse. That, that's really talk. confusing, Glavia, on a king. Uh, no, it's uh, the third real attempt that Final like Square Enix has made to make a film. The first was Spirits Within several years ago. That was a tosser. Mm-hmm. And then they did a sequel, a movie sequel to Final Fantasy VII. You've called been Hanging, hanging Out with Children. Dan West too much. He said that's a tosser. Oh, I did just play uh, video games with him this week. Did you? Yeah. Anyway, um, but uh, it's a prequel movie leading into Final Fantasy XV, which is now going to be released in December. And uh, I'm going to give it a high taste. It. I was really impressed with it. I'd been kind of down on a lot of the Final Fantasy 15 stuff lately, especially with them changing the release date from what was supposed to be the end of this month uh, into uh, November now. 
uh, when that movie or that video game is going to be released uh, because they've been hyping it up so much. They had major events talking about when that movie was or video game was going to be released. And when this came out uh, available digitally, I was a little reluctant to go ahead and buy it and watch it. Mm-hmm. But the the main draw to it is it, it's got characters voiced by Sean Bean, Lena Headey, and Aaron Paul. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, so two thirds of some Game of Thrones cast. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I, Aaron Paul is a little hit and miss for me. Like, and I don't, I'm not a fan of BoJack Horseman. And I know you think know. I'm retarded. You're for a that, fucking idiot. I know, but fucking moron. I just I didn't I didn't like him in that, but I loved him in Breaking Bad, and he mm-hmm. really impressed me in this. Uh, he he plays Nix, who's really the primary focus. He's a soldier in the King's Glaive Army, uh, and this flushes out a lot of the story oh, leading into the video game. The labia entry from yeah. infantrymen. <laughs> right, you got to send them in first, and you can't yeah. just send one. Exactly. But uh, uh, the only thing really keeping this from being a Tupperware for me is. Lena Headey's performance. It's not that so much that she's bad herself, but with Aaron Paul's character, Nix, it fits. His voice acting along with the animation, it fits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and King Regis, uh, who Sean Bean plays. Regis Philbin? No. <laughs> I'm out of control. I'm an out of control king. <laughs> Off with your heads. <laughs> Uh, his voice acting is great. I mean, he he's pouring every ounce of himself into this. Just for some reason, the character that Lena Headey plays, like I'm so every time she spoke, I just saw Cersei. So, but I didn't have that problem with Sean Bean, and yeah. I definitely didn't have any issue with Aaron Paul. Was she like mirrors? Was she too chill? <laughs> Just kind of like <laughs> a little bit, yeah. a little bit. A little I'm gonna, bit. Start, I'm gonna start calling uh, mirrors dentine ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good nickname. But like, if um, if you were to watch this and just expect it to be like a standalone movie, yeah. I don't like. If you were to watch it, I don't think you'd like it very much because it it ends off not like on a cliff, cliffhanger, but it just kind of ends because the entire movie sets up the the video game Final Fantasy fifteen. Mm-hmm. But if you compare this to like Advent Children, the animation is a lot better and the acting in it is so much better. Um, I, I had pre ordered the game. I had. Uh, canceled that after they changed the release date. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, fuck it. They're going to put it off. I want to see if it's good or not. Just the lore, everything in this movie was enough to draw me back in to go ahead and pre-order it digitally so I can't back out now. But uh, it, it was really, really, really good. I was quite impressed. I didn't expect it to like it as much as I did. Hmm. And Aaron Paul really like stepped up. I, I was very impressed about the voice acting performance that he did. Oh, yeah, because he's shitting Bo- BoJack Horseman. Well, no, it's not that. It's, it's more or less that it, it's a, a video you're, game You're movie. smoking bowcrack horseman, you son of a fuck. And I have tried recently to watch it again. I just still don't like it. God damn it. Sorry. Yeah, if there was, like, dicks being thrown around and all that other shit, you'd love it. Probably. God damn you. But, uh, yeah, I, I really was impressed by how much effort Sean Bean and Aaron Paul did. And mm-hmm. Lena Headey, it's not her fault, really, I don't think. It's just, it's an odd fit. Every time she speaks, I hear Cersei, and it doesn't fit the character that she's playing in this. I'm so used to seeing her as being extremely strong and manipulative and badass, and it, her character is a lot more passive in this, and I'm just not used to seeing her play that role. Mm-hmm. But Do you think Sean Bean and Mr. Bean are related? No. No, I, okay. I doubt it. Just, I have always wondered. No. I doubt it. Yeah, I'll stop that mystery for you. <laughs> I got a game for you, Brian. Guess what? Uh, I had two mysteries, actually, when we started this episode. Yeah? How do you solve the Lucas problem and then the Sean Bean, Mr. Bean thing, and one of them has been solved. Yeah, actually, two of them sh- have been You can't be now. shitting on this episode, well, then. Been solved. 
What? You can't be shitting on this episode. You're getting everything you want. Super informative. No, it's not. It's informative for me, but not for anybody else. It's not like any of these questions have plagued anyone else. Like the show's just for us anyway. That's true. Fuck everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what? uh, Guess what? Kingsglaive is on Rotten Tomatoes. What's that? (laughs) You got a a guess? No guess. Seven percent. Wow. (laughs) Is it still? Wow. Wow. Currently sitting. At a whopping seven percent. Can you tell me what BoJack Horseman sits at on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, I'll I'll find out. They do TV shows. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, IMDb right now. It's got a seven point one out of ten. Yeah, yeah. IMDb is different than Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is all the critics compiled together. It's a seven. IMDb is like fans that click on it. If you were to watch it like it's just a movie, I I can understand people not liking it. But if if you look at it in the mindset of like it's like an hour and forty five minute long CG intro sequence Mm -hmm. to a video game, it's it's perfectly fine. Now, don't get so defensive, Jesus. Be chill, like Ryan. (laughs) Yeah, seven percent on IMDb. I mean, thirty five percent on Metacritic. It's all right. I, I, Bo Jackson, eighty-five. Fuck that shit. <laughs> you, you were the one telling me not too long ago, Jake, about fuck Rotten Tomatoes. <clears throat> oh yeah. What I'm was the saying... example that you gave that uh, is like a cult classic but scored poorly? I can't remember our conversation. Listen to Frank trying to call you out on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Yeah. I can't. I, well, I, I, I mean, like what you like. I'm just pointing out that it's a seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. I still want to see the movie too. Yeah, it's. I will watch King's Life. I, I don't think it's for anybody who has no intention of playing Final I, Fantasy 15. I just think your taste sucks. You're entitled to that. <laughs> <laughs> I already know you think that. That's not surprising to me. Hey, man, have you been watching Combiner Wars? I am actually holding off on purpose as, as opposed to getting them trickled in. Yeah. I'm wanting to take out several at a time. All right. Like, I've been watching this stuff like you've been talking about, like, this yeah. episode, like, oh, my God, and I want to watch it. But yeah. I got to have more than five minutes at a time. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to binge it. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the I want to binge it. God. God. <laughs> <laughs> you want to binge it. Whatever. Hey, Ryan. Ryan, what else do you got, man? Um, well, I did uh, finally watch the Preacher series on AMC. Ooh, um, nice. Yeah, that was all available on demand. And so I decided to give that a shot and uh, watched it over the course of a couple of days. Um, pretty interesting take. It reminds me a lot of AMC's depiction of The Walking Dead. Have any of you guys seen Preacher? Yeah, I, I, watched, I, yeah, it. I watched it. I watched it all. Yeah, I just I, watched the first episode. I got it all. Quick reminder, how would you guys write it? I Tupperware it. I tasted the first episode, I believe. I I Tupperware it, and I I know it's like uh, I get it, man. It's like uh, what is it? Uh, fucking uh, Dominic Cooper. So, mm-hmm. A lot. Of, uh, he he's not he he's really not like the character from the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also That's feel like the, I would give it a I would give it a taste it like okay. right middle of the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you've read the book, it doesn't really hold up to that. It's just a lot different, and it's like it feels kind of like The Walking Dead, in which like obviously you got to change the pacing to change it to this format. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know what? I, I didn't really mind the acting at all. Dominic Cooper's fine. Um, I loved Joseph Gilgan just like I loved Cassidy in the comic book, and uh, Ruth Negga really blew it away. She's, She's even more lovable. She's great. Yeah, than than Tulip. So um, the acting's really awesome. Um, and like that, that pilot episode is phenomenal. It's even directed by Seth Rogen and everything. Um, but I felt like as the series go, goes on, like it kind of pulls me back because like you're interesting characters from late in the series, early on. 
um, like the church event. Like I don't want to spoil too much, but the very final episode is like what happens in the first issue. So like many people do say, it could serve as like a prologue. That, no, that's that's what that's that's exactly what Garth Ennis said. Oh, Garth Ennis said that. Garth Ennis said that this is uh, him and Seth Rogen, and they all got together and said this is a prologue to the series. They said that this they had to do it this way for it to work on television. Right, and I, and that's what I get. Like when I watch it, like I just try to tell myself that it's like this is how you format it for TV. You got to plan for down the road. You give some stuff early. You you stretch out some of these storylines. Right. I mean, Walking Dead did that with like one book that was like two seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why a lot of people fall off at the farm or things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So and it's like and and so it it felt weird because like you were getting like almost like that freak of the week feeling like every week. He's healing a different like sinner in his congregation um, using his his power. Um, so it was like really interesting because you're exploring the power a lot more than like you do in the comic book. Um, but I think unfortunately, the things I love about the comic book, you just can't do on TV. Like it wasn't as vulgar and it wasn't like you know the same prose. I felt like that Garth Ennis delivered in 1995. Mm. But I think that also comes with the time. That's the difference of telling a story. Like in you know comics in '95 and on AMC in 2016. Yeah, the thing that hooked me really was not so much Dominic Cooper, but all the other characters. I love Cassidy. Yeah, and I really love Violet. She's awesome. I, they are what I don't know who Violet is, but I really enjoyed Tulip. Tulip, God damn it! I, <laughs> Kelly got me doing that because she keeps calling her Violet. Yeah, because yeah. she's the same flower. Yeah, I blame it on your wife. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> She's not here. It's okay. I liked okay. Rose a lot in that show too. God damn it, Petunia! <laughs> oh, oh god, she's uh, hot. Orchid, orchid, absolutely the big phenomenal. Let's not. Daisy was great. Let's not forget about Jasmine on that pole. Jasmine <laughs> on that pole. That's the best stripper name ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. So uh, you gave it a taste. It middle of the road taste it for preacher. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely tossed the final episode, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, but And I think, once again, that just calls back to like me kind of being a snob, and it's like, eh, the books did it better kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> you are on a podcast called The Comic Snobs. Comic Slobs. Oh. Snobs oh. <laughs> <laughs> is taken. They're probably way more professional than us. Oh, God. I would never <laughs> listen to The Comic Snobs. <laughs> no, I don't even listen to The Comic Slobs. <laughs> 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 We're way more welcoming. <laughs> I want to talk about um, last week we had uh, Old Man Shooty on the podcast. And mm. He was like, dude, you got to check out fucking Green Room. Yes, did you watch it? I fucking watched Green Room, man. Holy fucking shit. Tupper fucking where, dude. Really? Fantastic movie. Fantastic movie, Jake. I'm not kidding you. It's really good. It's got yeah. Anton Yelkin, Patrick Stewart, and Aaliyah Shawcat. You'll remember her as maybe from Arrested Development. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she's one of the band members uh, that plays with Anton Yelkin. And uh, it's about a punk rock band. They're forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi skinhead bar. Mm. And uh, Bad booking. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> and Patrick Stewart plays like the big bad in this movie. Really? And wow. uh, this – you got, I'm just, I'm gonna, you know, Scott talked about it last week. If you wanna hear him talk about it, he'll talk about it. I'm just echoing what he said. This is a Tupperware. This is a fantastic movie. It's got just the right amount of gore. 
Um, there are parts in this movie where your heart is racing. I'm literally, my heart is racing. I don't know. It might have been the two energy drinks I drank that day. <laughs> but, I've been but, there. But I think, I think this had a little bit to do with it too. Mm. And my heart was racing. <laughs> my, my heart was racing. It might have been those energy drinks. Who the fuck, who the fuck knows? You were the exact opposite of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What the fuck are you drinking over there? Like fucking like liquid Ambien? What the fuck is <laughs> milk? <laughs> milk. Nyquil to get me ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be on pop culture leftovers this week. Better take like six Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> Time to cut off the circulation and fucking take some Nyquil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm just gonna echo Scott and give it a Tupperware. You guys gotta watch it. It's Green Room. I got. Uh, you can get it on Redbox. Uh, so check it out. I also wanted to talk about uh, Man of Tai Chi, mm, which I that? yeah I watched it on Amazon Prime. It's uh, from 2013. It's about a young martial artist's unparalleled Tai Chi skills land him in a highly lucrative under- underworld fight club. It's directed by Keanu Reeves. Oh. And it stars Tiger Hu Chen. Who the fuck are this guy? This guy's parents. <laughs> Tiger Hu Chen. Tiger Hu. No, like Tiger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tiger they Woods. named him Tiger. <laughs> they named Tiger Woods. Yeah. Who the fuck <laughs> names their kid Tiger Woods? Tiger. Who names their kid North? Uh, Kanye. Yeah. 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 Bullshit. Easy answer. That's an easy Jeopardy question. Yeah. It's kind of. It's kind of cool though, Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. Tiger's badass. It's way cooler than North. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb conversation, though. <laughs> yeah. Both names are cooler than yeah. this conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> names win. Um, it's, uh, it stars uh, Tiger Hu Chen, and uh, Keanu Reeves is actually in this movie, too. Um, this martial arts movie uh, kind of missed the mark for me, and I blame the acting of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> he is absolutely abysmal in this film. Um, he, it's like he's reading lines, and his only job in this film is just to be in the film because he is Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Shit. Like, Too much multitasking. Like, honestly, I think uh, Nick Cage could have done a better job in this movie. Ooh, wow. And, yeah, that's a low blow. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, the story at times, it just doesn't make sense. You're supposed to see the journey of this character who starts out somewhat peaceful, but even in his training with his master, it's revealed he has a dark side. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's kind of Jedi in that way, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he wins a match at a tournament, and that garners the attention of uh, Keanu Reeves, the <laughs> villain of the film, uh, who wants him to be a part of this underground fight club. And he agrees because his master is going to lose his temple if they don't make the necessary repairs, which takes money. And Keanu Reeves is offering money for this underground fight club. Um, I'm tasting this movie merely because I, I enjoyed Tiger Hu Chen. Yeah. Uh, he is great in this movie, and his martial arts skills are really impressive. Uh, I can't give this a higher rating because of Keanu Reeves, uh, and some of the story was just really lackluster. Um, they also, t- they also, they, they really fucking missed the mark on this. It's directed by Keanu Reeves. They made, they missed a huge mark on this. They teased us with a fight of Tiger Hu Chen and the actor. His name, his, his real name is Iko Uwes, and he is uh, the lead actor in the Raid films. Mm. They tease us of a fight between these two, and it stops prematurely. 
and that pissed me off. <laughs> I was just like, holy shit, we're going to get fucking Tiger Hu Chen versus Eco Yue's. You'll remember Eco Yue's. He was uh, he was part of Kanji Club. Okay. He uh I can't remember which one he was, but he was uh one of the guys in Kanji Club in uh, Star Wars the Force Awakens. Um he's also got a new movie coming out in December. It's called Headshot. He plays a young man who washes ashore in amnesiac with a serious head injury whose past comes back to haunt him shortly after being nursed to health by a young doctor. Um, sounds sounds like more of these fucking Jason Bourne movies. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so where's I, the uh, kung fu in that? Right. I love I love eco UAs, but they really underutilized them in this fucking movie, and that shit pissed me the fuck off. And so that lowered my rating too. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, taste it for, uh, the man of Tai Chi. Fucking Keanu Reeves is just abysmal in this fucking movie. Wow. You think he'd, he'd step it up for a movie he directed? He directed. His character's just really weird. He's like really mellow. He's, I would call him Ryan Mears. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I just got done shooting that. <laughs> I mean, promoting it. Clearly, we shot it a while ago, but it feels like. Um, I have two more things, but like, if you guys have anything left, uh, throw them out there. Yeah, I just watched Blair Witch and AHS okay. this week. I've got one thing. Um, I picked up the Bioshock Collection remastered on Xbox One. Oh, video game related. Yeah, how, yeah. how weird. I'll, I'll try to keep it short because, I mean, these aren't new games. They're just updated graphically. They're all at 1080p and 60 frames a second. Yeah. If you're a fan of the series, maybe pick it up. I got it because I'm a little bit obsessed with having, like, that 60 frames a second. But, you know, in, in like two or three months, that thing's going to be like 40 bucks, 35 bucks, either in the used bin or they're just going to drop the price. Uh, bad thing about it is like you can really tell like the original Bioshock showing its age. The controls are really sluggish and slow. Whereas, I mean, I think, uh, it, Bioshock Infinite, which is the third one, came out less than five years ago. And it's a lot snappier than the first one by far. So I mean, if you're a fan of the series, go ahead and get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna taste it like right in the middle of the road. I really wish they would have done more as far as like updating the combat. But uh, you know, maybe rent it or pick it up in a couple months down the road. Don't spend sixty dollars on it like I did. But it's not bad. Pretty good. Right on. Is it? I don't want to make you go to sleep, Brian. So I figured I'd make that nice and short. No, no, no. Like I'm, I'm, I'm wide awake. Ryan, on the other hand, who knows? Barely <laughs> here. Jesus Christ! <laughs> hanging on by a fucking thread. You got a fucking uh, Mr. Sandman knocking on your fucking door right now. <laughs> fucking flatlining over there. Jesus Christ! Oh shit! <laughs> fucking help. He's got a snuggie on. Somebody get those. Can't see a slanket. What are those little paddles that you? Oh, defibrillator. Defibrillator. Clear. Jesus! Somebody get a defibrillator for that guy. (laughs) Ryan, you got it. I did have one thing that I wanted to talk with you, Brian. Okay. Uh, Paper Girls. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how far are you on the series? Uh, Let's see here. I just actually, I just, I finally got my um, new shipment from Atomic Empire. Mm-hmm. And I think it came with issues eight and nine, so I'm as far as issue seven. Okay, okay, yeah. I fi- figured we'd just talk about like the first volume anyway, um, yeah. which is available out on trade. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's written by Brian K. Vaughn, um, really awesome writer who's done things like Why the Last Man. Um, Cliff Chang does um, the art with Matt Wilson on colors, um, and it's just a really fun story. Um, really reminds me of Stranger Things now, but it started before that. It um, did. 
callback to the 80s where in 1988 um, these young like 14 year old girls all have a paper route um, that they do together and it's the night after Halloween and um, they pretty much see some strange shit and next you know they're involved with monsters and aliens and time traveling and um, all this crazy stuff and uh, iPods yeah yeah, Apple thing products yeah, Apple products from the oh, sky wow. yeah. really? yeah yeah <laughs> wow yeah, it's it's actually it actually it actually adds something to the story that's just really cool. So that's crazy. Yeah, because yeah. in the next volume, I, yeah, I don't want to go too far, but um, you you see a lot of time travel. So we we do get to see like these characters in 2016 also. So I like how like uh, who's the the I can't remember all the girls' names. It's been a, it's been a couple months since I've read it, but like the one girl's mother is kind of like a. Is she like a drunk or some shit? Yeah, yeah. There, there's the big uh, dramatic scene with that where they go to her house because they think they can get a gun. <laughs> because yeah, it's, it's the drunk lady's house where you right. know she sneaks cigarettes from her mom and everything. Yeah. Did you see my Paper Girls membership card that I posted? I, I did see that. That's what kind of spurred this on. I was like, oh well, Brian's a fan. Oh, we yeah. definitely got to talk about this comic series. I'm a huge fan. I love it. Um, yeah. I there was a couple of, a couple issues where I was like, oh man, is this is this story falling flat? But it 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 picked up for me. I, I really love it. I think it's a great fucking story. So the, the last couple issues, man, are, are still total Tupperware. It's one of my favorite series going on right now. Nice. Uh, I really love how with the time travel and the parallel universes and the things that are going on, like, it's getting really exciting and, uh, like, it does feel a lot like Stranger Things where you're not sure who to trust and, yeah. and who's from where and things like that. And, yeah. uh, I just love it. Are you still reading Archie? Um, not the main series. I do, f- I've been following Jughead. Yeah. Uh, and then Afterlife with Archie. I, I don't think I'm gonna. As long as Mark Wade's on Archie, I don't think I'm ever gonna drop it. Yeah, you're, you're loving it still. I fucking love it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I fucking love it. It's just, <laughs> it's so fucking wholesome. Yeah, it's it's so fucking wholesome, man. <laughs> I need one. that. Wow. I'm, I, <laughs> I need that, man. I need something to fucking like stabilize me. You it, know what I it, mean? It is great when you have so many comics. Yeah. It's yeah. like a like a palate cleanser, also. It, it is. It really is. I'm going to come to your house and burn your Archie collection. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I used to like just Archie to see what Brian comes out of that. No, I used to like Archie back in the day. Like I get those double digests and yeah. shit. Yeah, the double digests. Yeah, they're big. And they they started uh, Frank uh, Francesco Francavia started fucking uh, doing the afterlife with Archie again. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> after how long was that gone, dude? Oh man, it's got to, it was longer than six months. It might have been a whole year. Yeah, there's like two a year of that. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. Did you fucking hear why fucking rat queens went on fucking hiatus? Uh, yes. I'm pretty sure I, I, I know. The but... real fucking reason? Yeah, with the original artist? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Some, uh, risque stuff there. Yeah. That's fucked up, man. Is that it too is. much for podcasting? What it, happened? No, I'm 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 pulling it up on my fucking phone. I got the fucking story right here, Frank. So chill the fuck out. I didn't know if it was like code or chill something. Chill the fuck out, <laughs> video game boy. It's my job, um, man. Basically, in this uh, comic, Rat Queens, which is a a woman centric uh, comic um, set in like a Dungeons and Dragons type fantasy world. Yeah. Um, you know the original artist for the series and co-creator um rock up church 
What? Okay, Curtis Weeby is the the writer, and then Rock mm-hmm. Up Church was the original artist on the comic. Yeah. And it's supposed to be about these empowered females. Right. And I just cut Ryan off like a son of a bitch. <laughs> but I figured you looked up the actual source. So I, I did look it up. Hold on. Okay, so like this woman, this woman gets on fucking Twitter, dude, and she's like, okay, yeah, looks like this shit is out in the open so I can be publicly pissed about it now. Remember when the news broke that the artist on Rat Queens was a violently abusive shitbag? And we were all so impressed that Curtis denounced him and kicked him to the curb? Well, it turns out that was only a te- that was only a temporary ass covering measure, and he's coming back. And it all happened behind the back of Tess. And he, she's talking about Tess Fowler, who took over the book after Rock Up Church was kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I I I was a bigger fan of Rock Church Rock Up Church's art. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna get on here and be like, oh, okay, yeah, her art's better. No, I felt like, I felt like the facial expressions of the rat queens and just the look of the You character. knew how to draw the woman better when you, when she was getting hit by a club or something. <laughs> oh, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck, that happened! So anyway, wow. Jesus Christ, that, not, not even I would say that. God, that's that's exactly. I mean, no, hold on, hold on. Somebody needs to read Archie. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm gonna loan you my Archie. All right, all right. I need it. So she says it all happened behind the back of Tess. Uh, who has been pouring her heart and soul into those girls and being generally awesome to us fans despite her, despite her asking repeatedly to be given a heads up if that was gonna happen. This is why RQ Rat Queens is on hiatus and why I won't be touching it when it comes back. I'd be pretty dubious if Rock was brought back. It'd be pretty dubious if Rock, Rock would, was brought back anyway. But the circumstances are fucking atrocious. There's no fucking way I'm interested in a book about kick, uh, kick-ass team of women that's drawn by a dude who beat his partner and written by a guy who thinks it's okay to lie to a creative partner for months so that she'd keep a seat warm for the, afore, the aforementioned abuser. Fuck that shit. As far as I'm concerned, the only good thing to come out of this is being introduced to Tess Fowler, who is absolutely fucking amazing and a woman I'm incredibly proud to call a friend. Love you. So she had her friend come out apparently and give the real story about right. what's going on with it. Dude, I was, I actually just read this last night cause like, um, I, I, I only get my comic books like once every couple months and I was like, holy shit, I'm looking at my new subscription box. No new rat queens. And I was yeah, like, it's been a while. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Where's my rat queens? They ended at issue 16. And I fucking did a Google search, and this is what I this is what I fucking found out. The book's been drugged through the mud, basically. Mm. I mean, even once uh, Tess took over, you know, there was already the murmurs, and you know, this is why it happened. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like with bad press, and I wouldn't be surprised if the publisher isn't kind of pulling it because the sales definitely dropped. Um, so you know, like. They might not want um, to bring this back, kind of thing. Well, that's a shame. You've been raving about this series for a long time. Yeah, it started. It started off really strong. It started off really strong, and it started to dip. 
Um, yeah. and, I, and it, it has to do with help. this. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, Curtis Weeby, he's great. I mean, Peter Panzerfaust was a great book for him too. And like, you're not hearing, any, you're not hearing shit about Peter Panzerfaust. Right. That was supposed to be, they were, they were supposed to, um, come out with a Peter Panzerfaust live action fucking TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, they were also supposed to come out with an animated Rat Queens. They were also supposed to come out with a anime, with a Rat Queens RPG game, like a home board game. Wow. None of these things are happening right. now, and it's yeah. all because of stupid decisions made by Curtis Weeby and uh, some ir- irrational behavior by fucking Rock Up Church. So, yeah, it sucks that Tess Fowler ha- has to be the one to take the blunt of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. And I'm not going to say, like, I love Rock Church's art, but, like, on the flip side, I don't want him back on the fucking book if... You know what I mean? It's kind of fucked up. Right. Yeah, super fucked up. It's super fucked up. If that's all hurting your brand anyway, I mean, why the fuck bring that back? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a smart idea. I think Curtis... Yeah, Curtis should have just fucking just rolled with Tess, man. Even though I wasn't, like... I didn't hate her art. Her art was good, but, like, if I'm comparing it to Rock Upchurch's original Rat Queen's book, it's just not as... Right, I agree with that. So and, yeah, that's not saying anything like too hurtful. It's just like, hey, the first trade was the best out of the other three. Right, you know? exactly. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought up Paper Girls though. Nobody's beating the shit out of each other on that fucking book. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another book with a very peaceful, creative team that I wanted to bring up. Are and you saying just... that? Are you saying that fucking Cliff Chang is beating the shit out of Brian K. Vaughan? Yeah, you never no, know. No, not at all. It's Matt Wilson who's the abusive one. <laughs> the colorist. Just the colorist. Oh, the colorist. You got to watch out for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Uh, let's see here. Yeah, one other comic I wanted to bring up. Yeah, go for it, man. Perfect for this show. Um, great '80s mashup going on here between Dark Horse Comics and IDW. Oh yes, uh, but it's a comic called uh, Predator versus Judge Dredd versus Aliens. Um, and I think the title, <laughs> Judge Bread. <laughs> yes, Judge Bread. That's a callback to a Comic Slabs episode for <laughs> all of you. One of the many uh, times we've mispronounced something. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so uh, it, the, the title says it all for this comic. You, you get that. Um, the beginning of issue two is an awesome, like, Judge Dredd and his crew chasing down this um, bishop emoji, um, which is just a hilarious, like, character in itself, mm-hmm. um, speaking <clears throat> with emojis, obviously. Um, there's a mad scientist there who has been experimenting with found alien DNA. And uh, so far, um, by the end of this comic, we've already seen um, both an alien judge-like mashup, where a judge got infected with one, and the judge is about to go head-to-head with a alien-predator combination. Um, and meanwhile, there's a whole pack of predators outside of this scientific lab. Um, so it's just been like this action-packed uh, combination of these three awesome titles that's awesome i uh, god damn it i fucking missed that i fucking <laughs> yeah. missed it i missed it i knew it was coming out the trade. I, I didn't yeah i'll probably get it in the trade i did the get archie versus predator though <laughs> that's the Win. thing yeah holy shit <laughs> archie versus predator was one of my favorites and oh it my was god in the style of classic. There was Arch- I want to see it. I want to see it. I'll bring it over i got <laughs> there, there was uh archie versus punisher or, oh yeah holy yeah. shit yeah yeah that like, happened a lot of stuff um 
do you know where in the timeline this takes place? Um, it's, as, it's as Judge Dreads, it's they're, they keep bringing up Mega City One. They're yeah, wide but, right outside of Mega City One. But so where in Judge Dredd's timeline? Because like one of the coolest things about Judge Dredd is like he celebrated what what was what what anniversary was it? Was it forty years of Judge Dredd? It sounds about right. Yeah, it's been big in the UK. Judge from Dr- there. Drudge, uh, drudge, 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 <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Judge Dredd, the character ages in real time. Mm. Okay. So yeah. Judge Dredd right now is like an old man, like in real time right. and shit. Mm-hmm. The character ages, so he's like fucking 70 and oh, shit. Oh shit. Okay, so, this is, yeah, this is more of prime. Okay. Like the, the, the That's. Good days. And he's got his one partner, you know, the blonde chick with Yeah. The, Psychic powers. So. Okay, because if, if you're reading like fucking like 2000 AD and shit, like mm-hmm. Judge Dredd ages like a real person. Like they've always done it. From yeah, like, that's really cool. Yeah, you don't see that in comics like ever. No, you don't. Like Captain America should yeah. be way fucking older. Oh yeah. Yeah, Peter Parker should get a senior citizen. Yeah. Time. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're into collecting comic books, though, I do recommend hunting these down because the covers are just cool on their own. Um, each one so far, like issue one, is like a close up on the Judge Dread helmet, and in each eye you see the reflection of a predator and an alien. Yeah. And so issue two is like the reflections in an alien head. Oh um, wow! And so on. So I can't wait to get all of these. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. sounds so excited. They had a. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? I, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, I can hear I can't it. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like guys, these guys are these so. comic books are absolute Tupperwares. You need to check them out. They are it's just absolutely fun to give shit. amazing. <laughs> I uh, give me some more rum. No, um, do you remember when they came out with like what was it? Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Yeah. I actually oh my that. god, that another Tupperware. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. That was good shit, man. This is what I get yeah. for not reading comics. God damn it. <laughs> It's great because that's another – they feel like B-movies. It's stuff you can explore like that yeah. you wouldn't normally explore in other things. And Dude. It's so much fun. That's why I'm pissed off that I didn't fucking pick up fucking Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because okay. I thought it was going to be stupid as fuck and everybody's saying it was the dopest shit ever. I mean it is pretty stupid. It's hilarious. They turn like Mr. Freeze into a giant like – polar bear like mutated thing yeah but, uh, <laughs> hilarious at the same time hey ryan ryan i got a question for you yeah have they ever in comic books came out with a book where they just took all the characters that are like cold characters like ice characters and called them the just ice league i wish man i would totally be there like <laughs> like captain cold mr freeze killer frost and just yeah, called them the just like ice that, league um, Young Justice, the very young Just Ice. Young yeah. Just Ice. <laughs> Sounds spin-off. like if like Vanilla Ice was a cop. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Frank, the very just, first episode of that, they all fight their Frank, ice. Frank, go to bed. <laughs> what? I got energy. <laughs> Mirrors is the sleepy one. Right. I know. I know. Working on this bottle of wine here. Oh my god. Mirrors, lay off the rum, man. Okay. Hey, I have. I stopped since the first. Pop, uh, good pop and bad pop. <laughs> Jesus, what's your pop? You can't. That was stop. a hard sentence to get out, wasn't it, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> you doing all right? From how's that effect? 
Just checking on you, bud. Making sure you're okay. Guys, I want to talk about a little, I want to talk about two more things. I'm going to, I'm going to finally wrap up this fucking segment. Uh, I talk, I watched uh, a movie. I don't know why I'm even, why I'm mentioning it. I watched it on Netflix. It's called Waffle Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little funny, little funny name there. Uh, Waffle Street it stars James Lafferty and Danny Glover. Waffle Street's riches to rags tale is an adaptation of James Adams. 2000, that's another president, right? Yes, yes, our Jesus. second. Yeah, James Garfield and James Adams. <laughs> Jesus. This is, we're going to call this our presidential episode. <laughs> nice. Very patriotic. But Waffle Street's Wretches to Rags Tale is an adaptation of James Adams' 2010 memoir of the same name, uh, which chronicles the fa- financier's foray into the food industry. After being laid off at a hedge fund where he worked and further jaded by his culpability in the crisis, Adams chose to work at a popular 24-hour diner where he claims most of his financial knowledge has been gleaned. Offered a fresh take on the fallout of corporate greed, Adams is a tale of the redemption and unlikely friendship found under the tutelage of Glover's character of Edward, the best short order cook in town. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a taste it, which is a high praise. <laughs> high praise. No, this is a high praise for this film. I was just laughing at the puns involved. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really like the alliteration and that, that explanation. Yeah, yeah me too. A $4 word. Hell yeah. It's a taste that it's, it's high praise for this film because it's, I actually really enjoyed this film. I just don't think that the director is like a great director. The actors aren't great in it. I mean, they, 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 they got Danny Glover in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't fall into that tropey movie thing where, uh, everything works out the way that he wants to, it to at the end. And I, I appreciated that. Um, it's based on a true story, so I didn't know, um, until the end of the movie when they showed the pictures. I, I didn't know it was a, based on a true story until the end of the movie when they showed the pictures of the real guy. Oh, that's cool. Um, and another thing that I liked about it is because it was based on a true story, like when he loses his job on Wall Street, fucking his wife sticks with him. Most of those movies, they leave. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's like just, you see that happen so many times, and like, this is based on a true story. And, and you know, she, she ends up getting pregnant even after he loses his job and they stay together and it's really i would i would watch it i i i i, I, I actually i really recommend this movie if you're kind of just like bored on a sunday and you want to watch something waffle street waffle street if you're just bored and you want to watch something it's i'm going to give it a taste of it because it's like this is not like i can't see the this director like blowing up. This mm-hmm. is not like uh this is not like a JJ Abrams or uh but I think it's a good story. Okay. And I think it's a fun movie. I think it's like like this is what Kevin Smith should be making. Yeah. Kevin Smith it feels like he hasn't grown as a director. It feels like he's kind of like relapsed. You know what I mean? It's like his movies have just been getting worse and worse and worse and Did worse. Did you say that he can you can pretty much watch that Yoga Hosers movie for free? What? He's got it. I can't remember the name of the streaming app, but you can watch Yoga Hosers pretty much for free if you mm. like sign up for a two week free trial. Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't bother to do it yet, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, the, what was I? There was a. I fucking looked at a review for a fucking movie, and it fucking they 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 shit on it. 
I can't remember what movie it was. Oh man. Did they say yoga hosers is better? They said I should have went and saw yoga hosers. <laughs> wow. It's kind of a joke, but I don't know. I, I have no interest in seeing yoga hosers. I, I will watch it if it's streaming. I kind of want to see it to see if it's that bad. Oh, it's gotta like, be. Especially if Think it's about free. It. Come on. Dude, it's his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter. And at one point in the movie, they fight little sausages that are Nazis called Bratzies. Like, what is good about that, Frank? Uh, like, really no, it's much. like, it's like he got stoned and had an idea and he thought Bratzies was funny. I don't and even he, know that I think that'd be funny if I was stoned, man. Yeah. Sure it would. Oh, I don't know about if they that. were fucking little dicks running around, you'd be laughing your ass maybe. off. If little him, fucking penises squirting cum all over the place, you'd be fucking <laughs> just howling at the I'm fucking goddamn already. moon, cackling like a son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh my god, that's just comedy brilliance. <laughs> comedy brilliance. Penises just squirting sperm all over the fucking place. Little <laughs> penises, little little Nazi dicks running around. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! <laughs> this is a weird conversation. <laughs> what do you what do, do you expect any different? No, no, not really. No, not really. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is a little, little show called Son of Zorn. Oh, nice! Uh, it's not it's not been aired on Fox apparently, but you can watch the first episode on episode. episode. You can watch the first episode on on Hulu. Cool. It's Erica Pell's new show. What? Erica Pell's new show. It's, uh, Jason Sudeikis is the, sorry I went Scottish there for a second. <laughs> I, yeah. Episode. Episode. Sound like Scotty there for a moment. It's, um, it's, it's the new sitcom on Fox where animation and live action collide when a cartoon barbarian dad leaves his war-torn village to reconnect with his moody, non-animated teenage son in suburbia. Stars Jason Sudeikis as Zorn. And also features, uh, features Cheryl Hines from, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. And, and, uh, she also, she's a Groundlings alumni, if you didn't know that. Uh, you got T- Tim Meadows in there from SNL. He was the, the ladies man. Oh, I love Tim Meadows. I, I'm a big fan. Uh, Johnny Pem- Pre- uh, Johnny Pemberton and Artemis Pebdani. Uh, she was, she actually plays Artemis in, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. So, um, Pilot is not good. I'm gonna give it a toss. It. Um, I can. There are times at the end where I could see where this could be good, but Jake, it just didn't work. It just did not work for me. Um, That's too bad. I, I really like Eric Capel as a writer director. I was hoping he'd do good here. It can get better. This was the pilot. At the end of the episode, it actually and it, it was a scene that I had actually seen in the trailer for the fucking show mm. on TV. It actually made me laugh. Okay. And they did it really well. There's a scene where he, he, uh, <laughs> Zorn is a cartoon barbarian. He looks like, um, looks like classic Hanna Barbera. Yes. Like it, Thundar yeah. the Barbarian. Thundar the Barbarian. Um, Herculoids. Herculoids. Yeah. That's where I was going. Herculoids. Uh-huh. And it looks exactly like that, but everything else is live action. Well, hmm. he's trying to reconnect with his son because he's been living in this, you know, fighting on this animated world. And, um, so he comes back, tries to reconnect with his son, who he's had no contact with, and his son doesn't have a car, and so he shows up with this gigantic death hawk. <laughs> this, it's it's like this 
huge hawk that has like a saddle on its back. (laughs) And the kid is so excited. And the mom's like, no way. I am not letting him fly that fucking thing. And he's like, whatever. You used to fly with the death hawk on me all the time. And she was like, yeah. And I was coked out of my mind. And I was like, I was coked out of my mind. And I was 19. And, uh, it, that was funny. And so, like, to, so Zorn is just kind of like, oh, well, fuck it. You don't want my gift, whatever. It's not going to work for the kid. So he stabs it in the neck. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry. I hit like a, I hit like a vein, like a, like, like a vein that'll kill it. <laughs> well, the thing's still fucking alive. <laughs> so he starts hacking at it. And he's and they're showing it. They're just showing right it. In the middle of the neighborhood. In the it's it's in their driveway, Ryan. That sounds great. And he's just hacking at it. And this is the best part of the episode, okay. Frank. Right. He's just hacking at it, hacking at, hacking at it. <laughs> well, the the episode ends, and they come back and they show you the credits. Mm-hmm. And during the credit roll, I was rolling. It's Tim Meadows with a fucking garden hose. <laughs> Cleaning off the blood off the driveway <laughs> as the credits roll, <laughs> and you just see the blood. You see the blood just going into the fucking street as he's washing it away. And I was like, "That's funny. That is funny." But the rest of the episode, I just don't think they they landed it. Um, I'm hoping that it'll get better as it goes along because I love Jason Sudeikis. You see potential uh, in this. I, Ryan, I don't know. I, I don't, I see, yeah, I see that they have something here. And it's a funny gimmick. It's a funny gimmick. Yeah. They have something here. They just gotta hone it in and they gotta make it work. Um, yeah, the elevator pitch sounds great. Yes. I, I'm also hoping that eventually, not in this season, maybe not even in season two, but if they can get to later seasons, it'll be interesting to see if they can take the sun from this, from our world, mm-hmm. and take him to their world. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, that so would be cool. that'd be cool to switch back and forth yeah. from live action to animated. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it. I'm gonna give it a toss it for the first episode, guys. But it doesn't mean that I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tap out yet. Yeah, I'm gonna check this out when it officially appears. Yeah, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yeah, so, yeah. You can watch the first episode now on Hulu. But I'm not gonna tap out of it yet. You know, I'm gonna give it a chance because I, like Jake said, you know, the creative team and everybody involved. You know, I I, I love them, so I'm gonna give it a chance. You know what I mean? So sometimes you got to do that. But- yeah, Eric Appel does a lot of funny stuff on Funny or Die. He's directed Weird Al videos. Mm-hmm. He's just always been trying to find a break doing some. He's directed episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay. So I, nice. I, I, I think he's a really good guy and like really humble and really responsive to people on social media and stuff. So yeah. I just always hope for the best for him. Yeah. Uh, he's really been pushing this. So I was like hoping it was going to be good. Well, I, I'm glad to see something like this on like the, it's going to be on the Fox Sunday night lineup and perfect I'm, for that. I'm glad to see something like this. I think it's a great addition, uh, to like, you know, like, as much as I love um, Last Man on Earth, it just didn't really fit in with that 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 animation block that they had going on there for a while. Agreed. It just felt like that that show should be on a different night. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know if you got Bob's Burgers, Son of Zorn, Simpsons, and Family Guy, that's a pretty damn good lineup. Yeah, yep. Um, for that animation domination lineup that they got, Last Man Standing, I think that is one of the best Last Man on Earth. That is one of the last man standing. That's fucking, uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, from, uh, 
Tim Allen. That's his fucking sitcom. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah, my no, dad's a big fan of that right. fucking show. But I think Last Man on Earth is like one of the best comedies on fucking TV. Mm. It shows fucking so good. Sorry, yeah. You not seeing it? No, uh-uh. Oh, yeah, you did. You watched the first episode. We no, fucking I did not. Remember, it's uh, about the last guy on Earth. Yeah, I remember we talked about You like, didn't watch it? You didn't no. even watch it? No. I remember we talked about it, like, hypothetically, you're like, okay, the, he can't be the last man on Earth because yeah. they're going to have to do something else. And I've seen, like, previews of shit. And, of course and you were like, no, way. they can do a whole fucking show. Yeah, I, mean, I was an idiot. Wow. <laughs> that was a big <laughs> surprise. Yeah, and you were wrong. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no surprise. All right, let's take a break. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I got I got one last thing for you real quick. We're going Come on, on I, for an hour and five I know, minutes. It's real fast. I need an energy drink, Frank. I know, I'm sorry, but, I, like, I, I just started this this week, and I've been waiting to tell Brian about it. I've started watching The Flash, finally. I'm only four oh, episodes in. Finally. Finally, yeah. <laughs> You're I the love... opposite of The Flash. Yeah, I'm fucking slow as <laughs> hell. But I absolutely love the first episode. Reverse I... Frank. But, like, okay, so I vaguely remember you talking about the first season. They had an issue with the Freak of the Week shit. Yeah. I had a real hard time getting through the third episode where it was the same dude that played Zaz on uh, Gotham. Where he was the toxic gas and shit. It took me forever to get through that one, but the one immediately after is the one they do Captain Cold, mm-hmm. and that was good. Yeah, but like, it's a little daunting looking at it. Like, there's 23 episodes of the first season. Yeah. Are there any episodes that you could think of that I need to just say fuck it, skip, and get to the meat, or do I really need to watch every single one of these? Oh Jesus, you're, ask- you're asking me to remember like what episodes you should skip in well, season not one. Not specifically, of a but I mean, like if you were like, yeah, like the middle of the season's lame, just hit this or that or whatever. Nah, I just you know you missed the boat. Fuck off, Frank. Fuck <laughs> you. I'm trying, man. No, you missed. I like no, it. No, I like it so far. You, no, you missed the boat on Flash. Go fuck. Yourself. No, I'm not You're too out. late. Tap Bullshit. We don't want you. <laughs> Fuck that. Flash needs everybody you can get. Come on, man. I am interested to see what the fucking deal was with you Harrison need, Wells. You need to watch every episode then. Okay. Man, Harrison Wells is the greatest. Yeah, if you want Harrison Wells, just watch everything. It, yeah. it was a little freaky, like when uh, the the gun that Captain Colts got turned up missing. He was a little scary when he was like chewing on Cisco. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do that again. I mean, it's good, and I'm definitely going to keep going with it. But like, I just didn't. I, I just I want to make sure that I stick with it. I didn't want to get lulled into like more episodes like that gas one and fall off. I want to make sure I stick with it because this I is, really like no. it so far. He's a really good. There's character. there's more hits than misses in the Flash. Yeah. Okay, it's not, this is not Agents of Shield. Okay. Okay, so there's more hits than misses, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Okay, cool. I'm excited. I really like it so far. It's really good. The Felicity was just on from Arrow. Two two fucking years later, I'm getting this fucking talk. Hey, man, I got further than Jake has been so far. Two fucking years later with you. So what? Better late than never. Yeah, I'm not trying, though. I tossed the first (laughs) episode. What? That's the best one. I mean, I've only watched four, but it's the best one yet. It was really good. (laughs) Jake, I don't know. Jake's Jake's really good. But, like, when it comes to the CW stuff, I I don't take any stock in what he says. This is good. I mean, I I love Buffy, and I would say so far it's, like, a little comparable to that. But it seemed like they got a little into the rut already, you know, of, like, the Freak of the Week crap. I, I don't understand that about these shows either, Frank. I, that's my biggest gripe with this fucking thing, is the is is the the freak of the week. They just can't have a solid fucking story from week to week. It's probably because of the number of episodes. But it's just so formulaic. It's so goddamn it's, for you because because even um what what was the recent one that they did? Uh, 
fucking legends. Like that was only ten episodes, and they still did. You know, yeah. it was a separate story each one. Yeah, but they had like that. They had yeah, and they had like two overarching villains. They had uh, Kronos, and then they had uh, fucking Savage. Yeah, it's the same exact formula. And I just wish that the writers would be like confident enough in like the actual story that they have going on. Like certain weeks where it's like it's all about Harrison Wells or it's all about Zoom or whatever. I wish they would just be confident enough to go with that story and not have to throw in a freak of the week villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Just you know what I mean. Yeah. Just be confident with what you have and like let there your actors act. Though that are that are good enough though that it's like like the uh, King Shark episode like I mean I just loved that one all around yeah and it does fall into the the freak of the week one yeah but but you knew they blew a lot of their budget and put a lot of care into that episode and it was mm-hmm. worth it yeah yeah I do have to say that like for being a TV show especially network the CGI is pretty good like it's not overly done him running around and shit it it looks good and clean it's really good for a TV show yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, try to get try to get caught up on that, and then uh, I am watching it without Kelly because I I wasn't trying to. I kept talking to her about it, and it's like, well, we'll watch it here, we'll watch it there. I'm like, I'm gonna go ahead and watch it on my own. You guys with wives, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) We're gonna take a break here in a second, but you guys with wives—that's one thing I don't understand. It's like uh, that's like a whole thing. It's like, hold on, hold on. I've been married before, but uh, you know what? If I don't know. That's the whole thing. It's like, I can't watch this one show without my wife. We gotta watch it together. Oh, well, it's like, no, well, it, see, here's the thing. It's like, I want to be able to talk about it. If it's like something that's really good, yeah. I want to be able to share it with her. Yeah. And be able to talk to her about it and stuff because she and I, like, you know, to have a lot of the same ideas. You can't ideas talk to us thing. about it, Frank. Frank. I, I Frank. can. We're a but, podcast where we talk about it. But that's dates. the thing is, like, with this, is like, I've been dragging my feet forever. It's like, if I wait to watch it with her, it could be another Frank, year before I Frank, I've been I here watching it the whole time. I know mm-hmm. you are. I know. I know. I know. But, you know, if you're waiting for your wife to watch it with you, two year wait, man. I understand. You I, can, no, you can have instant satisfaction with me right now. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll text her right now. All right. On that off. note, it's break time. Real quick, Frank. Yo, Frank, my whole relationship is built on watching things behind each other's back. You know, we totally lied to each other about Game of Thrones. That was the real like suspense. It's no like, shit. I knew she was two episodes ahead of me. So it's like, oh well. That's like, awesome. You just do it. Yeah, I mean, with especially with this, the season count, you know, the episodes. Yeah, I we maybe get an hour a night, and yeah. there's no way we can get something like that chewed through. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, th- this is a big deal for me to say, but like the the rare couple of hours I get in a day, I've been sacrificing some video game time to try to watch it. It oh. took me a while to get through that third episode. So yeah. The fourth with Captain Cold snapped it right up all in one sitting, but it took yeah. like five different tries to get through that. The gas dude one because that sucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not all episodes are going to be great. I mean, right. like, I love Supergirl, but I am smart enough to realize that, like, there are some episodes that fucking sucked. Right. Like, there are some episodes I was just like, man, this fucking episode fucking sucks. <laughs> but on the flip side, like, there's other episodes where I'm just like, oh my god. They're doing, they're, they're, I can see what they're doing here. This is really fun. And mm-hmm. she's, She's the best, she's the best fucking super, she's the best fucking member of the Superman family 
since fucking Christopher Reeve. And I'm not ashamed to fucking say that. I agree with that. Melissa Benoist is the most charming and the best member of the super family since fucking Christopher Reeve. As much as I love Brandon Ruth, he was not like the best Superman. Henry Cavill, he, I loved him in Man of Steel, but man, he's let me down in this last movie. Mm-hmm. And so she's just, she's just charming and she's wonderful. And we're gonna take a break. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry. Fucking, uh, derailing us and shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll be right back. You said something real quick for yeah. half an hour. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just brought it up, man, because oh, I mean, I, I, it, it, I, a lot of times I am late to the party on this. Yeah. Like, uh. Yeah, the fuck. whole show. Like, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> uh, on a, like, <laughs> we get you maybe four times a year. Well, I mean, like uh, Daredevil, when it first came out, yeah. I didn't watch it all of it right for, right away. I had to wait yeah. for Kelly to watch it, and I'm like, well, okay, better example, Doctor Who. Took yeah. me forever to get started watching that, but I fucking love it. Yeah, and this is pretty much the same thing. I mean, I'm not saying it's as good as Who, but I like it so far. And yeah. I skimmed, I didn't skim ahead like watch anything, but I, I took a look at like titles of episodes of shit, and there's stuff that I'm excited to see, like Hamill's the Trickster and shit like that. Yep. So I mean, I'm definitely going to stick with it, and it was important for me to be able to tell you that because I really do like it so far. Yeah. I just, uh, I also happened to try to watch that one another episode of Agents of Shield, and that lasted for five minutes. Yeah, so fuck, fuck that Agents shit. You know, uh, you're, you're going to stick with this, just like Jay stuck with Voltron. So we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back in a moment. Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com and if the leftovers like it, They'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you are like super simped out. Yeah. <laughs> Taking it to the next level. And Jake looks like Ryan Sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, ain't that the truth? Taking it to the next level. Guys, we're back, and it's time for the Pop Culture Leftovers news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news, and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. All right, starting us off in gangsters, fuck news. <laughs> <laughs> what are you giggling about? Wine. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I, I will let that answer uh, that answer work. Good answer. <laughs> Ding. $500. Good answer, good answer, good answer. <laughs> Big bucks, no whammies. All right, guys, it was announced uh, that this upcoming season, season eight of regular show on Cartoon Network, will be the last season. Oh, man. Yeah, regular show season eight premieres Monday, September twenty sixth, uh, at eight p.m. on Cartoon Network. The series will conclude in January two thousand seventeen. I am a huge fan of regular show and uh, what uh, JG Quintel has created. I'm sad to see these characters go. I fucking Mordecai Rigby. 
uh, Skips, who is actually voiced by Mark Hamill, if you didn't know. Muscle Man. Muscle Man. Uh, Pops. High Five Ghost. Yeah. Benson. I'm a huge fan of this fucking it's show. A great cast. Yeah, it's great, such a fun show. Such a fun show, and uh, it's ending <laughs> with season eight, and uh, I'm a little depressed, man. It's like... Uh, that, that's sad. That's a somber start to news. That's yeah. not gangster at all. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, well, you know, sometimes you got to say goodbye to your homies. <laughs> <laughs> Tip one out for the homies. You know? You know, I'm pouring... A, I'm, yeah. You know, I really miss my... Homies, even <laughs> though you're far away. I'm, yeah, a little bit of Master P. Sorry, guys. <laughs> go, yeah. for it. go for it. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm just pouring a 40 for my fucking regular show. You know what I'm saying? No Limit Squad. Yeah, exactly. No Limit. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, fucking uh, season eight of regular show is going to be the final season. That fucking sucks, dude. I'm a big fan of uh, regular, uh, regular show. So, oh, well. I even get the comic books. So. Savor those last episodes. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. News from Variety this week. Uh, following the success of Sausage Party, co-director Conrad Vernon is tackling a cult classic, signing up to helm the remake of The Toxic Avenger. Mm. Richard uh, Saperstein's Storyscape Entertainment, Akiva Goldsman's Weed Road, and Charlie Corwin will produce. Mike Arnold and Chris Poole from Archer, The Grackle, are on board to rewrite the screenplay from Steve Pink and DC Mitchell, Lloyd Kaufman, and Michael Hertz of Troma Films. Creators of the original franchise will executive produce along with Bob Cooper and Alex Schwartz of Storyscape Entertainment and Greg Lessons of Weed Road. Uh, The movie, a reimagining of Troma's classic, tells the story of a New Jersey teenager whose accidental tumble into a vat of toxic waste turns him into a mutant superhero. Uh, Conrad Vernon is a submersive comedic genius. He is the perfect director to bring this uh, iconoclastic franchise back to life, Saperstein said. The opportunity to reimagine a favorite cult classic from my high school years is an honor. Toxie is an underground icon, my favorite kind, said Vernon. So I feel that even though if you have some of the members from the original Troma team involved, this is going to be another uh, Evil Dead. When uh, when when Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi they were executive producers or producers on uh, yeah, yeah. Evil Dead, i.e., not really involved. Um, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I think this is going to be funny. Just like the original Toxic Avenger was. I love the original Toxic Avenger. Oh, me too. It's, uh, I think it's on Popcorn TV or Crackle. I can't remember. I think it's on Popcorn TV though, which you can download on your PS4 or phone or whatever the fuck. Mm. But you can, I think it's going to be funny because it's from like the Sausage Party dude, but it's not going to be like the trauma films. I think the only guy that could get this right to direct would be James Gunn because he comes from trauma. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he could do a good job at this. But He's I got that warped that. kind of sense of humor that you need for it, too, I think. I agree. Well, he comes from trauma films. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's worked on those movies before. So um, I just I, – I, I don't want this to have, like, that Judd Apatow, Paul Feig kind of – Comedy yeah, that wouldn't it. fit. It's like this would be easy to miss the voice of. You know, like you said, I feel like this ha- – you know, Toxic Adventure is as much trauma as the other way around. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, it needs to be raunchy. It needs to be risque. Yeah. It, yeah. Needs to have some nudity in it. Yeah. Uh, oh, agreed. I mean, all of them did. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. I, I, I love the original Toxic Avenger. I even love, like, when they got into, like, Citizen Toxie and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I love all that shit. I like it, too. I like it, too. First three are great. Did you watch the cartoon growing up? Toxic Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I bought the comic book. Did you buy the toys? The no, figures? No. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. No. I was a big fan of the... I, I liked was... them, too, but I wanted all the turtle figures. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, I had all the like the the original turtle figures, and so I started getting into the Toxic Avenger figures too. Mm. So I don't know, I don't know. I'm not excited about this news. No, um, and it's I just it's, rewatched the original, man. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I just did. Like, really? Probably like a month or two ago. Oh wow! I love that fucking movie. I love it. Like when they. <laughs> the characters are so nuts. Mm-hmm. Like they run uh, that guy's head over. Yes. <laughs> That's ex- <laughs> that's where I'm. That's exactly where I was going. And the and the girls are all for it. Like, yeah, yeah, they're the, like getting fucking wet over it. The girls are getting turned on by these guys running this guy's head over in the car, and like they show his fucking head blowing up like a melon. <laughs> oh man, I I saw that when I was like eight, and until I watched it again when I was like sixteen, I thought it was so much more graphic oh, than it really yeah. was. Yeah, like when yeah. I watched it again at six, I was like, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Variety has learned that Benicio del Toro is in early talks to star in the Shane Black reboot of Predator. What are your thoughts on this, uh, Benicio del Toro in uh, Shane Black's Predator? That sounds okay. I'm okay with this. I, I don't it. know, man. <laughs> Shane Black. Shane, what, what's, what's your problem with Shane Black other than Iron Man three? Well, that's you got a big it. problem. You got a big problem with Lethal Weapon. No. You got a big problem with Lethal Weapon. No. I just uh, you got I a big problem. You got to no. Hold on. Hold, well, on. hold the fuck it. on. Hold the fuck on, Frank. <laughs> All right. This is the bu- this is the fucking bullshit that people are gonna fucking come at me for. Oh, Brian, you didn't like Iron Man three? That was directed by fucking Shane Black. On the flip side, Shane Black has done some great fucking shit. Let me throw this wow. out to you. Let me throw this out to you. Fucking Shane Black actually starred in the original Predator yes. movie. He played the part of Hawkins yep. in that movie. I'm aware. I think if anybody understands this movie, it's going to be fucking Shane Black. I have no problem with him fucking doing the reboot of this film. Yeah, I like Del Toro being in it, too. I think and that brings does. a lot of credibility to the whole I'll, thing, too. What's that, What's that, Ryan? Yeah, I would I would agree with that. There's no problem with it. It it does seem very intriguing. But yeah, the idea of Del Toro and, yeah. and him. So Frank's like, an idiot, right? No, no, no. no. Who are you gonna get? Hold on, hey, 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 thing? yo, 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 yo. That'd be about the only one I could see like leading this shit. Oh, oh, come on, come on, come on, Benicio del Toro. Think of his character in Sicario. Mm-hmm. What yeah. a badass he was. Okay. All right. Now I want you to compare. Okay. So now they got Benicio del Toro to do this reboot. Okay. Let's take let, let me take you back to 2009 or whatever the fuck. Adrian Brody and Tomfer Grace mm. in Predators. Mm. Are those the names that you want in your film or no. do you want fucking Benicio de Toro? Are All you right. happy with Benicio okay. de Toro now? All right, you put it in perspective. You put it in perspective. Adrian I, Brody? Yeah. Oh yeah! Hey, hey guys, let's get that badass from the pianist. Oh, he's a he's a Billy badass. Holy shit! Let's get that fucking bad boy from. <laughs> let's put him with the kid from the '70s show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Woo. All right. Yeah. Sounding better already, guys. We we need a cu- we need a couple of Billy badasses. 
Let's get <laughs> that, that 70s show in the penis. <laughs> the first two people. Where, uh, Frank is coming from with, like, the idea of getting a big guy to replace, like, say, your Schwarzenegger yeah. or your Jesse Ventura. But we're not really in the 80s anymore. So yeah, you got a point. Like, it probably wouldn't work the same. Those movies don't always need the huge guy as much anymore. I don't know. No, yeah. we need the convincing actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. And like, even like, uh, Chris Pratt, I don't want to see in a role like this. I don't, no, I, I think no, this no. underutilizes him. Right, I think I Chris Pratt is like good. He was great in Jurassic World. Yeah. He was great in like, uh, you know, Guardians. This is more over the top, like, badassery that you need. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's great, but I mean, this is, this isn't like one-liner shit. Right. Yeah, he'd right. be good in Archie versus Predator. <laughs> That'd be great. Yes. Make him Archie. That'd be fucking perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh I'm actually I'm you know I'm a big fan of Shane Black, man. I mean, uh, not I'm I, like you can go back and listen to episode 2 of Pop Culture Leftovers where I'm like fuck Shane Black. <laughs> you can go back and listen to that on the website. One of my favorites. But I'm going to say like, you know, what he did with like uh, you know, uh Lethal Weapon, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Last Boy Scout. Those are great movies. Yeah. Nice Guys was good too. Nice Guys was a taste it for me. Yeah. It was good. It was a, it, it was a, it was a, it was good. It was good. I liked it. I liked it. Have you watched Drive yet? No. Watch it, you son of a fuck. I need to watch it. Is that, that Shane Black? Huh? That's not Shane Black. Oh, it's Ryan Gosling. No, it's Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, we're... how did we get to that? Is, no. that on, <laughs> is that on Netflix now or is it on Amazon? I, I don't think it's on one I, of the two. It might be on Amazon, but you might have to buy it. I don't oh. know if it's streaming. I like, thought for, for sure free. it was on one of the two. It might be. Check it out. Uh, yeah, Predator comes out February 9th of 2018. It's just called The Predator. So, uh,. Yeah, can't, I'm looking forward to it, man. If they can get, if they can land fucking uh, Benicio del Toro, I'm happy. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. I did confession. I didn't even watch the uh, Adrian Brody Topher Grace movie. It was it was a retread, man. It was yeah. a retread. It was like you know how we talked about the Blair Witch earlier, mm-hmm. and the Blair Witch, um, the Blair Witch project was like they held back a lot of about it, but that that's what was great about it. Mm. Like in this one. Like, they give you scenes. They recreate scenes from the original Predator. Okay. Like, the scene where uh, the Native American dude is, like, on the... He's on, like, the tree trunk. Mm-hmm. They give you that whole scene. Jeez. That's stupid. Like, you get to see, like, the battle between the two. And it's like, okay, all right, I get it, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. It's just a retread of the original. <laughs> um, news from Comic Book Resources. Sci-Fi has reportedly ordered... A pilot based on Grant Morrison and Derek Robertson's four-issue image comic series, Happy. Universal Cable Productions is producing the project. Ryan, have you read Happy? I have not read Happy. Oh, my God. I'm the only one that's read Happy. Uh, It's pretty awesome, so I'm intrigued. I'll have to check it out. Uh, It's been probably three years since I read this. Um, But according to Deadline, Morrison and Crank writer-director Brian Taylor are writing the happy pilot. Neil Moritz, uh, Paboon Shetty, and Toby Jaffe of original (laughs) film uh, alongside Morrison and Taylor will executive produce. The series follows Nick Sachs, a corrupt, intoxicated ex-cop turned hitman adrift in a twilight world of casual murder, soulless sex, and betrayal. After a hit goes wrong, Nick finds a bullet in his side, the cops and the mob on his tail, and a monstrous killer in a Santa suit on the loose. (laughs) I love that name. (laughs) But his world is about to be changed forever by a happy – by happy – a tiny, imaginary, blue-winged horse 
with a relentlessly positive attitude. <laughs> the Grant Morrison element. Yes. That's great. Yes. Um, and uh, Happy is actually uh, his daughter's imaginary friend. Oh wow! <laughs> so um, this book, it's uh, it it was it was fantastic. I loved Happy. Um, I love Grant Morrison when he's doing. I I like some of the stuff that he's done for DC, but like I love Grant Morrison when he just does like his own his own oh, yeah. stories. Definitely. So um, I'm I'm really looking forward to Happy. Um, Sounds good. Happy yeah. is it was a fantastic book. I I, I was actually up now. Yeah, yeah, check it out, dude. The 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 fucking um the, the little blue winged horse actually looks kind of like a blue winged like the donkey from Shrek. Oh shit! <laughs> so um, it'll be interesting to see how they pull that off on a TV show, live action, and yeah. it's on sci-fi though. Oh, That's no. and so we'll see, we'll see. I wasn't a big fan of Crank either. I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping that Grant Morrison is heavily involved in the project. Mm-hmm. That way, it'll yeah. And I'm hoping it's just kind of like a, like this was just a real short mi- comic miniseries. I'm hoping this is just like a one season and done. Like, yeah, don't milk it. Just don't, good. Yeah, yeah, tell a good story, get out. Right, and then and then next season mm-hmm. to fill this up, find another great miniseries. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, hopefully this is just like a resume builder for Grant Morrison. Right and from here, right. We'll see more of his stuff. Absolutely. All right, guys. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan, I want you to check out Happy Man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, check it out. Guys, let's move on to some Marvel news. Marvel news. All right, guys. I uh, got a. Uh, this is weird, even saying this. I got a Steven Tyler update. Oh wow! <laughs> I read this. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Uh, in one of James Gunn's Facebook uh, Q and A's, he said this. Yes, I did hear that Steven Tyler wants to be in Guardians of the Galaxy. Guys, Steven Tyler is the lead singer of Aerosmith. If mm. you didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyway, he goes on to say, he gave me a shout-out the other day in an interview. He said, James Gunn, are you listening? The answer is, Stephen, yes, I am listening. I'm a big fan of Steven Tyler's. I had the pleasure of directing his daughter, Liv, in a movie, Super, in 2010, in which she was fantastic. And I met him for a few seconds at a screening of that movie. He's a cool guy. And, of course, I would love to work with Steven Tyler sometime. So, basically, I think he just confirmed that he's not directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you just being nice. Yeah. I know it'd I'm be just, a nice way of saying yeah, like you yeah. can sing, motherfucker, but nobody knows if you can act like your daughter. I was just joking, guys. It was yeah. a joke. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. No, it feels like he's beating around the bush, though. There was nothing confirmed in hmm. that. He's just like, yeah, I heard this interview. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Just wanted to give you your uh, your your weekly Steven Tyler update. Mm, I was Martin waiting for it. So yeah, everybody's. Edge of my seat. Edge of your seat. Yeah, you've been edge of your seat this whole episode, Ryan. <laughs> I was I was living on the edge. <laughs> you can't you can't help yourself from falling. Ryan's living in the back of the fucking seat. 
living on the edge. He referenced a Aerosmith song. Yes, right? I am aware of that. Oh, did you? Yes. Because I didn't. Get we weren't it. sure was, if you caught up. Yet, yeah, right? we, yeah. I was trying to talk about the exact opposite. I just thought you were like still back in your like flash. <laughs> oh, I'm still in my own world. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's always the case. I thought it might take you two years to get it. Holy shit! All right, guys. <laughs> the Russo brothers, they talked to uh, the Toronto Sun about the upcoming Infinity War films for Marvel. And they first talked about any of the TV heroes possibly being in the films. Uh, I'm going to read the cl- uh, from the clip here. Uh, the Russos haven't ruled out the possibilities of Netflix super types like Daredevil or Jessica Jones coming to the aid of the Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Quote, we do consider everyone, said Anthony Russo. We don't want to get too specific about what's going to happen with these movies. We want these movies to be a surprise for audiences. Uh, guys, what are you thinking? Sounds like the possibility of a cameo or something. Fuck that. Don't think so? I think it's misdirection. I think they're just leaving it yes. out on the hook. I'm, I, on the sake. I yeah. agree with Ryan. More being nice. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. They're just playing yeah. friendly. They're playing, you know, for the team. Right. I, I think this – I think what this did reveal is Frank's idiocy. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was questioning that. <laughs> <laughs> just get ready to say. <laughs> no, I, I – I don't honestly. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't understand like the obsession that people have with like wanting to see Daredevil show up in the Infinity yeah. War or or Jessica Jones or Luke Cage or Iron Fist or anybody. Like they're okay where they are. Yeah, they should just like cut to Matt Murdock sitting on the John like <laughs> real quick while while the Avengers are battling Thanos. Oh, so cool. he's doing to help this. Situation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I just honestly I just want I just want like uh if anyone's gonna show up, I just want it to be all foggy. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. He can represent Cap. <laughs> <laughs> just the night nurse there to patch people up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, keep that thread going. Keep that thread going. <laughs> Oh, uh, I also wanted to uh, read the part where the Russo brothers talked about Brie Larson mm-hmm. possibly showing up as Captain Marvel in one of the upcoming films. Here's what they said. Quote, it's an incredible piece of casting. You couldn't ask for better. Not only is she an amazingly talented actor, but she's a wonderful human being. We're really looking forward to the opportunity of reteaming with her. If we were to get the chance to work with that character. I lo- that's a hundred percent happening. Yes, I mean, yeah, like, how like they not. Well, yeah, they they kind of backtracked too. They said we we're really looking forward to the opportunity of reteaming with her, and then mm-hmm. you see dot dot dot. If we were to get the chance to work with that character, <laughs> they're getting it, man. Hundred percent, that's happening. That's happening. So, Jake, you've you've kind of championed the idea of Captain Marvel showing up in one of these Infinity films. Yeah. And, and I'm 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 100% behind you now. Yeah, there's no way it's not happening. It's just like what they did with Black Panther in the in Civil War. Exactly. Yeah, ease right. them in there. Yeah. Exactly. And I think like they've cast her early enough mm-hmm. that I mean her movie's not supposed to come out until like 2019. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably why she's been cast already, just like you're saying. Right. Cause she's she's going to her in these movies. They're going to. Well, I mean, yeah. Up. Look yeah. at the time between Tom Holland and his appearance in Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's even shorter than this, though. Right, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Chris Pratt was talking to We Got This Covered, and they asked which Marvel character he would be most interested in Peter Quill meeting on screen. Here's what old Chris Pratt said. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he starts out as... <laughs> says, By golly. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Might as well just say that. Oh, gee willikers. Gee whiz. Gee willikers, Mr. Weatherby. I don't <laughs> He's an Archie now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. God. That was a quick transition. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's, he says, and so, yeah, Chris Pratt says, oh, he's like, gee willikers, I, I don't know. I'll have to leave all that to Marvel. Releasing who's going to fight what? Me personally, I don't even know the right answer to that. If I say the wrong thing, I'll get in trouble by Marvel or by the fans. <laughs> It'd be awesome. I would like Peter Quill to meet the Punisher. He's not in the movies, but if I'm talking Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think it'd be cool for Peter Quill. Punisher was my favorite growing up, so that'd be cool for me to meet him. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> so much speculation. No, yeah. it's just fan. It's like it's like fan fiction coming from the actor, right? Yeah. Hey, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> right. Yeah. He's trying to think of a safe oh, answer. I don't too. know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. He even said, "I don't want to get in trouble." And you responded by saying, "Oh God!" When you <laughs> asked the question, yeah. AKA, this is a dumb question. Right. <laughs> me personally, like if you were to ask me this question, I would rather have okay. I would rather have fucking Punisher meet Doctor Strange. Yeah, that yeah, would that'd be a good pairing. Yeah. Well, Ryan, like Original Sin, that was like one of the best parts of Original Sin was like the interaction between those two characters. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, what is it? Secret Wars with the one one shot where you get magical Punisher. Yeah. It was like a really sweet idea too. Did you see the post that I put this week about the the new book that's coming out in December? Yeah, it's like the November solicits. I believe they revealed that. Yeah, it's called uh, Mad. It's uh, it's called Magic Bullets, mm-hmm. and it's uh, written by John Barber and art by Jason Muir. And yeah. uh, I about that. It's a new team. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely adding it. Looks fucking. I I don't know. I I. I loved them in Original Sin together. Mm-hmm. Just a great pairing. Just so, was it funny? It was very funny. Mm. But who would you want to see with Peter Quill? Like, what seems right with Star-Lord? I'm going to see him with all the big heroes, with Captain America, with Spider-Man, with Iron Man. You think to- he'd just bounce off of everyone pretty well? Yeah, I think it'd be really fun to see that. Tony Stark would be, like, my number one, of course. Yeah, when Brian Michael Bendis um, first did Guardians of the Galaxy number one, he had Tony Stark on the team, mm-hmm. and they seemed really funny together. I just no, I want to see, I want to see like a two-hour movie of Peter Quill just like drinking tea with Happy Hogan. <laughs> That'd be cool. I'd go to that. I can see it'd be really cool too to put him with Cat because they're both kind of out of time and place in the current world, but like from opposite ends. Because yeah. Quill's stuck in the '80s and Cap's from the. 40s and shit oh oh no look the idea of a movie of him and tony stark racing to see how much alien booty they could nail (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's That's awesome that takes the cake yeah 
Yeah, that's good shit. That is good. <laughs> that's good shit. That's the movie I want to see. Right, good shit. All right, guys. Uh, Thor Ragnarok director Taika Waititi chimed in on the rumors that we could get a Doctor Strange cameo in the next Thor movie. I don't know if you guys knew about this, mm-hmm. but there was a picture that was released online, and it was a picture of Thor actually holding up an address, and uh, it was uh, the address for uh, uh, Stephen Strange. Oh, okay. Uh, what was it? Bleecker Street or whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so uh, there's a big rumor that uh, – Within Thor Ragnarok, we're going to get a cameo of Doctor Strange. Uh, so they, Digital Spy talked to the director, Taika Waititi, uh, and he says, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure if, I don't know, actually. I can't comment on it. It may have just been something for the fans. Might be something like that. Might be a little tease or maybe a tease for just people who wanted to zoom into that photo. Hmm. Yeah, 100% Doctor Strange will be a cameo in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> I could see it being in like a bonus feature or maybe post credits, but I don't know. I feel like there's already enough in this film. It'd be weird to include all that. Yeah, I think it'll happen. Yeah? Yeah, I could see it being a part of it too. Like Thor has that mystical stuff going on in it. He may need Strange's assistance. So. How do you How do you think Thor Ragnarok's going to play out? What do you guys? What do you guys think of the story is here? I mean, hmm. are we gonna get? Are, hey, are they gonna go with? Uh, are they gonna go with the Ragnarok storyline? Are they gonna go with Planet Hulk? Or are they gonna go with uh, the? Are they gonna go with the fucking uh, the animated movie Thor versus Hulk? Mm, I don't think they're gonna go with any of it. I think it's gonna be a little bit of a mish, mish, mishmash of all of it. Like I think yeah. the Planet Hulk stuff is just gonna be like a half an hour action scene in the middle of the movie mm-hmm. with all the arena stuff going on and everything. And uh, yeah, I don't think I think just by title it's called Ragnarok. I don't even think it's really gonna a hundo be like the comic book at all. Yeah, but you you were saying that fucking Loki's gonna die in this bitch. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's Ragnarok if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. And I mean, I, like, we know Odin's away, mm-hmm. and I, like, that's that's the whole reason I asked. Like, is it going to be like the Thor versus Hulk animated movie? Because like, Odin was in his Odin sleep, mm-hmm. so it's like with Odin gone and out of Asgard, are we going to get a uh, like a Hulk going crazy in fucking Asgard? And hmm. but we've seen um, uh, the the gladiator armor. Well, we've seen that, and we've also seen that um, Anthony Hopkins has been on set. He's got like the homeless guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's got the bin, he's, he's kind of carrying thing. the the bindle. Yeah, yeah, with his hobo ingenuity. Hobo ingenuity. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but, Man, he uh, can get into a fucking can of raviolis. Yeah, but so. <laughs> but like, the reason I brought that up is because the armor could easily play into like some god or something just makes an arena, or it's all playing into like that whatever moment of Ragnarok. Yeah. So it could still be mostly earth based and stuff. It's hard to say. Yeah. Hmm. I expected very little of this movie to take place on Earth for some reason. Uh, during San Diego Comic-Con, I thought the same thing with all the stuff they were bringing out. But it, with more set f- photos coming out, I'm starting to think otherwise. Hmm. It's interesting. Uh, director Taika Waititi, he also uh, talked about the Doctor Strange runtime. I think we talked about this last week, saying it was like 130 minutes. Yeah, too long. He said it's false. Hmm. He said, uh, so... He said that's false. Uh, so the film apparently uh, it's not locked yet. So they're probably still doing some. They're probably still doing some work on it. Cut that shit down. Woo-hoo. What's our release date for that again? 
Uh, November 4th. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, they got time. Yeah. What's that, Ryan? It's coming up. Yeah. Here soon. I can't wait. I'm actually looking forward to it, too. I'll be honest with you. Um, Before the Blair Witch Project, they showed the second trailer for Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I actually liked it a lot more seeing it on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. I, you know, I saw like the second trailer, uh, you know, on my iPhone or whatever, or my computer or whatever. But like, this is the first time I saw the second trailer in the theater. I enjoyed it a little bit more. Yeah, they showed it for me too before Blair Witch. Yeah, before Blair Witch. Yeah, and then I got fucking Blair's Blair bitch. <laughs> Blair bitch. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. You just can't relive. You can't relive a fucking movie like that, Jake. No, we were dumb thinking they could. Fuck. What, what were we thinking? What the fuck were we thinking? God damn it. Yeah, yeah there's something to talk about while Ryan's asleep and I'm talking video games. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Mr. Sinister was kind of confirmed to be the villain in Wolverine 3 this week. Yes, uh, I got, this is what I'm hearing. I, I guess Simon Kinberg and Brian Singer, they did a commentary track for the X-Men Apocalypse movie. Mm-hmm. Is that, That's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. If if that's not true, then I'm sure I'm going to hear about it on Correction Tuesday. <laughs> it's, it's true. Okay. So they did a commentary track for X-Men Apocalypse, and they revealed that Sinister was the villain in James Mangold's Wolverine 3. Um, then James Mangold tweeted this. Uh, who is Mr. Sinister? Sounds kind of corny. Please advise. Now that is really corny. Yes. Because yes. you know exactly who Mr. Sinister is, James Mangold. Um, we also got, we, we got the tease of Mr. Sinister. In X-Men Apocalypse. In X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, and the after stinger. With, uh, SX, was it SX Corporation mm-hmm. or whatever? Mm-hmm. And that's Mr. Sinister right there. I mean, we mm-hmm. got that with the briefcase. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, so I, I think James Mangold is just kind of like a little upset, maybe that the cat is out of the bag, or just trying to play coy. Yeah. At this point, and we've seen the Wolverine franchise and the X Men franchise bleed into each other with their post credit sequences before. We have. I mean, um, Origin. Origins. Not uh, Origin. No, 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 but no, no, no. The Wolverine, the Wolverine ended did it. with the Days of the Future Past. Exactly. Lead in. Yeah. Exactly. So this wouldn't be out of the realm. Yeah, because we got Bishop and Patrick Stewart in that one. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. So, yeah. I, I would be excited about this if I hadn't seen The Wolverine. <laughs> um, it's by the same director, and uh, I hated... <sighs> number one, I hated The Wolverine. I tossed that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And number two, I hated what... Fox did with Apocalypse. Yeah. I love Oscar Isaac. Oh, yeah. Okay. Number two, I love the character of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So right there, you've got two great things. Am I right? Mm-hmm. You are oh, right. Holy shit. We got fucking Poe Dameron, and we got fucking uh, uh, what Ryan calls a high-tasted uh, actor from uh, Ex Machina. <laughs> he blew me away in Ex Machina compared <laughs> to that Apocalypse bullshit. Okay. That, fair enough. So, like... We've got we've got Oscar Isaac and we've got X Men's greatest villain, one of X Men's greatest villains mm-hmm. in Apocalypse. I also I, I honestly I'll be honest with you I like Mister Sinister more. I would agree with that. That's yeah. just me though. I like Mojo more than both of them. <laughs> I kind of agree with that even more. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Mojo verse, please. So so I don't know if they I don't know if they can handle that. Yeah, I mean, I they, 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 they they need could, James Gunn for that. They, yes, <laughs> agreed. Yeah. They can't even handle fucking Apocalypse. 
So, like, I saw what they did with Apocalypse. They took Apocalypse, which is, like, one of my favorite characters, and they took uh, Oscar Isaac, who's one of my favorite actors. You take two great things and you turn you turn it into a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I, I I really have no faith in what they could do with Mr. Sinister, whether it be selecting the actor or just getting the look of the character right. I, I have no confidence. Yeah, no matter what actor they pick, it's like, well, they picked fucking Oscar Isaac for Apocalypse. They right. fucked that up. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know Cranston said this week again that he wanted to do it, but... yeah. This is the second time Cranston said. I know. Said, yeah, he said it a year ago, and then again at some fucking film festival. This no, week. no, no, no. It wasn't a film festival. He's uh, going to be on the next episode of Geeking Out. Oh, with, that's right on AMC. Uh, Kevin Smith and Greg Grunberg. Yeah. Ryan, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, uh, at this point, I'm convinced that Fox hates like superhero movies or something <laughs> along those lines. Like, they, but, but you watched Deadpool. Yeah, that's, but they didn't really have it was that all Ryan Reynolds, and you know it. Like it was him who put that movie together. And they just gave them free reign. Well, um, let's right let's give Tim let's done the X Men movies and Fantastic Four. Let's give Tim Miller some credit here. Yeah, he had some good moments. And yeah. let, uh, who the the two writers that that were on that movie were great. I think I think Deadpool is just kind of like the perfect storm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's an anomaly. It's a flash in the pan, though. But if you look at the overall picture, it's like what they've served up with their X Men movies, and especially with Fantastic Four. It's like they do not care or put the care into like churning out the movies that Marvel. Um, oh man, they 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 thought they had something though, Ryan. And I mean, we we thought they did too, man. Come on, come on, think it about this. Me a dozen times. Yeah, I know, I know. Hold on, hold on. Think about this. Think about this. Think about this. Like, did you not like? Like, I I loved. Uh, the X-Men uh, first class movie. Yeah, me mm-hmm. too. Me too. It was refreshing, no, I but I didn't see it until DVD because I was like, they've burned me too many times. See, I, I saw it in the theater. I yeah, saw I it in too. Th- I was like, oh my God, this Matthew Vaughn guy, uh, he's great. I hope mm-hmm. he I hope he doesn't do a movie called The Kingsman. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you knew what you were talking about. I, dude, I, very clairvoyant. So <laughs> But but you know what? Like I fucking I fucking watched uh I watched the uh, x-men first class and i really liked it it was good and uh then and then i and then uh what was, oh shit i lost days of future days past days of future past that i really that uh, came out enjoyed of nowhere, that movie really. yeah the best wolverine movie yet yeah, yeah. agreed <laughs> the, the weird thing about um that first class though and it, and it's kind of what they've held true to with all their movies is they completely disregarded the comics and it actually worked in first class like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, they, they, I feel they, with the rest of it. It's they, just like well, you they know, did they it. In, no they, they did it in Days of Future Past too. That was nothing like the comic, exactly. But and it somehow worked. I don't know how. Like you know that in that instance, like it was fun with this weird havoc and this team of mishmashed mutants from all throughout comic history. Yeah, it, was, it worked really well for that time. Yeah, and then it all went downhill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> When the apocalypse nation attacked, it got apocalypsed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on record again and say that the problem is Brian Singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because days of future, days, <laughs> days of future past. Even though it was a Brian Singer movie, that basically he was working off of everything that Matthew Vaughn had already set up for that film. Mm-hmm. 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 
And the whole Quicksilver scene was not done by him. It was right. done by the second unit director. And so, that made the movie. And it made it the movie. And it, and I'll be honest with you. Like, yeah, they tried to play the greatest hits in the second movie. But still, the Quicksilver scene, even in Apocalypse, was probably the best scene <laughs> in that film. That. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if I'm going to be honest with you, it was the best scene in the film. Yeah. Way better than that stupid pyramid Jenga moment. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> they should come out with that Jenga version. yeah guys todd mcfarlane let's move on todd mcfarlane uh is uh also going to be on uh, geeking out we talked about that show he's going to be on the new episode of geeking out coming out on sunday tomorrow uh, and he talked about the Spawn movie project. Yeah, he's been talking about this for fucking two decades. Yes, he has. He <laughs> has. They asked him, they said, is it going to be going forward? And he says, yes, it's going to be going forward. He's been saying that for two decades. Hold on, Jake. You know what makes this different this time, though? <laughs> yeah. Is the success of an R-rated comic book movie. Yeah. The success of an R-rated comic book movie. I think we can thank Deadpool for this project moving forward. Yeah. I really think we can thank Deadpool. Yeah, but Spawn's are in a totally different way. Right. It's, Spawn is hardly a comical franchise. Yes, but what yeah, did they're we, looking at the numbers? What yeah. did we? Yeah, they're looking at the numbers. But what? And you know what? Would have been better if it was an R-rated movie, in my opinion. And if they would have let the fucking director just have one hundred percent control of the fucking movie, Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, I really do think that because I he did have a hundred percent control. That's his movie. Yeah, yes, but he did not have a hundred percent control when it came to editing the film. <laughs> he says he that's his edit. Oh, he's full of shit. <laughs> he is full of shit, Jake. He is full of shit, and you know he's full of shit. <laughs> I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this. That the the Deadpool movie, the way the violence was in that movie, it was raid-level violence. Yeah. It was the raid-level violence. Like, we saw fucking, like, villains being thrown into fucking uh, street signs. And oh, yeah. You know, fucking guys falling down, being turned into street pizza. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. We saw blood. We saw gore. It was fucking awesome. Awesome. Glorious. Mm-hmm. What did we get in Suicide Squad? Them fighting, fighting Flome characters. Or what did you call them, Jake? <laughs> no, I don't even remember. I, I looked like chocolate mouth blowing a straw to chocolate. <laughs> yes, yes. It- <laughs> it it looked like it looked like uh, fucking uh, expired tapioca pudding monsters. And I mean, and, and, and the jokes had a lot to do with it too, though. I mean, we got jokes that fell flat in Suicide Squad, yeah. and we got hilarity in Deadpool. Well, that's because you can take it to that next level of R-rated comedy, where you're not worried about yeah. a 13 year old in your fucking movie get you know, and mommy getting offended because she took him there. Admittedly, though, because a lot of the shit that we saw in Suicide Squad Mm -hmm. would have hit a lot better if you hadn't already seen it in previews. I don't... You know what? You can't see all the R-rated shit. I don't know know what was... Yeah. Yeah, I I guess. Previews or not, it would have been funnier and better with that that darker rating. I I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree. Honestly, I oh god, Suicide Squad—that's a whole other fucking thing. I'm I'm trying to talk about Spawn, but I know I'm turning it into Suicide Squad. Uh, It's fucked up. That's just what we do on this show. We just fucking go off on the rail. 
<laughs> I'm just saying that the original Spawn movie was rated PG-13. Yes, they came out with a rated R cut, but no, the rated R cut didn't make the movie that much better. Yeah, they changed yeah. the green blood red. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, but basically you turned on the Mortal Kombat blood code. Yeah, it, was the, it was the Mortal Kombat blood code. <laughs> That's great. So, like... Uh, oh, that movie's so terrible. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I love Todd McFarlane as a person. I think the guy is fantastic. I, I, I absolutely adore him, too. I, I I love Todd McFarlane. I think he is wonderful. And I, I love the Spawn fan film that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. I love the HBO cartoon. The HBO cartoon. HBO, HBO cartoon. No, the HBO cartoon that came out was really good. Yeah. Very good. Um, let me read what Todd McFarlane's quote was when he talked to Geeking Out about what they're coming out with. And let me know what your thoughts. I want to hear Jake and Frank and, and Ryan. I want to hear what you guys think about this quote. Um, if it kind of lines up with what I'm thinking, here's what he said. They asked him, they, he, he said, yes, going forward in, in the Spawn universe, it's going to be a dark movie. It's going to be rated R. And here's this quote. In the background, there's this thing moving around, this boogeyman. That boogeyman just happens to be something that you and I intellectually know is Spawn. Will he look like he did in the first movie? No. Hmm. Will he have a supervillain he fights? No. He's going to be the specter, the ghost. Thoughts. Yeah, I, I mean, that sounds really cool. I mean, he's been pumping it like this for a long time. I've also heard him compare it to the movie Seven, like that kind of feel for the movie and everything, you know, where it's more of a psychological thriller mm-hmm. about Spawn and kind of the situation he's in. So, I mean, yeah, it it sounds great. Ryan. That, that sounds kind of weird. It doesn't sound like Spawn. Thank me. you. I feel like the idea of Spawn is supposed to be this whole, like, demonic violent gore fest yeah you know with with sick and twisted villains that belong in hell yeah did you did, hey ryan did you watch the 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 fan film that was made i can't remember what country it was made in it was not the u.s but it came out and it, it was available on youtube did you watch that i don't recall it right now no, okay it's not coming to mind i'll have so to i'll have to send that to you in like a text message so you can watch it yeah. But it was still dark. Mm-hmm. It was really dark, but Spawn was still not like the evil in that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this feels like Spawn is going to be like the evil in the movie. <sighs> I don't know. Honestly, man. it kind of sounds a little bit like Godzilla that came out in 2014, like Godzilla without the Godzilla. Like, you want to see that shit. Spawn is still going to be in the movie. It's just that he's not going to have a super villain. Well, right. Well, it sounds like if he's going to be in the background, like how I I don't know how you can do that without seeing him at all. Like if he's just in the if he's in the shadows, and you will shit. see Spawn a plenty in the new Spawn movie. I feel well, like I'm sure of it. But it, at the same time, like it doesn't sound like he's using those powers, like you know, to to kind of you know, as the antihero to battle yeah. the bad stuff. Right. It's like he is the bad stuff, so mm-hmm. it makes me wonder. That's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll deal with it where he's fighting the angels. And and the angels will be 
the good guys and Spawn will be the bad guy. It sounds like he's the boogeyman. When I think of the boogeyman, I think like like me getting scared or like a child getting scared of like somebody that comes in your room at night. Yeah. Him being the boogeyman, I don't feel like he's going to be terrorizing angels. <laughs> <laughs> well, not terrorizing angels, but that the angels will come to stop him. I'm sorry, I used the wrong word. I didn't. But I, you didn't use the yeah, wrong word. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying. Like, uh, I really, I, I was hoping that they would take direction from that uh, that fan film that came out. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I thought I had everybody watch that this week. No, not this week. Like two years ago on our podcast, I. I talked about the the short film that came out on YouTube. I don't remember it. Yeah, I actually played foot. I played audio from the uh, from the actual short film on the show and got you and Jay's reaction to it. Maybe you guys didn't follow up and watch it, but mm. um, you guys seemed really excited when I played it. Yeah, I was a big fan of Spawn for about forty fifty issues. It played. Um, it basically the whole short film plays out in a in a grocery store. Okay. And this little girl's walking around a grocery store. You guys have to see it. It's it's fucking amazing. I think it was done. I think it was done. It was not done in the U.S. But man, it's it's fucking awesome. You guys got you guys got to watch this. I'll, I'll I'll post actually I'll fucking find it and I'll post it on Facebook. So if you're a piece of shit and you haven't joined our Facebook page. <laughs> Because, like, honestly, we've got, like, tons of people that listen to this fucking show. And, like, none of you join our Facebook page, and I fucking hate you. Because yeah. you're fucking stupid. <laughs> fucking assholes. Our Instagram's got more followers than Facebook. Our Instagram, and I don't even run our Instagram. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's Hawksby. Yeah, I know. It's like, people are like, oh, I'm going to interact with the leftovers on fa- on uh, Instagram. <laughs> He's got more time during the day, probably, yeah, he does. than you do. I don't do shit. <laughs> Dude, I do so much. No, I know. I know. No. What? No, you don't. Why don't I know? You don't know. I'm just. I'm, I was gonna say I'm, what? I'm just. I'm just. You know, I'm not doubting the outrage. I just. I was getting ready to get some line. popcorn. Brewing <laughs> <laughs> Jake was getting ready for me to get an ass reaming. No, I'm not. I'm not even at that level, dude. So don't even sweat it. But, no. But if you see that direct, unfiltered, like Brian content, Facebook's where you get it. Oh God, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm not gonna hold back on Facebook. Yeah, he'll nail you to the wall. You fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, or I'll ban you. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit who you are. You fucking talk shit to me on Facebook or wherever the fuck. I'll ban you. I don't give a fuck. Oh uh, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. I, I love Todd. I, I think he's, <coughs> I think he's great. I'm I'm happy to see that the project's moving forward, and it actually makes sense that the project's moving forward now with the success of uh, success. success. I can't even talk. Success of Deadpool being an R-rated comic book movie. This fits in with R-rated comic book movies, even though it's completely different. Like it's not like fucking Spawn is like a funny. Yeah, I don't even know why we're talking about this. We won't see this movie in the next ten years. We will. Don't think so? No, I do. Yeah. No, no somebody will get this shit going. We have enough time that they can at least uh, fix some of these things that we don't like. Also, I think we're going to see it. I, 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 Jake, I, the success of the R-rated comic book movie. I think that they're they're looking. I think studios are looking at this now. I a hundred percent agree. Something else will ruin that before we have a chance to get Spawn made. Really? Yeah. All right. Next R movie will like sink it. Deadpool two is uh, Deadpool two will probably be okay, but whatever, so? whatever's next will probably be garbage. I'm worried that Fox is going to get their fucking fingers into that. Whatever, shit. hey, whatever's next, I'm saying it's going. I'm saying it's, it might be dead. It might be Spawn. Nah, no fucking way. 
This is not going to come out. That is an easy pitch, no, though. I'll it's already a comic it. book movie. I'll People take are that. Be like, Sold. I don't buy it. If they got him coming out on Geeking Out, talking to fucking Greg Grunberg, and they got him talking to Kevin Smith, I happen to feel like this is going to come out. Mm-hmm. I'm with Brian on that. I don't feel like he's just going to go on AMC and talk to Kevin Smith and just fucking like blow smoke up their ass. He's right now, Tommy Farley's the master of blowing smoke but up. But right now, this, is when, the iron's this hot. is when the iron's hot. That's exactly that's exactly why these got they've got him on AMC talking about this because you. Now they're looking at this. How, now, before, it's like, uh, uh, when's the last good R-rated fucking uh, comic book movie that's come out? Blade? Blade? <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. Blade? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds was in that also. <laughs> now they're looking for it. Now, now, okay, hold on. Now it's, it's fucking, it's fucked up Hollywood so much that fucking Batman v Superman had to come out with an R-rated goddamn cut <laughs> just to get people to watch the goddamn movie. And honestly, the only real R-rated shit was a little bit of CGI blood and Cavill's ass. Oh yeah, yeah, we got uh we got we got to see uh Cavill's butt. Yeah. That's about it. That and some CGI blood. Thanks. Thanks for showing us fucking <laughs> Thanks for showing us Superman's pooper during the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'm rushing to watch that extended cut now. <laughs> Get to see Cavill's brown eye. Snyder's yeah. <laughs> all about that, man. <coughs> Shove some kryptonite up in that one. That's it. Got to see the old rusty sheriff's badge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, spawn movie. The the dead starfish. Um Here's yeah. the worst thing, is if somebody fucking fast tracks that shit, yeah. we're gonna end up with a steaming pile of shit just because they're gonna be like, Oh, it's rated R. It's like Deadpool, that'll sell tickets. Well, I mean, that's 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 what a lot of studios are gonna do now. I know, but Deadpool sucks. as a character is a draw. I, I think the allure for people giving a shit about Seed spot is is long gone, long gone. You got a lot of people drawn in from Deadpool that wouldn't have really tried to give it much of a chance. Besides, though, Deadpool had a giant fucking fandom. There's there, there cannot be an argument here. I agree the with fandom that. Fandom is was huge, right? But the as Spawn fandom it, is is nothing. It's not a tenth of the Deadpool. But fandom. the more exposure that it gets, like. With him showing up on Geeking Out, people are going to sign on to it because they're going to try uh, One appearance on an AMC one appearance show on a, on a, isn't well, going to fucking all yeah. of a sudden create if even that's it, a tenth of the Deadpool fandom. If that's it, but like, like we've been I, talking about. That, that's not my argument. My argument is about the project going forward. I'm not saying, happen. I'm not saying like how successful the movie's going to be. I'm just saying. No, the, I know. I know what your the, argument the is. The chances of this coming out now are increased. Are very much increased for the fact that Hollywood is now looking through its back catalog of characters that could be an R-rated comic book movie coming back. We're going to hear more about Blade coming back now. <laughs> We're going to hear more. <laughs> I mean, I like oh, the I way know, I, know. I like the way you phrased that, Brian. I agree. The chances are increased. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's it's not concrete. In fact, I don't expect it to happen still. Hmm. And if it does, then B, to the point I was making with Frank, it'll be a colossal disaster. I think that the next – okay, hold on. If the next movie that comes out does flop, then it might then it might, then it might worry Hollywood. But I think like Hollywood sees the potential in this now. And like they're, they 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 want to get something on the fast track. What do we have ready? Oh, Todd McFarlane's been working on the Spawn movie for the past fucking twenty years. Yeah, yeah. 
What do we have on the fast track that we can get going now? What can we get going now? And there it is. And, and it will be a giant flop, I think. Oh, God. I, you know what? I, I want it to be fantastic. Because oh, me too. there's a great movie in there somewhere, and I think Todd McFarlane deserves the credit. I mean, we got Rob Liefeld taking all the credit for Deadpool when it should not be Rob no, Liefeld. No, kidding. No. It should be Joe Kelly. Oh, I, yeah. You know I agree. So, I don't know. All right, guys. Uh, I got a piss, so we're gonna take a fucking break. <laughs> that's what it's. You know what? That's what's what's nice. Let's come back and talk more about Spawn. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that was. We're gonna uh, let's do a whole segment on Terry Fitzgerald next. <laughs> uh, no, we're gonna talk about James Garfield and some other presidents. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about who should play the Violator. Oh God, Frank. <laughs> I, I, I can see that, Cassie. We'll be right back. Hey, did you did you wake up this morning and think to yourself, you know what, you know what I want to do? I want to give I want to give some money, hard earned money away to three assholes so they can do a stupid podcast every week. Yeah, I'm, money's burning a hole in my pocket. Where can I? Where do I put all this money? I'll just give it to three dicks. Yeah, if that was your thought process this morning, number one, there's something wrong with you. Number two, Pop Culture Leftovers has started a Patreon where you can donate to our show. It's really simple. Go to patreon.com forward slash pop culture leftovers starting out as simple as one dollar a month we'll thank you on the show you get us one dollar a month that's twelve dollars a year who can't afford that every one of our listeners did that that would be amazing is that gonna happen fuck no anyway moving on there's also rewards where you can get your own personalized audio bumper like the ones that we play here on the show that's pretty awesome that right there should be enough for you to sign up for our patreon oh wait that's not enough you're just a spoiled little shit, aren't you? You gotta have more, don't you? All the time, more with you. Uh, we have a reward where you can Skype chat with the leftovers, and that could be played on the show as a bonus episode. Wait, hold, wait, that's not enough? Seriously, fuck you at this point. We also have a reward where you get to be on a full episode with the leftovers. That's right. We get to talk to your boring ass for a full episode. <laughs> Uh, there's all, hey, hold on, that's not it. There's also another reward, and this is exciting, where you get to co-host with me on a brand new podcast that I'll launch. Uh, this is our masochist reward level. You really have to be in order to want to podcast with me. So check out all the rewards on patreon.com. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash pop culture leftovers. Some of the rewards are limited. Not that I'm expecting them to sell out or anything like we did the moment we started this Patreon. <laughs> All right, guys, we are back. And you know what? Uh, it is time now for DC News. Yeah. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. Guys, in DC News this week, uh, Zack Snyder tweeted a photo of Batman in his tactical armor. Mm -hmm. And he teased that he was on the last day of filming and Affleck would be wearing the suit while they were uh, filming for uh, Justice League. Is this the suit? Okay, hold on, guys. Let, let me ask you your thoughts on the old uh, the tactical armor that okay. you saw. 
Uh, Jake, I don't even feel like I need to ask you. You're gonna say meh, meh, meh. What, what are you thinking? I low, I low tasted. <laughs> I figured. Really? I figured as much. But why is it awesome? Am I missing out? What is it that turns you off? Hmm. It's just what, it's what DC. Is, it's just a it's just a suit. Okay, yeah. Ryan, what are you thinking? So we got a low tasted from Jake. What are you thinking? I hate them ears. <laughs> I would I would also agree. It's a low tasted. It looks like a great uh, night owl costume um but yeah i don't know it, it reminds me of like when we saw the duster jacket for the last movie it's like well uh, okay. you know, what situation is this popping up in and i don't know <laughs> frank talk to me chief i don't know that i put it in the same range as far as like the the <laughs> duster jacket it seems more in the range of like what batman would be wearing i taste it i mean it doesn't put me off I mean, come it's on it's a fucking outfit come on i'm not hearing the answer that i want to hear you want to hear a tough i'm not no i'm not hearing an answer uh, about why he would be wearing this tactical suit from anybody on this oh. podcast you guys are just i know why because they want to sell more action figures <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no 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 come on come on come on somebody give me the right answer why is he wearing this suit what is this suit what is the purpose of this suit gonna fight iron or aquaman because he's a prick no god damn it no no God damn it, we need to fight your ridiculous <laughs> asinine, <should>. asinine comments. <laughs> what we need to fight right now. Mm. No, come on. He's got a spare tactical Think, suit. think guys, what have we talked about in some of these uh in some in, in some of these DC talks that we've had about Justice League? Guys, why is he wearing the suit? What is the purpose of the suit? Why does it make sense for him to wear this? Mm, I have no idea. All right, guys. Let me let me throw this out there. We've heard rumors that uh, he needs. Uh, I I've heard the rumors that he needs a certain suit to wear in order to operate a certain vehicle. Okay. Okay. I, I have no idea what he would need to wear in order to operate one of his vehicles. I think that I I think this tactical suit is going to be. Uh, and I could be eating crow. I could be wrong on this, but I think the tactical suit is going to be connected to an uh, to a to a vehicle that he's going to be using in this film. You know, the the one that was his dad's or whatever, the old one. I don't know if it's that one. I I mean, I know that that like like that big tank thing. Mm-hmm. That's like a uh, they, they talked about this being filmed on like the last day of filming. So I don't know, like if they've already, you know what I mean? They they film stuff out of order. Chronologically, I, I was thinking more along the lines of like it was his Metal Gear suit, where he didn't need a vehicle for it. It was like his sneaking around suit. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that like stealth for like infrared vision. I was thinking that the goggles were part of like uh, what he would need in order to operate uh, a certain vehicle. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that it's going to be like the Flying Fox. You know, we've heard about the Flying Fox. We've seen the Flying Fox. Do you guys remember watching the? Um, Deathstroke video. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Deathstroke is in the Flying Fox. Right. The Flying Fox is the vehicle that's used for like the Justice League when they're all in that. It, it basically it carries the Justice League before they go out on a mission. Troop transport. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I, I don't know. I think like the reason for this suit is it's, it's going to be a suit that uh, helps him operate a certain vehicle. And that, I mean, we've heard about he's got. I think we heard the rumor that he's going to be having a, a suit that helps him uh, operate a certain vehicle. And I, I think that, that that's what this is. It seems like a whole outfit just to operate a vehicle, it's like they got to over-explain something. Yeah. 
at this point, uh, Batman and Zack Snyder are going to need every suit and vehicle and everything possible to fight off Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they just need, like, a sneeze guard. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. I, I, I agree with Ryan. I, I didn't have a problem with the suit. I mean, yeah, like, people are giving it the Night Owl comparison from fucking Watchmen and shit. But yeah, but when I that came out, they all were like, oh, you look like Batman. As far as the aesthetic look, I didn't have a problem with it. That's fine. I thought it was fine. It's a suit. Them it's ears a suit. are funky. Yeah, it looks weird with the goggles, but it looks just like pads on pads on pads. Yeah, you guys are nitpicky sons of fucks. <laughs> of course we are. It's a suit. It's I know. Suit. I know. It's anything. Anything DC. <laughs> anything DC, you guys are going to be nitpicky fucks. Umberto Gonzalez, uh, now with the rap, he tweeted this. Sorry, DC fanboys. Yesterday's rumor that surfaced about Jared Leto. Be, yeah, happy Batman Day. <laughs> anyway, Umberto Gonzalez, who's now with the rap, he tweeted this. Sorry, DC fanboys. Yesterday's rumor that surfaced about Jared Leto being in Justice League, unfortunately, not true. Deaded. So he's saying it's a dead rumor. <laughs> so, uh... What are your thoughts on this? Do you oh, guys, thank God. We've heard about this rumor before that he's going to be in Justice League. Mm. I already think, like, this movie's packed enough. Like, why the fuck do you need Jared Leto in there? I agree with that. And I don't know. Does it make sense to have Jared Leto in there for even a post credit scene that's leading up to the Batman solo film? Well, if he's not in the Batman solo film, then it doesn't. I agree with that. Yeah. It's, and it seems like they're they're gearing up for this death stroke. Like type things. The next time I see Jared yeah. Leto, I want that film focused on his ass. That way, I can get an actual. You want to see a I... shot of Jared Leto's ass? That'll be in the extended edition. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like just like just like Henry Cavill. Oh god. Yeah. But I mean, like with, with it all being method acting, like the amount that he was in Suicide Squad, I could not get a feel for him. I can't tell you whether I love him or hate him. It was a little off-putting, the amount that he was in it with the amount of effort that he put in. The next time I see him, I want the film to be focused around him as the yeah, his ass. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a character in a very limited role, though, and get a huge feel for, for that character. I mean, look at Spider-Man in Civil War. I agree with that, but... And Ant-Man. Yeah. yeah. I just... I, I can't put my finger on it. I, I, if I got to fall on one side or the other, it'd be like a low taste it, but... I don't want to see more like piecemeal Jared Leto. Like, give me all of them. That way I can figure out whether fuck this guy or not. <laughs> Let me see that ass. Then I can decide if I'm fucking this guy or not. <laughs> <laughs> you got to taste the him up before you buy the cow. But um, I just, yeah, don't dribble him in. I, I'm, I'm with you, Frank. I'm with you on that, man. Like, you want to fuck all that ass, too? <laughs> Me and Brian can run a train. You can, you can, you can, you can turn this into uh, any like uh, you can tur- you can go as as homosexual as you want to on this, Ryan. But yeah, I want to see more Jared Leto. Yeah, you know what? He didn't disappoint me in that, so I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I would like to see him um, get his full movie. Agreed. Yeah, he disappointed me in Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, for sure, hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's so weird, though. That's so much effort. Like, the character looks like he's got a lot of depth, and we didn't get to see shit about it. Yeah. No, they <laughs> left a lot out. It, I yeah. know, but still. And then for him to say, oh, well, this is the cut that I wanted, I doubt it. Oh, David Ayer's just being company, man. Right. 
He's being company, man. Cause that and fucking... Leto's not, though. That's what's kind of funny. Yeah, about he's I... like, fuck that shit. <laughs> no, well, he he put a lot of work into that role. Uh, yeah, yeah. And for them to cut all that out, you know, I, I, I understand 100% why he's upset. All right, guys, uh, Henry Cavill's manager, Danny Garcia, confirms uh, development on Man of Steel 2. Uh, Danny Garcia, uh, that was, uh, if you don't know who this is, Danny Garcia, Henry Cavill's manager, was, uh, the ex-wife of, uh, The Rock, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Oh, uh-huh. holy shit! Yeah. I didn't know that! <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, she's also the manager of, uh, Henry Cavill, and she said recently, Henry has a big appetite. Listen to this. I wish, oh my god, if I could have a woman say, Half of the things that she says about him <laughs> in this quote. <laughs> My God. Honestly, I, he's got to feel like a god right now. Hold on. Henry has a big appetite. We've been in a five-month period of time where he's re-strategizing, acquiring property for his production company, Promethean. Yeah, she's plugging this production company that nobody even fucking knows about. Right. Promethean. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck Promethean is. It's probably garbage. Man, she's sucking the dick of Promethean. <laughs> He's filming Justice League now. He's in development for the Superman standalone. He's beginning to expand that world. It's beautifully teed up. In a year from now, or two years from now, he's going to be a force globally. Holy shit. Whoa. Holy shit. I think she learned a lot about promotion from her Any, ex-husband. Oh my god. Anytime, hold on. Can you imagine, like, anytime you're pissed off, anytime like, you're, you feel like your manager's not working for <laughs> you, like, your career's not going the right way, and you call her up, and she's like, hey, Henry, Henry, Hank, 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 settle down. Don't worry. Everything's gonna work out. I'm gonna make you a force globally. <laughs> Whoa, wow. Whoa. It feels weird, though, with her saying in two to three years he'll be a force globally. It's like, no, if he's in this, if he's like the front runner, the Superman of Justice League and another movie, uh, she's, shouldn't he be that now? She's biding her time. She knows that he ain't going to be. She, she, <laughs> Danny, Gar, Danny Garcia, she knows that she, he's not going to be a force globally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this. I'm this He's got whole, Superman. That's this it. Whole, this whole fucking uh, global force bullshit. <laughs> it kicked off. She's a great fluffer. Yeah, no, nothing perfectly <laughs> tees up your career like a twenty-something percent movie on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> she, and, and, and 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 you know the Man from Uncle, you know, which didn't do too great. Yeah. She knows. She knows. But you know what? She's gonna milk Cavill for the next couple years, uh, and and you know, and when he's not a force globally, then. Mm-hmm. Then maybe he'll fucking find somebody else. But I don't know. Um, yeah, so uh, the big news here is that I, I, it's, she's confirming that Man of Steel 2 is in development. Like, it's on, it's being fast-tracked for Warner Brothers. It hasn't been officially announced, but uh, if, if we're to believe that uh, Man of Steel 2 is coming out, uh, his manager is saying that, yes, uh, this is a priority for Warner Brothers. So, hmm. Well, um, that kind of <clears throat> reminds me, and I'm not sure if it's on your news or not, Um but like Margot Robbie, Robbie had like similar news with her yeah. production company yep. being picked up. I have that in my news. Why do all these guys Mr. have to have their own Mr. fucking Mr. production company? Mr. Showrunner Ryan, doing <laughs> <laughs> a part. You know, if I'm not sleeping, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm spoiling like the next couple segments. Your impression of Ryan sounds like you got a cold. <laughs> 
finally woke up. <laughs> I, I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to talk about Margot Robbie next. I'm actually going to talk, we're going to talk about that in a moment here, but I am going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. I'm going to talk about the Shazam casting. Nice. I'm going to talk about the Shazam casting. We know, we know that uh, DC is working on a Shazam film with Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Black Adam. Mm -hmm. We've been waiting to hear who is going to be cast as Shazam. We've heard everything from Joe Manganiello. uh, And I find it really... (laughs) We heard Channing Tatum. Uh, I find... I find it really interesting that right after Joe Manganiello, an actor that I, I firmly believe was uh, in the running for the Shazam role, uh, once he takes the role of Deathstroke, we're now learning that the Shazam actor could be Alan Richson from The Hunger Games, Smallville, and he also plays Raphael in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films. Uh, not the voice, but the motion caption actor. Um, recently... Uh, Alan Richson, Richson was asked uh, in a tweet if he was playing Shazam, and he just replied with a single word, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I mean, it, it, are you buying it? Is Alan Richson going to be cast as Shazam? And also, I'm going to – should I toot my own horn here yes. a little bit? You could. Yes. Can I? All right, Go. guys. Back in 2015, I was, uh, I, I, this is, this is kind of fucking weird. Like, I just got done watching The Wedding Ringer. Um, that's the movie with, uh, Josh Gad and Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of the characters in that movie was played by Alan Richson. And I thought he had such a, like, a childlike, he was such a childlike character and such, like, a meathead body. And I was thinking to myself, oh my god, Alan Richson would be the perfect Shazam. So, I tweeted Alan Richson, and I said, watching hashtag the wedding ringer, Alan Richson, Alan Richson for Shazam, for Shazam. And I tweeted it to Alan Richson, and I tweeted it to uh, Warner Brother Home Entertainment, and I tweeted it to DC Comics. And he retweeted me, and he added, thanks, love this. And he retweeted this. Guys, I'm just saying that I think that Pop Culture Leftovers got the ball rolling on this. You, you this, get all the credit. This, yeah. was, this was back in January 19th of 2015 that I sent this tweet to Alan Richardson. This is long before we knew there was a film in development. Long, well, we knew that I, we, knew, we, Rock we knew The Rock was involved. Okay, I didn't we know knew the, that. Yes. For a movie. We knew that The Rock was involved at DC, but they had not had a Shazam. This was almost two years ago. And I tweeted Alan Richson and I said, dude, you're, you're the perfect Shazam is basically what I was saying here. Alan Richson for Shazam. And he retweeted me and he said, thanks, love this. Um, he definitely has the build for it. Like yeah. he looks like, I mean, while like he has blonde hair, but I mean, that hasn't stopped any of the casting with like Jason Momoa or anybody else with sure. Justice League. So sure. yeah, if his acting lives up to like what you said. With that childlike, you know, endearment and the the build that he has, he could be the perfect casting. I got a question about the build. I mean, actor, he could pull it off great, but if he's supposed to go toe to toe with The Rock, 
you are talking about a little bit of a size difference. Mm-hmm. Richson is, I mean, depending on where you get your source from, 6'2", 6'3", somewhere around 225. Yeah. The Rock is 6'5", 260. Mm-hmm. And 35 yeah, but- pounds of pure muscle is a big difference. Yeah, but The Rock is the ancient thousand-year-old wizard who's supposed to be stronger than him. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank All you. Right, then that makes sense. Guys. See, I don't know anything about Guys. Shazam, so I had that question. So when I'm glad you, you answered it. When you're, ro- when you're watching Rocky, Rocky Three, mm-hmm. and you see Sylvester Stallone in the ring with uh, Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you buying... The fact that Hulk Hogan's supposed to be seven foot and that uh, Rocky's supposed to be six foot something, because I am. Oh, yeah, totally. Because now, in real life... Uh, Rocky is five foot seven and right. Hulk Hogan is maybe <laughs> six foot nine. It's a movie. They, can, six, they six? can work around that. He, I, I don't know, but he's not seven foot. Right, no, agreed. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I, I don't know exactly how tall Hogan is, but he's not seven foot. Right. And... Rocky is not six foot anything. Right. You know, Stallone is five foot seven, maybe five foot eight. So, I mean, but you're buying it. And, and they can right. do that in this movie. So, mm-hmm. Alan Richson is the build. He's the build. Like, you know, I think honestly, what I was saying, when I was, when I mentioned Joe Manganello getting announced as Deathstroke, mm-hmm. the timing on this is uncanny. Cause I think that Joe Manganello was in the running for this role. But as mm-hmm. soon as the announcement for Joe Manganello as Deathstroke was confirmed, we got the announcement for Alan Richson as Shazam, possibly. Right. It's just uncanny I get you. that right after these things just fall into place. Yeah. Like they've been dry. working along. Do you think Joe, Joe got to choose? He'd have to, right? Yeah, yeah I feel like that's name. the case too. And and he, and he chose to go with the movie directed by Ben Affleck. Boom! Yeah. Boom! You got it. You nailed it. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? You go with the with the proven name. You nailed I agree it. With that. Yeah. Because The had, Rock's going to sell tickets just on his name alone, even though nobody's heard of Shazam. And I'm not saying that Joe Manganiello couldn't pull off the part of Shazam. Like, he's got that childlike... He can do that. I mean, I watched the new Pee Wee Herman movie on Netflix. Oh, yeah, he was great in that. Fantastic in that. And I think he kind of had his choice. And, like, once once he made his choice, I don't think... Like, if Joe Manganiello said no to Deathstroke... I don't think that Alan Richson would have got that part of Deathstroke. Right. I think they would have right. been looking at somebody else. The but only I, thing that I was that, hoping is that they don't try to CGI him up to make him look bigger than what he is. I don't want to see that. I want oh, to see Alan Richson? Right. No, he, he's that, so cut. He's right. cut. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I just and, meant like pure size. Have you seen the new pictures of uh, Ray Fisher as Cyborg and him working oh, out? No, I've That's, not seen shit's that. Shit's crazy. He's huge. Have you, Dude, his fucking abs are insane, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a brick wall. Yeah. You're talking about a guy that's done some Broadway acting. This is a theater actor. And uh, Ray Fisher is taking this really seriously. They just – Ray Fisher just like uh, Instagram or tweeted a picture of himself and he is just cut and fucking – yeah. As yeah. crazy as that picture is, if they it, it because when I saw it, I thought like what most people would. It's like wait, but he's mostly robot, right? Right. It's like they don't have a scene that shows him pre-robot or like that crazy physique. Then man, that's sad because 
Well, what, what, why superhero cut? Why the fuck is J.K. Simmons working out? We also That's got the important. picture of J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, and he's wearing a trench coat. Yeah, why is he? Oh, can't see a thing. I, 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 I honestly, I think J.K. Simmons is just addicted to fitness yeah, at said this that point. Before, cause he had yeah. that one movie where he was Whiplash. Yeah. His arms are cut, but he's even bigger now. I just think J.K. Simmons is just like addicted to lifting weights and fitness. He's mm-hmm. getting older, and it's just it's just a part of his regimen now. Yeah, you know. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I am going to. I am. You know what? I am going to say that I. I. Part of me. Part of me feels proud that like uh, that. I I, th- I feel like we got the ball rolling on fucking Alan Richson as Shazam. I'm gonna take all the yeah. credit. I would I would dude. freeze that credit until we see the movie. DC hasn't had the best track record. <laughs> no, no, no. Just the casting. Just talk about casting. Just the casting. <laughs> yeah. Just the casting. Just the casting. Because like when I it for the directing, for writing, for anything else. Yeah, yeah. Just the casting. <laughs> Just the casting. Just the casting. I like how when that said, Jake's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, you kind of alluded to this earlier. Uh, THR had an article about uh, it. It was titled "Margot Robbie Signs First Look Deal with Warner Brothers." Uh, the Australian actress is signing a first look deal with the studio behind her summer movie Suicide Squad to develop and produce feature films. Through her Lucky Chap Entertainment banner, uh, Warner Brothers has built a relationship with the actress who starred in Focus and The Legend of Tarzan for the studio before becoming one of the key factors behind Suicide Squad, grossing more than $700 million worldwide. That's a success. As much as I hated Suicide Squad, <laughs> that's a success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good yeah. enough. It yeah. This is that boundary. The actress already has two projects set at Warner's. Here's the big one. A Suicide Squad spinoff for her character Harley Quinn, as well as other DC heroines that she will executive produce. Mm. So we're getting a Harley Quinn spinoff movie uh, from Warner Brothers. Um, Birds of Prey? That's what they've been saying. That's been the big rumor is Birds of Prey. Um what are the chances that they bring in like Poison Ivy and and some of those characters? Hi. Yeah. What are the what are the what, what are the chances that uh when you think okay, all right, let's, let's let's take it back here. When you compare Margot Robbie her her Harley Quinn character to any character in the Marvel universe, who would you compare her to as far as the comic books are concerned? Hmm, Deadpool? It'd be Deadpool. Deadpool. Like Boom, you fucking nailed it. Yeah, so Deadpool's is, hot yep. right now. Yep. Are we making this rated R? You gotta. If you they gotta. Know what, what they should, yeah. Yeah, I agree with and Ryan. It's easy sell. If they know what's good for them, they should. Yeah. That's All the right. Audience. That's the people who are going to show up to a Harley Quinn movie. So right. just give them that. No one's taking their eight-year-old daughter. Well, they will it. anyway. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, but hold on. How do they do it? How do they do it? You got a female character in here. She's already said she doesn't want to dress scantily clad anymore. What do you, what kind of jokes are you doing? I mean, we got Ryan Reynolds. It's always funny to see a guy jacking off with a unicorn doll. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but like on the flip side, like what what are we getting with her? I mean, are we getting Harley Quinn fucking like uh shoving uh vibrators up her vag? 
Mm. I mean, or no, I, mean, I know not quite that quite right. That, 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 I know. I'm saying that because it's ridiculous. You'd have to have more of the violence. I was getting ready right. to say the same thing. Maybe the jokes aren't so hardcore, but the violence is ramped up. Yeah, it's more about punchlines and baseball bats. Well, maybe we could and get silly some, shit like we could fucking get some, pie bombs. We could get some violence while we can get some humor while she's performing the violence. Mm-hmm. Like, right. You know what I mean? For having a great time. Oh just yeah. Being super cheerful mm-hmm. about smashing heads. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like the funniest moment in like New Fifty Two was when she put a bunch of bombs and a bunch of game systems and sends them out to kids. I mean, it's dark as fuck, but yeah. she was like laughing and smiling the whole time. Right, so that's definitely like rated R kind of things. Like they could definitely do something darker and still like play it off as funny. Yeah, yeah. I think they. I think that they do a a solo. I think it'd be crazy not to make it rated R at this point. <laughs> I, I don't know how that they could do it and make it like really good at PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Especially since they've been playing like the line of that the whole time. Like, you know, arguably all of the DCEU movies should have B rated R. You know, that's that is the tone they're going for. They're just I agree with that. Oh god, yeah. Fucking Batman v Superman should have been rated R. If they want to be dark, I mean just go all the way with yeah, it. Just yeah, just half ass in the dark thing. Right. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of the big problem with it, is it's like it doesn't know what fuck like what it wants to be. It's like either shit or get off the pot with the fucking darkness. Well that too is also like that stupid meta shit where they're like, Oh, PG thirteen sells more tickets. All right, guys. Let's uh, I don't know. let's burn through this fucking shit. Uh, uh, Star Wars news. <laughs> what what are you saying? You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. All right, this uh, this week in uh, Star Wars news, we learned this week that uh, with the recent reshoots of Rogue One, that the original composer for the film, Alexandre Desplat, who'd worked with uh, director Wes Anderson on many films in the past, will not be available for the reshoots. So, guys, I'm sorry to report, we're stuck with Michael Giacano. Oh, fuck. I know. <laughs> Fucking Michael Giacano to score Rogue One. Oh my god, I'm fucking excited as all shit, Jake. I know. I don't even remember the other guy's name anymore. Yeah. Despada? Yeah, fuck him. Get the, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Holy fucking shit. We got Michael Giacano. Yeah, he's the fucking greatest composer out there right now. Absolutely, dude. This is fucking fantastic news. Ah, oh, so good. The, everything's just lining up the way that we wanted it to line up, so Jake. Good, so, so good. So good. So good. We're going to get John Williams to score episode eight. That's what they're hoping. And we're going to get Giacano to do Rogue One. Oh, my God. Everything is just working out perfectly the way I've always wanted it to. Yeah, I hope he, he takes some real, like, liberties with the score and tries to do some real cool stuff. Instead of just, like, aping Star Wars music for the whole movie, though. Yeah. This seems to be a little on the darker side. Let's talk about that. Riz Ahmed, he's playing Bodhi Rook in Rogue One. And he said to the rap recently, this is his quote, The film is about complex characters and loyalties and murky pasts. The film is a little edgier with people making these huge compromises. History isn't always clear. Sounds darker than it sounds darker than anything I've heard. Right, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Maybe not yeah, killing children dark. 
Right. Well, the difference is like with this being on the military side of it, like yeah. we get to see like that idea is it's like you know we're trying to play espionage, we're trying to infiltrate like a military. There's no taking sides like the Jedi and the Sith do. This is like you know more of that that regular person in the war. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a job to do to get done, and that's priority. Yeah, yeah. Can you trust this person to get that job done or not? Like, whose side are they actually on? Like, and what right. compromises do you have to do to get that job done? Yeah, and just seeing war and the serious stakes that war involve seem like a really heavy. Frank, theme. are you even talking into the mic? God, your head's like laid back so much. Jesus, it's Christ. picking up okay, right? I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it seems like there's a really heavy emphasis on war and the casualties that it caused in this movie. Yeah. Like, instead of it just being something that looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, the second trailer, I, it just was cool visuals for me. Oh, yeah. I yeah. agree. That's what, That's what Star Wars trailers are about. I'm yeah. not arguing that. That's what they all are. I mean, I mean, The Force Awakens, that's what we pretty much got. Yeah. yeah. Cool shit, cool shit, cool shit. Hey, Chewie, we're home. Cool shit. All right. <laughs> right on. No, I'm down, man. I, I'm down. I'm ready for Rogue One. Um, Tupperware of the composer news. Uh, Tupperware of the composer news. Absolutely. Guys, Adam Driver, he plays Kylo Ren. If you didn't know that, you're a fucking moron. You can fucking kill yourself. You're a stupid fuck. I hate you. Stupid piece of shit. Somebody's going to shed tears and send a... Yeah, go go watch more that. girls. I don't know. I don't know. Like, if somebody's listening to our show and they're like, if I, if I throw out the name Adam Driver and they don't know who you? that is... Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> fuck Whoa, pop culture okay. leftovers or pop culture in general is clearly not your forte. Exactly. No like, listen to another podcast, you stupid fuck. I mean, like, like this is – no, seriously. Listen to a podcast that fucking wears training wheels. You know what I mean? And doesn't Plenty of those sh- out there. Yeah, exactly. There's fucking tons of podcasts that fucking have training wheels. Like, we kicked those fucking bitches off a long time ago, so – just fucking throw yourself off a bridge <laughs> at this point. If you're listening and you don't know who Adam Driver is, just drive yourself off a fucking cliff like fucking uh, Thumb and Louise, you piece of shit. So what's that dude I've never heard of up to? Uh, he is. Uh, he spoke to Clyder about episode eight, and he he said this. He says uh, he talked about episode eight. He says it's great. It's similar to how the Empire Strikes Back has a different tone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For that. People always go, ooh, it's dark. But I don't know that it necessarily is. It's just different in tone in a way that I think is great and necessary, but also very clear. He trusts his audience. I think he's talking about Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. He trusts his audience is ready for nuance and ambiguity. A- ambiguity. He's not dumbing anything down for someone, and that's really fun to play. So... New tone. So now people fucking, he's saying it's a new tone. So now finally people will not gripe about the Star Wars, about Star Wars The Force Awakens just being a complete 100% ripoff of a new hope. Yeah, yeah, it's not mimicking. And fuck off everybody that said that. <laughs> fuck, fuck everybody that fucking said that fucking shit. <laughs> fuck you. I'm telling you right now, fuck you. I'm telling you right now, if you said that fucking Force Awakens is a 100% ripoff of Star Wars, A New Hope, 
fuck you. I think you gotta be thinking really hard to try to make those connections. There's a lot no, of there's it's a whole, not that hard. It's to make not that hard to make it's those. It's not a hundred percent ripoff. It's not a thank you, thank you. See, I didn't get it's it. not a hundred percent ripoff. You can make the connections, but on the flip side. It felt like Star Wars again. J.J. did what he needed to do to make this feel like Star Wars again. And if you didn't like this fucking movie, then I don't think you fucking like Star Wars. I miss that feeling. It's been fucking years. It's I miss that fucking feeling. What do you want? And fucking J.J. brought it back for me. Seriously, yeah. JJ it, killed it. It feels like then, like you're able to like complain about everything. It's like, oh well, the prequels suck; they're way too different. Oh well, th- this one sucks because it's just the same. Thank you. <laughs> well, what the fuck do you want then? Thank you. No, no, no. And Those people aren't ever well, going to be can happy. Go, it can go back to Blair Witch too. You know what I mean? <laughs> so and sort of different but, time. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just going to throw this out there. The fucking. Uh, Rebooting a horror movie and rebooting Star Wars are two completely different things. Right. Yeah, and technically Star Wars has not been rebooted. It's mm-hmm. not been rebooted, and neither was Blair Witch. Yeah, I mean yeah. that was a that was a sequel. Um, I'm just drunk. <laughs> anyway, aren't we all? I, you know. No. Oh fuck! <laughs> not you. Speak for yourself. <sighs> Oscar Isaac, like, okay, so basically, we got Adam Driver saying it's a new tone. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing we've seen before. He's he's not saying it's Empire Strikes Back. He's just saying it's a new tone. Slash horror. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> torture porn. Oscar, I like I- fuck. Friends stalking them the whole movie, like slowly, like Jason or Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's gonna be uh, so. It's gonna be fucking like sand people. Like <laughs> it's gonna be like it's gonna be like it's gonna be like that movie I talked about, Green Room, but just with sand people. Nice. You look I, out the window, you see Kylo Ren standing there, just looking at you. Adam Driver is not the first one to say that this is a different tone, though, and a different feel for a Star Wars movie. Guys, we've got quotes mm-hmm. in the past from Oscar Isaac talking about Star Wars Episode Eight, and he's he said that this is more, this is way more different than every anything that we've ever seen from a Star Wars movie. He says it has a very independent film type feel to it. Yeah, I remember that, and uh, which makes me think. That it could be very experimental with some of the things that they do in this film. Does that have you worried though? Um, when I think independent films, I think, I think independent films are very experimental. Yeah. I also, when I think independent films, I also think a very character driven film too though. Well, sure. Sure. But I think like a lot of independent films though are, they try to do something different and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And yeah. I'm thinking like they can be more experimental with those films, but yeah, character driven. I, I, I buy that. I buy that. It scares I, me in like the things you guys have said about like the intro, like, is there going to be no passage of time? Are we jumping right back? You uh, know, like it sounds like a lot of those theories can just be completely true now. Cause there's no more rails to go on. Yeah. Right. It's, it's hard saying. Yeah. I like the idea of them paving new ground. Go ahead and give me some new stuff. But I don't think, especially with it being the Star Wars franchise and being Disney involved, I cannot see us getting a stinker. I know that you could say they could fuck it up because they could fuck anything up. Mm-hmm. And the same thing was said about episodes. I know, because Tomorrowland was amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I mean, this this has got a pedigree, and people understand that. And, sure. And they're not going to watch it and try to pump themselves up and be like, "Oh no, it's okay. This is fine. It's going to make money." Yeah. Adam Driver actually said what exactly what you're saying right now. He, Adam Driver said like he said. I'm paraphrasing, but basically Adam Driver, another comment that he made in this interview was the fact that like, trust me, we're pushing ourselves. I'm not on like cruise control right now. Just because like most people loved my character in The Force Awakens doesn't mean that I'm not pushing that character further. That we're just on cruise control. That and we're that just, excites that we're just, me. that we're just riding off of the steam that we got from Force Awakens. He's like, th- th- there's, Adam Driver is like, we are pushing ourselves further in this second movie. So he says, don't worry about that. And I love this news because I think part of the reason everybody and their brother has a fucking theory about who Ray is and who Snoke is, is they're yeah. trying to fucking pigeonhole this shit and be like, oh, well, it's what I'm familiar with. It's what I know. Mm-hmm. Push the envelope. Go ahead and give me something new. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Jake's just kind of sitting there. Just I was like, listening what? to Frank, and then I turn around, and everyone's staring at me. Yeah, I mean, push the envelope. I, I, I still think at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be very iconic Star Wars, though. Oh yeah. Regardless of all this talk about how different at tone the it's end of the, be. I know. But like, especially, I, I, with I everybody- think the tone. I think the tone will be different. But I think like, if you're looking at this in story form, yeah, with this being the second act of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. We know what we're going to get at the end of this one. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think they're being a little bit hyperbolic uh, about saying how different of a Star Wars movie this will be just to get okay. people excited and everything. It, you know, it's still going to be fucking Star Wars. It's going to – well, it's going to be Star Wars. I don't think it's going to be I, – I think I agree with them. It's not going to be Empire Strikes Back, but I still think that this is going to be a traditional second act of a trilogy. Mm, I, I completely agree too. Yeah. So it's I think in a lot of ways we'll see traditional Star Wars things. You know, you're going to get a lot of that obvious things. But of course, at this point, you know, I feel like Jake kind of nailed it. This is a lot to kind of hype us all up to keep us, not just us, but everyone interested. Like, hey, expect something different. Mm-hmm. Do they really need to do that, though? Yeah, because the biggest detractors of The Force Awakens are the people saying that it's a New Hope ripoff. And yeah. I think that, that that's where this kind of publicity same- is coming from. Yeah, it's the same reason you you said that, like so many people said things about Suicide Squad. Like this is everything different than Batman v Superman. You know, mm-hmm. of course you're going to say that if your previous movie was, I mean, not even a stinker. You're just trying, like Jake said, to attract the people that didn't like it. Yeah, exactly. All right, I get that. It's just good press. I get you. You're not talking about general public. You're talking about the detractors. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not, it's it's statements that aren't going to hurt the people that are already excited. It's not going to change the way they think, but it may possibly change the people that didn't like the Force Awakens opinion and get their butts in the seats again. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that it's going to change those people's minds, but here's to hoping. Yeah. I think we're going to get a great product regardless. Every single I, person that bitched about The Force Awakens is going to be there seeing this uh, movie too. Yeah. <laughs> they want to have yeah. something else to bitch about. <laughs> yeah. Just wait, for, just wait for the first trailer, you son of a bitch. <laughs> just wait for the first fucking trailer for fucking The Force Awakens. Can't wait for it. Cannot wait. I cannot wait. Episode 8. Yeah. God <laughs> damn it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, it's late and I've been drinking. So fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll show you the first trailer for Force Awakens right now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll blow your dick home. Up. 
Yeah, it'll blow your we're dick off. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's late. Fuck you. If you, you drink were... enough, you forget it ever happened. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Try to bring you sons of bitches the news. So I, I, no, it's, it's fucking Correction Tuesday every goddamn day with you sons of fucks. <laughs> if I didn't know if I'm not fucking hearing it on Tuesday, I'm hearing it from you. You'd rather hear it from me than hear it on Tuesday. Now, right now, apparently I don't. <laughs> yeah, Force Awakens. Uh, you later. Why don't you go to the force to sleep with fucking Ryan. (laughs) 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 Fucking sleepy nine eye Scott shooty bullshit. All right, guys. Sorry. Uh, it's time. Uh, we're, you know what? I'm going to read as many emails as we can get through until until I'm because I gotta I gotta read some of these because they're they're fucking. God damn it! They're piling up like uh, Correction Tuesday. Fucking. By no. the way. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so here we go. Some fucking emails. Where's an email bumper? Mail. Oh, no. <laughs> Leftovers of the universe. Man. Ah, pop culture leftovers. Alright, first email comes from, uh, Jesus Christ. Brett, what the fuck is your last name? <laughs> is it Brett Michaels? No, Brett, his last name is spelled B Z D A F K E. Brett Bzdivka. <laughs> Jeez, I'd like to buy a vowel. <laughs> God. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, Grizzedings left. He says, uh, he says, greetings leftovers instead of writing. To thank you all or to tell you that I enjoy PCL so much that I've recently begun sending a little monthly Patreon money your way. I thought uh, you would all much rather receive a note that included a few thoughts that you would provide that would provide you with ample ammunition to ridicule me. Your loyal listener, so here you go. Now nah, we're fine with just the money. Yeah, just send us the money. <laughs> it's not like you gotta use the shit. We can trash you no matter what. No, man. I don't. I don't like it when fucking people also like. Uh, let me. Uh, I'm gonna call it. I uh, here. Here's some shit to ridicule me. Let us just uh, do it. The worst. Just yeah. let us do it. Don't try to call it. All right, let's hear his ammo. Here he goes. Deep down, I think I'm a DC fanboy at heart. As I found ways to enjoy parts of both Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman, in spite of their obvious missteps. Unbeknownst to him, uh, keyword parts. I don't think that makes you a fanboy. Yeah, that's 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 what makes you a fanboy, Frank. What? No. Yeah, to have glaring omissions to what sucks and still love. Yeah, just yeah. Parts. Uh, let's uh, if you come can on. Call out. What, do you want what? me to? No. Do you want me to read the Wayne Brunius email where he fucking talks about four or five things that he fucking hated about Suicide Squad, but then on the flip side, but I loved it. Yeah. Oh, the the characters were lacking. The plot sucked. Uh, fucking somebody hit me in the head in the movie theater. <laughs> But other than that, I was drunk. I love the movie. It's great because I got to see. I just, I'm happy to just see all these characters on the screen for the first time. I liked watching it drunk sitting in a recliner. Yeah, because you're a fucking idiot, Frank. No, you were hanging out with Hawksby, yeah. and you guys were just like, oh my god. I did retro taste it. 
I took it down from my Tupperware. I know, I know. I'm surprised it, it still didn't, tasted. I'm though. surprised it didn't take you two years, Flash. <laughs> Fuck anyway. you, God damn it! That's what I get for trying. All right, what's he go? He's uh, did I get his whole email? But yeah, he liked uh, Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman, despite uh, its obvious missteps. So yeah, you're a DC fanboy. <laughs> blah, blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. DC fanboy. He says, I've intentionally brainwashed my three-year-old son to watch Batman the Animated Series pretty much daily for selfish reasons because I love it so much. And finally, I live in Cleveland, Ohio, which should give you enough firepower firepower for mockery in and of itself. I don't know about that, but kudos (laughs) to you for getting your kid to watch something so awesome because I wish I could get my kid to watch something other than fucking Sophia the First. Um... Yeah, Batman shouldn't be that hard. It's pretty sweet. I got a girl. He says, uh, that should do. Let the hazing begin. Seriously, though, thanks for all you do, fellas, and keep up the good work. Brett Bzdavka. (laughs) (laughs) Cleveland. Uh, It's too easy. It's too easy. He's asking for it. What's his fuck? Fuck that basketball player. What's his name? LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, well, what's Ooh, the bird? What's, what's the, the most famous the basketball most player in basketball the world? I don't believe that's right the now, case. What's his name? Right now that, it is. I can't fuck recall. that douchebag. I can't yeah, recall six, what it is. Six burn there. You got oh, him. Yeah. Ooh. Next email comes Better from uh, Josh Ryan. He says, hey, Frank, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I like this email. <laughs> it's it's great already. Great start to an email. email's great again. He says, hey, leftovers, dot, dot, dot. And Frank, oh, maybe? Hey. Yeah, I'm here. Just wanted to finally say hi. Been listening since Age of Ultron. Fuck you, Brandon McClain. <laughs> Suck on my Age of Ultron dick, you son of a bitch. Does it say that? No. Oh, oh fuck. I know. That'd be great. That's just me adding that in. <laughs> I mean, Josh Ryan's more respectful than that. I'm not. I found your show while I was driving across country for work. You guys and your show are fantastic. Ooh, don't search for podcast and drive. <laughs> I know. I see. I see. Hold on, Jake. I, I'm. You're not. You're not joking around. I see those billboards all over the place. Yes. Yes. Don't search for podcasts and drive. <laughs> all over. He says uh, your your show's fi- your show's fantastic. Fucking fantastic. Jay is Jay is too cool. Jake's opinions are always thought out and considered. Brian is. Clearly, the slightly toxic glue that holds it all together. Toxic glue? Hey, Josh, fuck you. (laughs) That's heartfelt. (laughs) Fuck you, you son of a fucking bitch. Deeply. The toxic glue. And he says, uh, and Frank sounds like an awesome guy that anyone anyone would want to have a beer with. Honest guy. Alcohol, as long as alcohol is involved. Fuck you, Josh. Jay is cool. Jake's opinions are always thought out. And I'm fucking... Toxic glue. I am fucking glue. Frank's an awesome guy. You're an awesome guy you want to have a beer with. And I'm... No, hold on. I'm glue that if you sniff too much of, you might fucking die. (laughs) 
I am a toxic fucking substance. Fuck you, Josh. This whole episode was brought to you by me, you son of a bitch. Every fucking last topic that we brought up except for good pop, bad pop was all me. This is true. Toxic glue. I'm going to fucking, you know, I'm going to glue your fucking fingers together and your mouth together so you can't talk and type. You son of a fuck. Anyway, props to you. Oh, he says props to you, Brian, for starting it. Oh, shit. God damn it. That's, sorry, Josh. I Aww. guess I didn't finish this. Props to you, Brian, for starting it and keeping it going. Uh, uh, well, that's what toxic glue does. Hold on. <laughs> Hold shit together, fucking else. Props to you, Brian, for keeping it starting. For starting it and keeping it going. And props to the leftover army. Bring back Dan West and Luther Shaver from Josh Ryan. So, yeah, thanks, Josh. Sorry about that. <laughs> I guess I spoke too soon. Hey, he had to know what he was going to get. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I don't get. Yeah, people that, you know, you listen to the show every week and then you interact with us and then we fucking act the same way and you're like whoa right whoa 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 whoa, whoa. this this guy that's been a dickhead on 150 150- hold on hold on this guy that's been a dickhead on 150 episodes 156 episodes is being a dickhead to me right now well, when i write my email things will be different whoa whoa i'm a little caught off guard i'm a little caught off guard with this why guy you gotta, why you got to be that way why you got to be why you got to treat me like shit when i've heard you treat everybody like shit for 156 other episodes. I'm a little taken aback here. <laughs> Ryan's already asleep and shit. No, I'm just thinking of how funny it is that he had to like think of compliments for everybody. Yeah, he didn't think of mine. He didn't think of mine too well. He called me fuck. Basically, Jesus called Frank. He, what the fuck was that all about? I'm sorry. Did you belch? Yeah, yeah that's exactly. a free explosion. God, you uncouth piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry about that. Got the one thing that he gets close to the mic for. I know. <laughs> you've, been, you've been leaning back the entire time. Guys, we got an email here from Chris Brown. Oh, watch out. I, I just know, Fritz. We already went through this with Rat Queens. God I know. Damn, we got to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fred, kudos for that one. I was actually going to go there. <laughs> hey, leftover. What's that? Frank just got here. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. Um, Way to go. I'm with it now. Way to go, Flash. <laughs> Chris Brown says, hey, leftovers. Jake. I know this isn't going to be your cup of tea, so feel free to go for a smoke. This email is more for Jay and Brian. So I'm not the biggest comic book reader, and I am more into the DC stuff more than Marvel. Mostly Batman and Injustice, along with all the new Rebirth Flash stuff. My question to you guys is, since DC movies have have had real big problems with plots and the way they portray their characters in the movies... Never happy Superman is the biggest mind fuck. Do you think if they brought in someone from the DC family like a Scott Snyder or Frank Miller to help build a story that feels right to the characters? I think Snyder's run for Batman is unbelievably epic. Would help and give people ease of mind. I'm not saying Ben and Jeff will write a crappy story. I love all the new rebirths that John's and his hands in and, and Ben has written, uh, some great films too. Would love to know what you think of this. Uh, P.S. Brian, please go easy on me if you disagree. Not that I can't take it, but my ass is still hurting. 
ripped me a few. Oh no, you you ripped me a new one for not wanting Robert Downey Robert Downey Jr. in Homecoming. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's all, folks. Have a great week and go fuck yourselves, Chris Brown. So yeah, Chris it's Brown. Easy on me, but go fuck yourself. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Brown, he can deal out the hits, but he can't take them. So basically, it's like his namesake. Basically, Chris Brown comes in the first time, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't want, I don't want Robert Downey Jr. in Homecoming. That's a horrible idea. Robert Downey Jr. is dumb. He's he's the best thing that Marvel's got going on right now. Why the fuck would they want him in a Sony movie with Spider Man to kick that shit off and make it amazing? That's fucking <laughs> stupid. And uh, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna follow it up with the dumbest question ever. Ever. Do you think that they should? Do you think that they should? <laughs> do you think that they? Do you think that they should get like? Do you think they should get like some of the best DC writers to contribute to these films to make them better? Oh no, 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 no! Terrible no. idea. No, honestly, I think you should just grab rando fucking people off the street, man. <laughs> just rando motherfuckers. It's that off the hobo street. ingenuity. What do you want to do? We're looking for it. Yeah, we're looking for some hobo ingenuity in these films. <laughs> for Batman. <laughs> Jesus, you know what, fucking Chris, you're fucking, you're fucking o for two with your fucking questions. I think you're, I'm, I'm banning you. Oh, I'm banning you for for uh, fucking. Uh, I'm banning you for a month. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Uh, it's kind of a dumb question. I got busy. And come on, just. What's that, Ryan? Uh, this is just because I know he said he was new to comic books, mm-hmm. but yeah, like that's what DC is doing. Jeff Johns is the greatest. Yeah. Thing. That DC has in their arsenal right now. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, they, they used him to kick off Rebirth. Right. And he's not writing any comic books now so that they can use him to focus on the movies. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. getting exactly what you are wanting already. Yeah, Chris. Like, seriously, like, I don't know, dude. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what's wrong, Chris? I, I, what's going on in your life? Like, What's wrong? I don't read comic books, so I have this stupid question to ask right now. Guys, yeah, why didn't you just write me like, hi, my name's Chris Brown. I just want to hear you say my words on your show. Please. (laughs) Please. Go easy. Give me attention Mm -hmm. and don't make fun of me. No, Chris, I'm I'm fucking with you. Yeah. Um, Number one, like, you you are ignorant, but... um, You're right. You're stupid. <laughs> no, 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 no. Honestly, like, okay, hold on, Chris. Like, like, honestly, like, I, I get what you're saying, you know, but I, I still think it's fucking ignorant. Um, no, like, they brought in Jeff Johns, and I think that's a great move. Like, I guess, like, if, like, I guess if they were going to do like a a story that like Scott Snyder did, bring him in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's I guess that's what you would do. But like as far as just like the overall universe, I think like bringing Jeff Johns in is like he is like their Kevin Feige right now, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm down with this. I think it's great. I don't think that they. I think if they adapt like a Scott Snyder storyline or a Frank Miller storyline or something like that, then yeah, of course bring those guys in to be consultants, but. I think I think what they're doing right now is I think it's a step in the right direction. I, I we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, great idea. We'll see how the execution goes. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, at, uh, what if we had to really judge? Uh, yeah, I guess we can say David Ayer kind of fucked it up and screwed the pooch. But like, 
Let's see what Jeff Johns can do now that he's involved in this whole universe. So there's, there's no comic book writer more invested in all of DC than Jeff Johns. So yeah. If there's going to be one person that they had to pick up, they picked the best for it. Agreed. And, and I kind of agree with, with Brian's initial example where it's, it's like, well, if you're giving us the choice of having comic book writers or having anybody, well, duh. Yeah, comic book writers are ideal for this yeah. job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Luckily, like you said, DC's headed in the right step. They have the best guy for the job. So hopefully it's executed well. Let's uh, shut up, Frank. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to move on, dude. How long do you want to spend on these fucking emails? No, it's not that. It's just I got a general question. Is it me or is it that DC's harder to nail down than Marvel? And the reason why I ask this question is because on paper – the animated version of The Killing Joke should have been amazing, yeah. but it sucked. And I read The Fucking Killing Joke before I watched that. I read yeah. it like a year and a half ago. It's I don't know if it was the pacing. I'm not saying it has anything to do with Mark Hamill or, mm. or anything like that. I, it might be like how hurried the delivery is. But, I mean, am I wrong here? Is DC harder to hit than Marvel? Well, they added things to that Killing Joke animation. I'm aware of that, but I'm talking it's like – done it. Beat for beat, it probably would have been a lot better. Aside from that first was, half hour, though, it was pretty damn close. Yeah, but it's the liberties they take, like, and, you know, when they could just go right for the source material. Even the part that should have hit, like, I... I oh, no, the, the part that hit was Batman hitting Batgirl, right? <laughs> that definitely hit, right? Like, the, the, the fucking lines from that that I love the most where, where Joker's talking about how, like... <coughs> Insanity is the retreat. Reading those words and then hearing Hamill deliver them, it was just two completely different things. It felt completely flat when I heard it, but when I read it, it was amazing. And I, not having read nearly as many comic books mm-hmm. as you guys, I'm just asking, like, is DC really that hard to hit, whereas Marvel's just knocking it out of the park? I mean, I haven't seen The Killing Joke yet, yet, but I, I don't think do. it's the... Um, it's the norm when it comes to these DC animated movies. I mean, I would say that nine out of ten of these DC animated movies do hit it out of the Agreed. park. Boom. Yeah, okay. That's where they get it right. Right, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the what is Batman, son of uh, or Robin, son of Batman, yeah. was an amazing movie. Um, you know, yeah. with Frank just sounds like a fucking noob that doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, and so he's oh, basically not... no. You're just monopolizing our time. Yeah, you watched the <laughs> one bad DC animated movie apparently, because I mean, literally, right. like all the rest of them are right. pretty damn. Yeah, big. stick to video game reviews and shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right, moving on. We got an email here. <laughs> we got. <laughs> uh, you did some good glue work there. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the toxicity. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed my toxic glue. Tasted green. Toxic glue attack. That's why, like, I hang, I'm, like, hanging on that one, like, iTunes review where he thanked me for, like, the Jean-Claude Van Johnson. That's all I have, Jake. Oh, that shitty review from earlier? That's all I have, you son of a fuck. I don't have everybody saying Jake is the fucking man. I think we're all like a I, I don't ever fuck, get right? I don't get a fucking email uh, a review that says Brian's the fucking man, so I gotta hang on that one fucking bullshit review, and then I get Josh Ryan calling me fucking uh uh fucking uh toxic horse glue. Horse glue. <laughs> fucking glue. Fuck you. It's evolved. Josh. 
Uh, uh, next email comes from Chris Stabel. Sup leftovers with the uh, overall critical success uh, with the overall critical success of Stranger Things and the obvious talent of the Duffer Brothers to nail that eighties tone. Got me wondering. Would you like to see them take on a Marvel property? And if so, which one? We've read this email before. Did I? Yeah, because I said uh, fucking uh, Power Pack. and like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuck this email. Michael J. Borelli. Yeah, fuck that email. Michael J. Borelli says, hey, guys, uh, I was happy to hear Brian Tupperware Preacher Season 1 when it came up during emails uh, last episode, which is probably like four episodes ago. Is that all? <laughs> God damn it. You know, it's like I hate, sometimes I hate these emails. I thought maybe, <laughs> I thought maybe. Sometimes? <laughs> I thought maybe I had blacked out and missed your review of it because I also seem to have missed every single time Jay has reviewed Voltron episodes. <laughs> Ooh, nice. I mean, there's, there's no way that he Tupperwared the first episode and just dropped it. <laughs> anyway, he goes on to say, uh, the preacher finale was just amazing. That slow montage to the haunting cover of Blind Melons No Rain blew my dick off. Oh, that made me puke. That was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> They'd cover Blind Melons No yeah, Rain? It was worse than the original Blind Melons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like the original Blind Melon song. Yeah, I hated that cover and that scene. So, is it like a real slow, moody version of No Rage? Oh yeah. Oh no. It, he goes on to say it may take about until uh, season three to get one of the best storylines I've ever read in any comic series. Uh, I am talking about the second trade of Preacher uh, until the end of the world, featuring the two gentlemen seeking uh, no the two gentlemen scene taking. Jesse's father out in the flashbacks. I can't fucking wait. Also, thank you for recommending uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. My wife and I loved it. Great, de uh, great deconstruction of modern horror tropes along the lines of Cabin in the Woods, but in a very different way from Mike Gamma Irradiated. Irradiated leftover army physicist. It's getting late. Jesus <laughs> fuck. Oh, let's see here. What do we got? What do we got? I'm going to read, uh, what do you say, three more? Three more. Three. Come on, I got to get, all God right, damn it, you don't, right, know how many, you don't know how many I got, Jay. <laughs> all right, well, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you another code if it helps you get home. They're all just right. going to keep piling up if all I don't right. fucking read them, you all son right. of a fuck. This problem. It took me forever to get to this part in the goddamn show. <laughs> uh, Eric Marable sends an email. Hey, Eric Marable? <laughs> Eric he doesn't talk on Facebook. Hey, leftovers, <laughs> dot, 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 and Frank. I am almost finished listening to 112263 on Audible and decided to start watching it on Hulu. The show is a high-tasted, as I have separated it from the novel, which itself is a Tupperware. I recommend both, but seriously, watch it first and gain more from the novel after. You are right, Jake. It's hard as fuck to watch after the book. All right, Chris Ahola sends us an email. <laughs> it's like he's cupping his balls throughout the whole email. Yeah. I, I disagree, I though. I, I say, I say, do the book first. Don't. Don't ruin a lot of the beats by seeing him done watered down on the show. Yeah. Do the book first. It's opposite. Pre yeah, it sounds that sounds like a great plan because you love the show so much. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed the show, and I'm sure like if I watched, if I enjoyed the show, now if I went back and I read the book, mm. I'd probably love the book more, and then 
probably upon second viewing of the show, I wouldn't like it as much. Mm-hmm. So I I don't see the problem in it. Yeah, I'm just saying I I disagree. I would go the other way around. Yeah. If you're, like you're, you're only gonna creature. you're only gonna hear these plot beats the first time once, whichever way you do it, and I would rather hear it the superior way the first time. That's you can't say that though that you'd be disappointed by reading the book if it's that good compared to watching. I've the watched show. a lot of. Stuff. I'm not saying you'll be disappointed reading the book after watching the show. I'm just saying I would rather learn the twist through the book. Yeah, you, you, but like me on the flip side, like I've watched, I've read like a lot of, I've I've watched a lot of Stephen King stuff before I read the book, and I still had just as much enjoyment reading the book. A hundred percent agree. I've done the same thing. As so, I mean. That's Do just, the less that's just least enjoyable that's just, thing first. I know, Europe. and I I, pre- I prefaced it by saying I would, I would, oh, I would every him. time. I that's him. That's yeah. not you. <laughs> I know, but dude, <laughs> no, I just can't. I just can't. I just want to yell at you for it. No, oh, sure. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Out. Hold on. I'm just trying to play the part of the toxic glue. <laughs> <laughs> that's what cla- that's what toxic glue do. Um yeah, Chris Ahola says uh t- it's titled uh <sighs> Don't worry, Jay. What's up, Brian, Jason, Jake, and maybe Frank? Doesn't that's- this guy have his own podcast to waste people's time <laughs> with? No shit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, soon to be ex second rate super fans member Chris here. Just wanted to drop a line and tell Jay, don't let Brian beat you up too much about not Tupperwareing Civil War, especially since he Tupperwares movies like The Good Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> so clever. Oh, I know. I haven't heard that joke, uh, ever. Also, last week's episode was not the worst episode ever. It was fucking hilarious, and I loved every minute of it as usual. Keep on keeping on. Suck it or fuck it, Chris Ahola. The good dinosaur. More like the bad dinosaur, right? Oh, God. Thank you, Don Rickles, for that hilarious show. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Uh, uh, let's see here. Jason Kanakis sends an email. Hello, gents. On a recent podcast, you mentioned that you were 38 years old, and it made me wonder what the age range of the crew is. Um, we're all about the same age. I'm 38. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, we're all 38. Jay's 38. Jay's 38. That we was got easy. listeners as young as fucking 16. Yeah. Ryan, you're not part of the no, show, I'm much younger than but you you're guys. younger. I'm oh, has, holy shit! Fun. I wouldn't have guessed that, man. Yeah. Fuck. I huh. suck. I'm the next generation of podcasters. Yeah. I know. Try to take us down. You're everything that's <laughs> wrong with podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> More than okay with that. <laughs> Way to sell a show, man. <laughs> Put that on your fucking iTunes page. <laughs> Take the thumbnail tonight. Yeah. <laughs> For everything that's wrong with podcasting. <laughs> dude, dude, honestly, like if I saw a podcast and they claim to be everything that's wrong with podcasting, I would download it. I would give it I'd a have listen. to see what's up. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. I'd, I'd be would, like, ooh. Oh, I'd be into ooh. Right. Ooh. And Who after, sells themselves well, probably after I listen, I'd be like, yeah, they're, they're, they're right. Yeah, I'm, they're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not in the fun way. Not I in a good way. To be. Like I was expecting like, whoa, like this is going to keep me like, like listening, but they'd have skits and fictional characters. They were right in this instance, so not <laughs> you, Ryan, but just like the podcast that would promote that, right? But but like you, 
<laughs> it's weird with that tagline though, because if you like, you know, stop subscribing or turn it off, then they were right. They did it. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, win win. It's a win win. God. Uh, this, uh, Jason Kanakis goes on to say, I believe I may be older than most of your group and many listeners at 40. What the? F- My Whoa. phone farted. <laughs> That's what hey, it's was. better than me. At least you don't have to smell that. I'm older than you. I'm older than you. I know you. more. I've been listening longer than anybody else. You have to listen to me. I'm not older. I know. Respect your elders. I am your elder. Fuck my elders. <laughs> uh, I believe that I may be older than most of your group and many listeners at 46 and missed out on a large chunk, nearly 20 years of things before I retired from the Marines. Where should he sit? Let's talk. Hey, hey, come on. This, yeah, let's stay focused let's on the email. Let's get them out. Let's, yeah, let's get I the- can't keep both of my fucking eyes straight, let alone focus on this shit. <laughs> Frank, yeah. <laughs> all right, okay. Oh, give the attention to Jason Kanakis so I can wrap up this goddamn episode, you <laughs> son of a fuck. All right, all right. <laughs> so anyway, he's 46. He says uh, he missed out on a large chunk of things before he retired from the Marines. I got lucky and found a wife who shares my love of pop culture and has let me get back into it full force the past decade. Some of the things I missed during that time frame just baffle the fuck out of me. Uh, are there certain pop culture genres of or items that any of you just can't get into based on your age and or when you became interested in geek culture? As always, great show and rant all you want, Brian. You're an old man now and entitled to vent your angst whenever you please, Jason. So... Thank you, Jason. Uh, is there anything you guys uh, that you feel like you can't get into because of your age? That Power maybe... Rangers. Yeah, boom. <laughs> boom. Power I'm Rangers. That, yeah. I loved that as a kid. I was the right age. You were the right age. See, yeah. Power Rangers came no, out. Though. Came out when I was fifteen, Ryan, and I, you know what I discovered at fifteen? Well, I actually discovered it sooner. My penis. So <laughs> I was gonna say pussy. I discovered the X Men cartoon. Came out after Power Rangers. <laughs> See, like I, I watched a little bit of the X Men, but I was more enthralled with my penis. My penis was like, like, like that thing. That was like the coolest thing ever. When I was like, like from like the the time when I was twelve. Like 11, I didn't know what the fuck was going on with the damn thing. Yeah, man, fuck morphin' time. It's spanking time. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, do you think, do you, do you think when, uh, Finn Deeds Creek fucking masturbates, he's like, it's morphin' time? <laughs> do you think that's what he says? I've never thought that, but well, I will from now on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, I just talked about a 16 year old. Why do you think about Finn jacking off? No, I just thought it was funny. I thought it was a funny Finn joke. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> you anyway. Frank. Well, whatever. I was 16 and no I was. Offended. Whatever. Fuck. Fuck, it. fuck you. Uh, <laughs> you fucking prudes. Like, like wow. whatever. You, you're banging destiny in your basement, you son of a fuck. This guy, I'm chained up right over there. He's taking a nap. No, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just, I, like when uh, the Power Rangers came out, I, was, I think I was a little too old for that shit. For sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's how I feel about uh, Harry Potter. Like it came out, I had to have been 13 and 14, or 14, and it was the exact same thoughts. You, whoa. 
You didn't like Harry Potter the films or the, the books? Yeah, the the books. Like I was in. Wow, yeah, I remember young. I was at that, that part in middle school where there was a million cooler things than Harry Potter. Well, and, I was a grown ass uh, man when I was reading. Those. Yeah, I was a grown ass man when <laughs> Harry Potter came out too. No, and that's why I'm saying like with Brian, it's I was just at that right age. Like maybe if I was older or younger, like mm. it would have clicked. But mm-hmm. right then, it was just my dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get I it. I, see that, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I would. Yeah, if it came down to Harry Potter or masturbating, sorry, okay. Harry, yeah. whatever, yeah. Hermione. Out of wand. Yeah. Thanks for the sound effect, Frank. <laughs> In case nobody's heard it. God damn it. We barely cracked these emails. I guarantee, I, I'm done though. I'm not reading anymore. That was anymore. three. You lived up to your promise. I lived up to my promise. <laughs> yeah, next episode, word. let's crank them out at the beginning. Get these fuckers done. I'll crank them out at the beginning and then we'll just play it at the end. How about, that's not good. Yeah, yeah that's I don't give a fuck. No, people don't want to listen to the emails at the beginning. I got to listen to people bitch about that, Jake. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> right. Content. We need the content. God, hey Brian, when when do the emails end? Can you give me a timestamp? You know what? Oh, I, fuck I, you. I fucking, I want to timestamp your fucking face <laughs> with a fucking baseball bat, you son of a bitch. You timestamp your mom's fucking ovulation so you didn't exist. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, yeah. Hey, Ryan, uh, thanks for joining us this episode. Uh, Thank you for having me. How Calm ca- down, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, sell that shit down. Yeah. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, Ryan, uh, if people want to listen to your podcast, what is it called and how can they find you? Yeah, if you're looking for everything that's wrong with podcasting, <laughs> you can find us at comicslob.com. Uh, we're on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play now. Um, you know, we're on Twitter, Instagram, just look for us, but comicslobs.com. Comicslobs.com. Check out the comic slobs. Uh, yeah, you guys have been, uh, you guys have been picking up some steam here recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots more, uh, reviews and everything. We recently did a preacher episode. Uh, we try to hit all the big comic book movies too. So a lot of fun stuff. There you go. I'm, you know what? I'm sold. <laughs> you know, it's so exciting. I just subscribed right now. <laughs> I know. All right. That's I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> That's been a nice. Like I, I think your glue is wearing pee. out. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking toxic glue. Yeah, it's falling apart. <laughs> Guys, uh, yeah, 156 episodes. We, uh, you know, I don't know when Jay's coming back. Is Jay coming back, Jake? Is he coming back? Uh, when are you guessing? 175. How do you compare that with the Spawn movie? Uh, Jay is more likely to come back than the Spawn <laughs> movie to come out. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It's close. Guys, uh, we're going to finish up the emails next week. We got to do it. We got to do it. We got to finish up the emails. We'll knock them out next week. Uh, But uh, episode 156, it's over. It's in the books. Fuck you. We'll see you next week. And just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. Goodbye. See ya. Later, bitches. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture.
It's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean it, race it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over Culture push over pop culture leftovers, and with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers, pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers.